Hey, hey y'all. y'all. And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> oh, this is off to a great start. I love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Misty. I will be both your DM and I'll be playing Jazara Telena, the half drow Gloomstalker Ranger. I am Ani. I am playing Valkaria Nykor and I am a tiefling shadow sorceress. I'm Aaron and I will be playing Asha Kel, a dampier Twilight cleric. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be amazing. Oh, I love it already. I'm Aiden. I'm new. Uh, I'm Aaron's uh, uh, brother, and I am playing Raum Telena. I am a Drow swashbuckler rogue. Awesome. All right. Um, the this unwanted is the... cousin. The unwanted cousin. <laughs> uh, Technically, uh, unwanted cousin to uh... actually both to Misty's character and mine. Yep. <laughs> Because uh, Asha and Jazara are both distant cousins as well, so. Mm-hmm. But uh, so today is going to be our D and D holiday episode. So it's a little bit of a standalone one shot. It technically happened uh, prior to our party going to the surface for the first time. Where in their history, who knows? Uh, but <laughs> in, I didn't make anybody like level back down to like level one or anything because that would be ridiculous. So and far less fun. So uh, they are still at the same levels they are in the current campaign, um, and uh, this will be an interesting little one-shot for them to go through, and uh, you guys will learn a little bit more about the Nameless City and our characters and probably experience some very bizarre holiday-themed uh, adventures. So, Watch and me bring a fish in here somehow. I don't doubt it, in all honesty, but... <laughs> Considering the creatures that have been made for this, um, you'll have to deal with some other stuff. So, okay. Um, and the plan is is that after this campaign, like this little one shot, is done, to take the uh, module that I created for it and p- to put it on our website for you guys to look at and use all you want. Okay. So, um, I will, however, start off with um, a little like intro backstory. Thing, I'm so. ready. So can I just mention that uh, Realm is like a one-off character? <laughs> uh, I'll be joining uh, in further, but I'll be playing a, a different character in uh, in after this. Yes, oh. we wanted to warm him up to the okay. warm him up to the chaos first. So <laughs> you can but... keep him, but <laughs> there you go. Just like, Once I'm done with him, you can keep him. I mean, he might make another appearance if the party eventually goes back to the Nameless City. So. Which would be interesting if Hayden has to play both. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. All right. So I will begin with uh, a little piece about the holiday in which the Nameless City is currently celebrating, which is called uh, Day of Heart and Hearth. Deep underground, beneath the northern Folkton Alps, past the frozen waste of the crystal sands tundra, exists the Underdark. A place of shadow creatures, mysterious entities, and an ever-growing struggle for survival. However, there is a place tucked away deep into the cavernous depths unlike anything the darkness has ever seen. 
a city that stands alone, shining in the multicolored crystal light across the vast swath of the Underdark. The Nameless City is normally a place of calm and peace and a place of firm adherence to the rules of safety that allow its citizens to survive amidst the turbulent chaos of the Underdark, with some exceptions, Valkaria. <laughs> Today, however, there is a distinct excitement buzzing through the air, as this is no ordinary time for the Nameless City, where you see the day of heart and hearth is only two days away. The city is decorated in beautiful small crystals hung along the rooftops, alighting the homes with cozy blues and greens throughout the city, and garlands made of dried mushrooms woven together are decorated with glowing small mushroom caps, the, sh the shapes and sizes carved out of wood by the city's tinkers, the crystal catcher family of gnomes. Shining silver bells gifted to the city by the dwarves of the uh, from the heart of the silent hammer forge dot winding pathways that stretch along the river that flows through the city center. Massive crystals form a gigantic multicolored moon that floats high above the city center in a complex construction of magic, carefully pieced together by the mages of the Telenadrow Den. Families prepare to celebrate under the blessing of the Moonweaver and give thanks for another safe year by donating goods, toys, clothes, and supplies to the ever-busy vampire and damphyr clerics of the Kell family to be distributed to those in need throughout the year to come. All around, the city buzzes with excitement as last-minute preparations are well underway. Families prepare delicious dis dishes of fire leech and stews, Lilenthal and Ormu breads are baked, azure stock compotes are packed up with care, and hearty batches of chocolate midnight scale ale are brewed in abundance, all to be taken to the night corps' feast of friends and family the next day. The feast hosted every year by the tiefling leader of the, of the city and his family on the eve of the day of heart and hearth, to share in the abundance of the city, spend time with friends, reconnect with loved ones, and of course, to hear the annual telling of the city's first day of heart and hearth, always told in a very dramatic fashion, by Strike and Nykor, the city's beloved leader. It is during these preparations that we find our unsuspecting heroes as they peruse the city shopping for last-minute gifts, while dragging along Asha and Jazara's distant cousin, perhaps reluctantly. <laughs> so you find yourselves walking through the city and you're looking for some last-minute gifts. The holiday itself is two days away. There is the, the celebration tomorrow night uh, at the Nycor Tower. And uh, everybody has to have their gifts in by the morning of the Day of Heart and Hearth to exchange. And uh, some of you might have uh, forgotten a few gifts here and there and are reluctantly looking for some not crappy last-minute gas store station-style gifts. <laughs> Ooh, gas station sushi. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Ew. Ew. Here, let me give you food poisoning for Christmas. There you Ugh. go. As someone who's received losing lottery tickets uh, in a Secret Santa, yeah, That's I know this feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Were they, like, losing lottery tickets... Like, oh, I got to scratch them. Okay, and I was gonna say to like somebody who used already passed no. lottery tickets. Well, it wasn't that bad, but then I scratched them and I got nothing. That's fair. 
Mm-hmm. Castles and poor people used to do that, too. Mm. So you guys are walking down the city. In fact, let me share my screen so you can see our city. So you're just perusing down, uh, looking for some last-minute gifts. Um, is there anything in particular you guys think you might have forgotten to give someone? To get a gift for someone? Val, <laughs> I have all your gifts. I don't have them yet. Okay, I have to go pick them up. Would you like someone to accompany no, you? No, I don't want y'all to know what it is yet. Well, to supervise, just to make sure you stay on task and not buy shinies along the way. Well, I you know she's going to buy shinies. Once. I know she's going to buy shinies, but maybe not overspend. I obviously I will stay outside of it. Okay, fine. Mm. Fine. <laughs> Hover, mom. Perhaps uh, in a reluctant group, you find yourselves Mm -hmm. doing some shopping. You pass by (laughs) stores that offer all kinds of goods. Um, Hayden, would you like to describe your character? Okay, so uh, Realm is uh, fairly tall. Uh, He dresses very fancy. He's wearing a full petticoat with a tricorn. (laughs) Uh, and he has light purple skin. Okay. And whenever he walks, he walks with a very exaggerated swagger, and he has, like, a smile permanently glued to his face, and everybody hates him for this. (laughs) So as he's walking through the market, uh, he's going, Jolly good day to you, (laughs) ma'am. And just people are, like, (laughs) sneering at him as he walks by. That's, That's fair. I can already see how Valkyrie is going to be interacting with this. Oh, yeah. So the four of you uh, are together and doing some last-minute shopping. Um, Is there anything particular you guys would like to start looking for? I need to head over to the Crystal Catchers. Because they have something for me that I have specially commissioned. I have to go to the Leather Workers for the same purpose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you guys are uh, journeying around, you've done a little bit of shopping the, uh, for the day so far, getting a couple last minute things here and there. Might be picking up a few things to make to the uh, for the feast tomorrow night because everybody, it's like kind of like potluck mm-hmm. style where everybody makes something to bring mm-hmm. and uh, it's the whole city pretty much goes, you know, and okay. like they might not all go at once, but it's something that lasts throughout the whole day and then most people gather uh, close to uh, the Nikor Tower because uh, at the eve, your father reads the story of the first right. day of Heart and Hearth in um, what has been described as an interesting display of childlike exuberance from an adult. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sounds like my father. Yes, there he uses like a spell to like amplify his voice and he's never been able to stand put like behind the podium he like there's a like a little stage area for him and he'll like move across it and be like super dramatic and sometimes he brings props and stuff like that he has a great time so and the kids of the city absolutely love it and there's always they're always like closest to the stage and everything and there's always like little dramatic like magical little like flashes and flares and things like that that he does so Mm. so it's it's very very much my father yes very interesting and um Something like he always does, like on his own, and uh, 
and as he tells like the story and everything like that and something like every like head of the fan like the leader of the city has always done has always like done read the story he is probably the most excited about it and it probably does make you worried about what you will have to do when you take yeah. over i know how so. you're gonna live up to childlike exuberance <laughs> so i, mean, I know <laughs> Lots well, of distractions. Don't, don't look at me. Don't you have charm off the charts? Uh huh. Yeah, so no, you should be fine. <laughs> Just um. charm everyone into submission. You will like this regardless of what I do. <laughs> a mass charm person. <laughs> Unfortunately, mass charm person is a spell. I'm hoping you don't get it at some point, but you know. <laughs> you will forget. See all the droids you're looking for. There you go. Exactly. Um, so on our map here, this part in the very bottom right over here, this is where the mm. crystal catchers live. Right. Um, and this is like their, their main area and they have like little stalls and stuff like that that you guys can go to. So you begin, all four of you begin to make your way over there and you've got like, some of you are laden with shopping bags, some of you aren't, and like some of you are still like being picky about what to get. And uh, as you make your way over to the Crystal Catchers, it's a normal, like, calm day. Everybody's excited. People are passing you by and, you know, carrying, like, loads of goods, some of them with shopping bags, some of them with foods and stuff like that. You can tell it's just the energy of directly before a big holiday is happening, and everybody's very excited. You can see the the crystals and everything that have been hung around the city are glowing, and it's it's very nice, and it's, it's cozy. It's a bit early in the day. It's probably about 11, um... But it's still really nice, and it gives you just that nice feeling of, like, an incoming holiday. And as you guys are, are walking and it, and enjoying everything and bickering, as you do. As, as usual. Mm-hmm. You approach the area of the Crystal Catchers, and uh, they have, like, their own little, like, district area. And some of it is, like, buildings that kind of look like um, the way the Weasley family home is. It's just, like, how Aww. is that standing up? And, like, there is nothing short of something, like bizarre or magical making this thing stand together and like some of the structures are really <laughs> so bizarre don't bump it don't yeah, bump it like, yes and it's just like they're all very solid like you've never heard of anything like collapsing or anything like that it just looks like somebody took t- like tetris and put it together to make structures and it's all very like <laughs> strangely shaped and some like pieces of like rooms just like hang several you know uh stories in the air with like nothing supporting it underneath it but it stays put and it's fine you know, and there's uh, other, like, just kind of bizarre piles of, like, tinkers, like, tools and, like, little pieces that people just, like, pull out of piles. It's like, well, you know, if they're looking for, like, you know, screws or springs or stuff like that, there's just piles of the stuff everywhere that anybody can take from. Uh, the All occasional right. small explosion might go off. You'll hear, like, a, a chittering of, of excitement and worry. And then, like, and then they go back. So people, like, go back to testing things and putting things together. Very much, like insane engineers who have too much time and money on their hands basically and as you approach the district it's uh all of their like roofs and buildings and everything are very covered in green uh coloring because that's the crystal catchers like main uh, house colors and there are other gnome families that live in there that aren't directly related to the crystal catchers or have been like related through marriage over time and stuff like that um, so it's a very large area. There's shops and, you know, little um, houses and stuff like that. Sometimes you can't tell the difference. And then sometimes there's just buildings. You're not sure what it is, but you're also not sure you want to know. 
So, <laughs> so you just end up walking into somebody's kitchen like, oops, no. It, yeah, so it's, sorry. It's very common and they'll like shoo you. You're like, you're looking for the store and they'll shove you through a different doorway and then there's, there's, you're in a store suddenly and you're like, great. And then you'll walk out the front door there and you'll be in a completely different street and you're like, I don't know how this works, but it's a jigsaw of a place. And oh, as you perfect. approach the district, you know, like it, uh, you see more and more gnomes and their excitement. And when the crystal catchers are excited, they get a little like manic. And so <laughs> their excitement gives you a little bit of foray. <laughs> but uh, you, you approach the, the area and you're going to uh, pick up something from uh, one of the stores uh, for Valkaria. And as you just walk into the district, you know, a couple of people wave, especially at Valkaria. And uh, say hello and everything and just, like, rush past. You try to avoid getting, like, slammed by people who might have explosives on them, because most of them do. Uh, And uh, as you walk in (laughs) to the area and you start looking for the store that you need to go to. And it's about this time as you guys are just standing there looking around, looking for the store. Because, again, it's not easy to find your way around. Um... That's when the entire city shakes. And in what feels like a massive earthquake, unlike anything you've ever felt before. And the buildings rattle. There are, like, crystals that are hanging from buildings that fall and crash and and hit the ground and things splatter. You hear, like, distant little explosions as, like, somebody's, like, little machine or something, as they're working on it, uh, gets knocked over. And people just start screaming. Left, right, and center. So, Raum is standing there, uh, mm-hmm. unfazed by this. The smile has not dropped from his face. And he is just <laughs> standing there, staring at all this going on, like, my, this is quite the shake. <laughs> all right. Asha looks up from her her checklist of things she must get between now and then. And she's got a, a piece of charcoal in her hand that she's using to do this and then but she's also balancing at least six bags of she's not a shopaholic she's just efficient and she had a long list <laughs> so and she's like what the balls was that <laughs> did you do it what why did i do it because you always right, do, it. You do it <laughs> i don't always do it all right I wonder what the crystal catchers are up to this year. <laughs> Must be something yeah. big. Realm is assuming that it was the gnomes that did it, that they, they blew enough. something up. Because as you look at the crystal catchers, uh, where their their main home is, shooting out of the ground is this gigantic uh, area of spikes of pure ice that just destroys a bunch of the center of the crystal catcher district. And just huge pillars of ice just shoot up. They're all jagged and, like, pointing directly uh, up. They're just probably five-plus stories tall and just wipes out a large section of where the crystal catchers are. How much y'all want to bet it was an apprentice that fucked it up? (sighs) How how much do you guys want to bet it was the air? Uh... Ooh. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> and as you guys Out are like... character, what's that? The air? The air <laughs> is, um... Degolus Trickett's crystal catcher is a 16-year-old piece of shit, basically. Mm. Degolus, yes. He thinks he is the world's greatest thing to ever exist. He has all of the skills of a duck. So, not, <laughs> so he not sits even, there and quacks, you say. More or less. Except for a duck has slightly more skills in the fact that Daegolus cannot swim. So, 
Seems impractical in a city that has a river running through it. Yes, right? is he dead in timeline? No, no, he's, he's no, alive. He's, he's, he's alive. alive. So no, it's and, definitely him. He's and pretty blocking. much the bane of Valkaria's existence because Valkaria is also the heir of one of the five families. So she has to deal with him more often than anyone else. So at events, yes, at events, Did meetings. The duck go quack quack. <laughs> I'm not sure he has the talent to quack. So. Um, but, uh, it's more of a hush, but it is a formless uh, sound. It is. <laughs> oh, good lord. Um, so all of you are standing there and you watch, and it's probably not more than like 50 yards in front of you where all of this erupts from the ground. Uh, Jazara will take off running towards it. What will you guys do? Ram's going to follow, uh, but a more subdued pace. And I'm going to look at Val and say, Dude, we're following, right? We have to follow, right? Uh, <laughs> I have shit to buy. The store will hopefully be there when we get back. Give them give them some time to clean up their shelves. Let's go. I, come on. Come on. I, and then we trot off behind. Okay. Um, Valkyrie you- is annoyedly swishing her tail. Annoyedly swishing her tail, reluctantly mm-hmm. going to the rescue of her yeah. own people. So that's great. <laughs> I have shit to do. Uh, Priorities as a, as a young person. <laughs> Priorities as, as a young person is, is shopping over safety. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what would daddy say? So you, no, so you. No. So you all go into this area, some of you uh, quickly, some of you just not really giving that much of a damn, um, and the entire area is destroyed. It, there's ice everywhere, there's people, like, crawling out of, like, some of the rubble and, like, the ruins of some of the buildings and stuff like that, um, and there's, you know, Jazara, by the time, like, Val and Asha get there, Jazara is, like, helping to, like, pull people, like, out of this huge uh, Can I say Ram is also doing this? He's looking for people and trying to help them. I'm okay. going to definitely set my stuff in a dark corner where nobody can see it. And then I'm going to go help everybody, like, what I can, you know, uh, assisting <laughs> older uh, gnome ladies <laughs> older to save ladies. <laughs> uh, so as well, you guys... But what's Val Val is, I mean, Val is going to help, but I mean, she's currently she's assessing the situation and seeing just how bad everything is and where she can be the most useful at. Okay. Um, you guys are taking, you know, some time trying to help people. And Valkyrie, you're looking around at this giant ice structure. Um, and it, you can do go ahead and give me an Arcana roll, please. Told you. We're still <laughs> all of us or just her? Just her. Just her. Hmm. Oh, it was a good one today. 20. 20? Okay. I'm assuming not natural? Not natural. Okay. Um, you are looking at this giant ice structure in front of you, and you can feel, like, the magic that pulsates off of it. And you've known the Crystal Catchers long enough and, like, been in this district and have worked with them before. And they all have a very similar feel to their magic. And this doesn't feel like anything that they've done. Anything you've ever felt either from any of the individual people that you've met or, like, from their district as a whole. Um, And this is also significant magic for... uh, something for them to do. Because they're not, like, mainly spellcasters. They're... 
uh, mainly like tinkerers and builders and things like that. So this is very strange that there would be this much, anything that they were doing could cause this. And so uh, yeah. realm like materializes behind Ani and just goes, so <laughs> <laughs> can I help you? Do you, think it's, do you think it's the crystal catchers? He's like rubbing his chin, looking at it. I don't know, Ral. Maybe if you give me a couple minutes to figure it out. <laughs> Will do. Thank you. And then he goes and he continues to like help people. <laughs> Moving rocks and such. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, Not it's very about... strong, though. He's doing <laughs> his best. but uh... <laughs> He's mostly uh, trying to look busy. The, there you go. That's fine. I mean, like, in all honesty, the, the gnomes are, are very small. So, like, just having somebody who's, like, can, is much larger than them helps. So, um, <laughs> it's about this time that a bunch of people, like, Comet Guard and, like, a bunch of other uh, people rush in, including, Ani, your father. Because, obviously, something has happened, and this tower is tall enough to see from pretty much anywhere in the city. And uh, so your father uh, is going to rush in. Remind me again, how big is it? Uh, It's probably about five stories tall. Okay. And the tallest, there's only a couple of buildings in the whole city that are that big, that can compete with that. The Kell Tower, where Ash is from, is one of them. The Nikor family home, and then maybe like two or three other buildings are about that tall. But everything else usually tops out about two stories. Hmm. And, uh... Hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, your Ani, your uh, Val's father comes running up to you, and he, the first thing he sees is you, like standing in the middle of all of that. And he rushes up to you and he grabs you. He's like, Are you all right? What happened? Are you okay? Harry, did you put your name in the fire? <laughs> More or less. <laughs> Not accusatory, though. He that would be her mother. <laughs> yeah, that would be my mom. <laughs> Uh, Dad, it's fine. It's I'm fine. I'm fine. And he's Relax. like putting uh, his hands on your face. Like, are you sure? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you sure? Daddy, father, Faja, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm glad to see Austin Powers <laughs> in the underdark. <laughs> Dad, we're fine. We're all fine. We were just we were here doing last minute shopping, and this just happened. Like, it doesn't it doesn't feel like crystal catcher magic. So I don't know what this is. They were shopping. Thank the gods. Thank the gods. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he after he, like he's done like looking you over like and he he looks around and he starts ordering people to like help rescue people that are still trapped and all of that. And your father's going to step forward towards this giant pillar of ice, and he just puts his hand out in front of him, and you can tell he's concentrating like on the on the magic in the air. And uh, as he's doing that. All of you can roll me a perception check, please. Uh, seven. Four. Thirteen. Round doesn't see shit. (laughs) Round doesn't see shit. (laughs) Seven, four, and thirteen. I see less than you do. Seven, four, and thirteen. Um, and thirteen was from Asha? Aaron, yeah. Alright. And Jasara, however... She got a 22. So, uh, Jazara, you'll, uh, as she's helping, like, people, like, get out of all of the, all of the rubble and everything, you, uh, see her head snap up and then look in the direction of the tower, and, uh, she says, I can hear somebody yelling from closer into the tower, and, uh, with your father's permission, uh, she goes closer to the actual tower, and you can hear, and now that you're listening for it, you can hear very faintly somebody yelling for help. And they're yelling, uh, like, help me, help me. And, but it's very faint. Help me. 
<laughs> yeah, a mouse is screaming for help. <laughs> it's far away. I don't know. And uh, uh, okay. yeah, so Jazara is going to make her way towards that. And like the the way the the structure uh, has erected itself, it's kind of like um, in pieces. <laughs> But it has come together to, like, kind of point uh, into this giant structure. So it's different, like, giant shards of ice that has come together. Okay. And uh, as Jazara's going to try and get closer to it because she can hear somebody, uh, your father is also going to go, uh, Valkaria. Um, what are the rest of you doing? I'm going with them. I have to clearly go with them. Yeah. Well, now, if now, daddy's going, I have to go. But I also have to go in case anybody needs uh, healing. Healer. Healing. Actually, first, like, Ram's gonna look around. Is there anyone in this immediate vicinity that needs help anymore? Um, or is Ani's, the situation settled here? It's it's more or less in the process of being taken care of. There's still, like, people, like, getting cleared out of the rubble, rubble and everything like that. But um, Ani's father brought with him a bunch of guards. And a bunch as soon as, like, this erupted in, in the city, a bunch of guards started making their way here anyway. So more and more people are pouring into the area to help where they can. So uh, leaving... More people to help than there are people in need at that point. And uh, so, if you're all going forward towards the Alrighty, uh, so yeah, I'm, giant... I'm going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Round feels so, uh, show you with the giant... confident that things are taken care of here. Actually, so I go help. run back to my store of bags where I bought a lot of stuff and run and get some. <laughs> some goodies. Some healing goodies. Because <laughs> I know I've got it in some there. Some healing goodies. Mom friend. So, Mom yeah. friend. Mom friend. Fair. Oh wow! Look at that. So like it. Ooh! It came with a door. Yeah. And yeah, as you approach <laughs> the ice, it like ice is covered. So the part the of help the is coming from inside the tower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you you can hear it as you guys approach uh, this giant ice tower. You can hear um, people like screaming for help and everything, and uh, just one voice to be specific. And uh, the ground is covered in a layer of ice that's cracked here and there. Um, and, uh... We're just looking at the fourth, uh, icon. Oh, uh, yeah, they didn't have a dr- another drow icon, so I just used that one for, uh, Hayden's character. Okay, I okay. can't tell if it looks like Legolas or something horrible. <laughs> a little bit of I'm a combination of both. It definitely looks like an evil elf, to be honest with you, so... Okay, um, it, it's more that I'm blind and I literally cannot see, but I, like, get the impression of, like, blonde hair... Mm-hmm. There is blonde hair. You are correct. Okay. There is blonde hair with that one. So okay. it's a low bar, people. It's a low bar. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, sorry. Continue. And uh, like it's very slippery. Like the ground is is covered in ice. But as you uh, you like very carefully make your way forward. Uh, give everybody. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Not to fall on your ass. Oh my god! Are you for real? <laughs> uh, <laughs> 12, 3. <laughs> Do you add proficiency bonus to saving throws? Uh, if you are proficient in dexterity. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, that's one of my saving throws. Okay, okay. so 9. <laughs> 9 in total? Okay. Uh, I got a, There's a 9, Valkyrie got a 3, and Asha? 12. Twelve. Okay. Ram is supposed um, to be dexterous. That's his. That's his thing. Well, <laughs> he's about this to... is special ice. It's it's not the usual ice. It's magic ice. It's, it's magic mag- ice. It's magic ice. Um, the threshold wasn't high. It was a DC ten. Um, <laughs> but two of you, Valkaria, uh, first of all, 
face like you don't just fall on your ass girl you face plant on this ice take you take several you like confident steps forward because your father is just marching forward like there is somebody in help who needs help in his city and he is going directly wherever they need help um jazara got a 20 in total so she's you know probably only a step behind him and uh ani valkaria just takes that real confident step forward and she just, that first step, girl, you just, your feet slide right out from underneath you. It just smack directly face first into the ground. <laughs> and uh, no one's there to share a look with me. So I just roll my eyes heavenward and I, I'm not doing great, but I pivot back to her and go, would you like a hand? Yes, please. Did Ron fall? Yes. So right about the time that uh, Valkaria falls, as Rom is walking up, that when Valkaria falls and she just kind of sprawls everywhere, you trip over her and you <laughs> land just right on your ass, like right beside her. So there's there's two of you on the on the ice at this point. So it's less your fault, right? Like it it's there was an obstacle. Ram goes, oh my! And now he is sliding backwards on his ass, the smile still on his face. <laughs> One and day, Ram. Why is he Johnny Bravo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's hard to shake this man. Not much right. far as him. And I'm gonna hoist Val up, it, but uh, since he's smiling, I'm just gonna kind of let him do what he's gotta yeah. do. I trust him. (laughs) More guards are, like, starting to follow you, and, like, they'll help round up, you know, and, like, here, you know, as as you guys, you didn't have to slide very far, because you guys had just stepped onto the ice. (laughs) So, you know, and there's more people, like, following. And, um, now, Valkaria, you got a three. So, (laughs) I'm gonna have you roll me the dexterity saving throw again, this time with advantage, because Asha is helping you. But I just want to see, just to you just gotta get a ten, girl. Got twelve. Okay. Not a thirteen, so alright. You're standing. It's not I'm great, standing. but you're standing. I'm wobbling. Well, yeah. we're good. There we go. You're and not pulling me back down too. No. So we're 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 making our slow and arduous way. <laughs> there you go. And uh Realm, you are once again standing. You did have like help of like several of the guards that came over to help you up and everything like that. And uh you only failed by one, so like once you take that step you've figured out like what the terrain is like and you have this better idea of how to move forward. So you are standing and can start making your way across the ice as well. Alright. And uh, so you guys start making your way uh, closer, and uh, as you do, the voice calling for help gets louder, and you notice that as you come through a section of where this ice has risen up, um, that there is this gigantic bronze and, like, brass door. It's huge. It's like a two-story door, and uh, it has, like, it's a double door, but directly outside of this door is a small gnome partially just covered in like snow and ice and is clutching something in their hand and is laying on the ground and is just yelling very as much as they can but very weakly for help is he frozen like jackal nicholson in the shining uh not quite as bad but uh because he dies yeah, because it does look like they got blasted with, like, this giant burst of, like, ice and snow. 
Um, the equivalent hmm. of an electrical shock with the hair going back, but it's frozen. <laughs> yeah. I um, so everybody who's approaching can roll me a perception check, please. Uh, seven. Seventeen. Three. Unsurprising. Okay. Um, so, uh, Jazara, who got an 18, and then Asha, uh, you both, uh, see, you recognize this person as, um, one of the crystal catchers who does, uh, work in the area. Probably not a, a very prominent crystal catcher, but does a lot of, like, running errands, like, back and forth to, like, sometimes to the Kel Tower, sometimes to the Nikors and stuff like that. Is more of a, a messenger than anything else. So somebody you recognize, even if you don't know them really well, um, and is laying on the ground on their back and just clutching. You can tell there's something in their hand um, and that they're just clutching to their chest as you approach. And uh, Ani's father gets there first because he's like zero hesitation marching forward. And uh, he'll kneel down next to this uh, page who you do know whose name is um, Denier. Like this is uh, Denier uh, Tinkerfoot Crystal Catcher. So, and uh, I gave all of, I gave all of the Crystal Catchers weird middle names. Like I'm going to tell you that right now. I, I love it. But I like Tinkerfoot. <laughs> It's cute. It's just, they're just strange middle names more than anything, so. Because, um, like, there's uh, Degolas, the one you guys don't like, his middle name is Trickett, so. and uh, Which just, sounds just... like an Ewok, which is really funny, because <laughs> you don't like Star Wars as much, so, but it sounds like an Ewok. <laughs> there you go. So, he can be an Ewok, that's fine. I'm not entirely certain what that is, but he can be an Ewok, so. The, li- the little bears. yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've, if not, I've never seen the movie that they're in, but I've been to the Universal, like, or not the Universal, the Hollywood Studios Park, and I've seen them there. Mm-hmm. So, well, the yeah. little, the little <laughs> things, little bear things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, on his father, he leans down and he, like, he starts checking this person over, and uh, he's like, "Are you, are you all right? What happened? What, what is this?" And the this small gnome like reaches out and he puts uh, a hand like on your father Valkaria, and he and he says it it wasn't supposed to work this way, it wasn't supposed to open anything, but it 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 did, it opened and 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 they came through, and your father looks at him like came through what and he says I I, I don't. No, there was just a, a doorway, and then everything exploded, and and they took him. They they came and and they they took him. He he told us not to mess with it, but but they did anyway. And they came and and they took him, and and now he's gone, and and he's gone, and he's gone, and he just repeats, he's gone, and he's gone, he's gone, over and over and over again. I just wanted. A nice, peaceful day to forget about the morning. Now I have to deal with more magic shit. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, set Val up on something solid real quick, but then I'm gonna move forward and I'm gonna kneel down and assess my little friend here for uh, physical damage that I can fix right now. Other okay. looks like we've got some frostbite impending, so we're gonna have to do some. Can I do a like some healing on him? Uh, roll me a medicine check. Sure. 
That's great. Okay, what is my medicine? Oh, nine. Nine? Okay. Total. Um, you don't see any physical wounds on him, um, but he's just extremely cold. Like, he's shaking because he's so cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can start, like, asking, you know, some of the other guards and things that have come up for, like, their cloaks and stuff like that. Because you know mm-hmm. that he needs to be more than anything less, like, healing magic and more. He just needs to get warm, like, sooner mm-hmm. rather than later because he's very, very, very cold. Lucky um, for him, I bought a scarf at one of my stops, so we're going to put that around him. And I'll be like, um, hey, bro, I need some scarves. <laughs> and some jackets, scarves, whatever. Pass them along. You got yeah, warm clothes. Let's get. And the <laughs> guards will start like taking off their cloaks and then like start passing them to you because they definitely listen yeah. to you. And yeah. uh, you're they they know yeah. who you are. They're like, they're, I'm not gonna question this. This is here you go. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I'm uh, gonna they sit s- him up and we're bundling. We're bundling. Wrap that scarf around his head. Get the ears protected and warm. Yeah, and the whole time he has a hand like fisted in the shirt of Alcaria's father, and he does not let go. And he just keeps mm-hmm. repeating, "He's gone. He's gone. He's gone." And uh, Valcaria, your father looks at him and just and like puts both hands on his shoulders. And um, your father's, a, like, a, a different type of tiefling, um, and so he's more fire-based than you are. Um, and so you see your father's hands start to, like, glow slightly red. So they, they're not, like, hot, but they're starting to warm uh, to help Sets warm him. Sets him on fire. <laughs> yeah, just inferno. <laughs> it's just, like... That would, be, that would be her if that was her thing. Uh, I was burn- going to ask if I could just use my burning hands to, you know, melt the ice You would incinerate off, this figured- boy. So I said not to ask that question. You would turn him <laughs> to my ash. little tinker foot alone. <laughs> he is fully a tea. commoner. He's fully a commoner. He has he has no resistance stats, armor, anything. He's fully just a a, a male delivery person. Like that is exactly what he does. He's a courier. Leave him be. Yes. Um, but so, like, your father uses some of, like, his, uh, infernal magic to help warm this person up, and, and but as he does, he looks at, at this, uh, this courier, and he says, who is gone? And, like, who did they take? And, like, through stuttering, like, chattering teeth, uh, this page looks at your father, and he says, Ithro Crystal Catcher, which you all know is the head of the Crystal Catcher family. They took the gnomish leader, uh, and you don't know what took him, but you know that somebody or something has taken him. And, uh, Valkara, your father looks up at you when you hear this, and, uh, looks back down at at the courier, and the courier takes his other hand that has been, like, fisted around something that he won't let go of, and he puts his hand forward towards your father, and when he opens his hand, there's this large brass key in his hand, and he says, I, I don't, I don't know what it's for, but they dropped this on their way out after, after they took him. They told us that he shouldn't have been messing with things that he didn't understand, but he wasn't the one messing with them. It, it, it was our fault. It was our fault. It, it, we did this, but they, they dropped this. I don't know if it'll be of any help, but it, it's all I have. And he hands your father this very large brass key. And uh, your your father takes it. And uh, he stands up and he starts yelling for guards to come and take uh, the, the courier uh, for medical treatment. And he starts uh, gathering Valkaria, Asha, Rom, and Jazara 
closer to him. And uh, he orders you all to come forward. And uh, I imagine some of you very carefully shift forward on the ice. (laughs) I'm already pretty close, so I just kind of lean. I kind of get up gently and go over. (laughs) And uh, Jazara will will step forward as well. And she more or less has not taken her eyes off off of this doorway. Um, that now that all of you are so close to it, can see that it is slightly ajar. And, uh, uh, Valkaria, your father gathers all of you, and he said, if Ethero has been taken, this could be an act of war upon the city, depending on whether or not it was purposeful or not. However, we cannot waste time in not rescuing him, because his life could be in the balance I will gather the leaders of the city, and we will see if there is more we can do. However, in the meantime, inspect the area and see if you can find any clues on what took him and where they went. And uh, he puts his hand on your shoulder, Valkaria, and he says, be careful. You know I'm always careful. And he gives you a look that's like, "Mm, no, you're not. This is like, you are my daughter. Like, no, you're not. But I always come back. You is Ralph. a liar, but nice try. <laughs> Round takes his hat off and puts it against his chest, and he goes, Worry not, my lord. <laughs> we shall bring him back safely. You have my word. But let's not make too many promises there, Thank Ralph. you, Ralph. And he, he nods at you, and uh, he says, Good. The city is counting on you all. And he takes the key, and he's going to hand it to um, Asha. And so, Asha, you now have this giant uh, bronze key, and he says, I don't know what this is for, but maybe it will help you along the way. Take it with you just in case. Okay. I'm going to slip that into my pouch here. <laughs> You're not in my pouch. Bra. <laughs> my mom's and, friend pouch. <laughs> there you go. And uh, he orders one of the so. guards to come forward, and uh, he speaks with them in hushed tones for a moment, and the guard hands him a bag. And uh, he takes the bag and he pulls out a healing potion, um, of which there are three. And he hands one to Val, one to Asha, and one to Ram. So you now each have a healing potion. Just a regular healing potion. Ram thanks him. (laughs) Yes, thank you. (laughs) Hopefully we don't need to use all three. Half bow. (laughs) Half bow. And uh, Valkyrie's father, uh, like, pats you on the shoulder, Ram, and he says, good man. And it's like, go... And don't die, any of you. <laughs> it's too close to the holidays for this. <laughs> I really don't need to have another lecture from Mother about being late for another holiday. So yes, I will not die. And he'll look at you when you say that, Val, and he says, consider the lux- lecture I would be on the receiving end of if you didn't come home at all. Mm. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> And uh, with, with that, and uh, would you guys like to approach the door? Mm. Yes. Ram is going to take the lead, kind of. Okay. With so, all the <laughs> false swagger. Uh-huh. Before ja- uh, Val moves, she's going to call it Jazz. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jazz. Yeah. Can you pull some of your strings and some of your magic and see if our lovely... Um, What's his stupid duck face? Degolus was behind any of this? Because you know he pulled some shit. You think Degolus has the magic to do this? 
No, she gestures at the five-story tall (laughs) ice tower. No, clearly he doesn't have that kind of capability, but um, the courier, Mr. Tinkerfoot, kept saying that, uh, you know, they weren't supposed to be messing with it. And what does Daigalus like to do? Stick his nose where it doesn't belong. Well, you're not wrong. Though, to be entirely fair, I'm not sure he has the intelligence to make something go this wrong. (laughs) To make something go boom like this. Just like, now, if you wanted to tell me, like, he accidentally broke something that should be unbreakable, I'd believe that. But this seems like a lot, even for one person. And the courier did say that they were working on something, that, and it imagine that sounds like a lot of people, or at least a group of people. Alright. <laughs> Still won't trust him, though. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't, because he's a fucking idiot, but we all knew that. Um, right. So you guys are going to approach this gigantic two-story <clears throat> tall door. Um, and Ram, if you'd like to open it, you're going to have to give me a strength check to do so. First, I, I want to inspect it, or if there's any, like, wards or anything on it. Sure. So you can go ahead and uh, give me a perception check or an investigation check of it. That one, he doesn't know. Great. Uh, it's he's a door. Start, he's going to kick the door to like, see if anything happens. Great. Great strength. I like it. Um, All right, you're going to kick the door. Check. So if you'd like to kick the door, uh, you can you, you can make me an attack roll on it if you'd like. <laughs> sure. What do I roll for that? Uh, just roll me like um, an unarmed strike. Okay. Uh, so a d20 plus, um, if your strength is really bad, it, it might just be plus nothing. It, it's a zero. It's so, a zero. So uh, eight. Eight in total? Man, that's a solid door, and your foot real hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that is a solid-ass door, and it does not budge whatsoever. Um, but somehow, he's still kind of smiling like, oh! The smile's a little strained now, but it's still there. All right. Um, you can make me a strength check if you would like to uh, right. try and open it. He's going to try and open it normally now. Uh, 16. 16. Okay. It takes a lot of effort and, like, putting your shoulder into it, but the door is, do swing open for you. He's trying to pretend like it's not as hard as it is. Uh, with Fair. a busted foot. With a busted foot, yeah. <laughs> well, limping as you push the door, like, forward. It's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> so you uh, open this gigantic door, and as you open it, it uh, you come into this room. Like, some of the, like, the snow and the ice uh, that uh, is around you kind of spills into the room. And this room is familiar to all of you, because this is the main hall of the Crystal Catchers, like, uh, great entrance hallway that they because they have every um, family has like a, a giant house where all like their meetings and everything takes place and uh, this giant uh, ice structure erupted directly in the middle of where the crystal catchers is and um, you see this room that all of you have been familiar with for going in there for various reasons it is trashed like things are broken mm-hmm. there's ice everywhere there's like weapons scattered here and there some of them are broken the staircase Are those dead bodies well the staircase that's in the center is uh like just kind of looks like ice is just frozen over it along with the statue in the center the statue in the center of the room is of the um founding crystal catcher the original head of the family 
Um, and it is also frozen in ice. Tables are broken. Um, everything, there's just, like, junk scattered everywhere. And there are two more or less frozen people uh, directly in front of you. What would you like to do? I'm going to rush forward and see if there's anything that can be done, even though I know from far away that there's nothing. So should I do like a you can medicine do a little check? Me- or- yeah, you can go ahead and give me okay. a little medicine check. 17. 17. Um, mm-hmm. These people are very frozen and very dead. There's no hope for these ones. And you do Does anybody notice- recognize them? And, um, you can all... Am I supposed to know them? You can roll me a history check if you'd like to see if you recognize any of these people, and that goes for anybody who'd like to do it. A ten. Twenty-two. Not a natural twenty in there. Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, Val, they're very frozen, and, like, you might recognize them, but they're hard to distinguish their faces, so they might be people you think you've seen in passing, but probably not. Uh, Ram, you don't recognize any of the the people here. You probably don't spend, like, a whole lot of time, like, in the Crystal Catcher District anyway. Um, unless no, that it's on, makes sense. Unless it's, like, unless you're on assignment or something, but these aren't people you would directly interact with. Asha... Um, you do recognize uh, one of them, the woman who's on the left, um, as somebody who often gets sent to the Kell Tower for messenger purposes, but also for, like, trading of supplies, and she'll, like, bring, like, people who are sick to you and stuff like that. And sometimes, like, she um, had an interest in training to learn medicine and stuff like that, so you've seen her around. You might not, like, be BFFs with her, but it's somebody you do mm-hmm. recognize. So. Oh, I know her. She wanted to be trained as a healer. Poor thing. More potential lost. That sounds so creepy coming from you. <laughs> it did, didn't it? <laughs> it sounded like a, just a evil let overlord. <laughs> like, just a, like, one of my minions is gone. was just way creepier than I was expecting you to really just do, girl. Like, okay. It really just gave me, like, evil leader is sad at the potential loss of another evil underling. Is definitely the, the whole vibe of that. Mm-hmm. Well, Claire's so, having a bad day, alright? <laughs> oh, yes. The shopping was ruined, yes. There were things that happened before the shopping at home that already set her mood off. Okay. So, but, uh, so. you know, not made worse by the dead bodies, just so much as that on equal level. <laughs> well, she didn't know him that well, so. <laughs> Realm uh, puts the, the hat to his chest, kind of bows and goes, a damn shame. And the, the smile actually drops off of his face for once. Oh. And then as soon as the head snaps back yeah. up, the he, smile He puts is the hat back on, smiles and goes, well, nothing to be done. We must sally forth. Ram, you sociopath. (laughs) Sally forth. (laughs) All right. Um, Where to next, guys? Jazara steps into the room a bit, and uh, like she's going to do an investigation check of the room to see if it can tell her anything. And as you guys look around, you do see like uh, there are some walls with doors behind it. A couple of them are like cracked open and stuff like that. There is. 
um, all kinds of things scattered across the room. If you guys would like to do me an investigation check to investigate any part of the room, you may do so. Six. Uh, Ten. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Jazara um, got a natural one. So she's too busy like <laughs> trying to identify threats than to look for shit. Um, so, Ram, as you're looking around, you uh, you do see what definitely wasn't there the last time you were here, a smaller version of the door that you guys just walked through on the left. And there's uh, a bunch of snow that's coming out of it. And the doorway, the door is open and it's very shimmery to the point you can't see through it. Um, but there are footsteps in the snow coming both into the room and out of the room. And laying on the ground next to this snow um, is a unfamiliar-looking teddy bear toy. Uh, I'm going to call them over, and then I'm going to pick up the teddy bear and inspect it. Okay. Uh, Roll me another uh, investigation check as you look at the teddy bear. Seven. Seven. Um, You can tell just by the, like, the, the material it's made out of, that this is not something the Crystal Catchers would have made. It doesn't really look like it's an, in, made in familiar materials at all. Um, so it's very strange looking, but that's about all you can really tell from it. Um, uh-huh. Jazara will walk up to you as well, and uh, as she's looking around, um, you can see that these, as you've point, I imagine you've pointed out, like, the footprints going in and out of the doorway uh-huh. at this point. And, uh, she notices, and she'll say, some of them lead out into other rooms besides this one. Like, they point, you know, like, towards the, uh, to the back where some of these rooms are and things like that as well. Uh, and then she looks at this giant magical doorway, and she's like, well, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing you didn't see it. <laughs> I mean, she's looking the, for other the, things. the dead bodies were a little bit more, you know, pertinent. <laughs> But is yeah. uh, uh, going to go, like, peek at some of these doors that are uh, cracked open. What would the rest of you like to do? Well, since Val's already in a bad mood, she's just going to pilfer this house to see if there's anything she can find of use to herself, along with anything she can find as clues to what the hell happened. Okay, there yeah, are... I'm definitely going to look around. All right, so there are four doorways besides the magical glowing one and the one that you guys just walked through. Um... There's two on a back wall, and then there's one on each side of the room. Uh, where would you like to go? I'll go towards the back. I'm going to go to the back right, the one that looks like it's got a sorting hat with horns <laughs> like on it. Hat. It's a deer head, my dear. <laughs> but kudos to you, because I see it now. So <laughs> A sorting hat with bones on it, everybody. Yeah. A sorting hat. A sorting hat with bones. Um, where's Asha going to go? Um, back over on the other side of the staircase, back into that corner. Where it's got the rugs? The green rug? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, both of which these doors are, uh, cracked open a bit as you go in there. Mm -hmm. Um, what would, uh, Rom like to do? Uh, Rom is going to give an exploratory kick to this door. (laughs) To the the glowing one. Uh, great. (laughs) See what happens. Make me another unarmed strike against the door. Uh, ten. Ten? Um, the door does swing open a little further, but man, that does still hurt when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you think he learned the first time? No. 
No. Uh, can I tr- attempt to peek in through the, the new crack and see, like, there's anything on the other side of it? Sure. Um, so you approach this mystical glowing doorway, and uh, how would, would you like to, like, try to put your head through it to, like, peek through it? Uh-huh. Like, it's oh, okay. just, like, yeah, peeking through the door, trying to squeeze, see if he can see what's on the other side without fully committing sure. to going so- in there quite yet. You, Asha like, is filled with a sudden urge to warn him not to touch the glowing thing, but then also she just says he's an adult; he can do what he wants. <laughs> so you you approach the the glowing like doorway and everything like that, and it is like there's this magical like like kind of like fuzzy shield through it, and as you approach it and like you kind of like lean into it a little bit, and the second you make contact with it, you feel this tugging sensation, and you are pulled through the doorway. And Asha, all what were you, you saying about telling him not to do that? And all of you watch him vanish. Like he just—you see him get sucked through this doorway, and uh, you do not see him. <laughs> and, and he's gone. <laughs> oh motherfucking shit! <laughs> <sighs> and you guys said I was the one you should be worried about. I mean, to be it's fair, we you. should be worried. Now there's just two of you to worry about. <laughs> okay. Um, would you, now, here's the question for the both of you. He just vanished through this doorway. Are you going to continue to go into these rooms to take a peek and see what's in them, or are you going to try and go after him? I'm going to go look through the house and the rooms first, because <laughs> if, if, if I can through that, okay. and I can't come back, like... That's fair. Today she's having it's not going that way today. No. That's- that's valid. Being stuck through a magical mystical door is on the bottom of my list today. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to um, take a quick gander in the room just because I'd like him to sweat it out for three seconds. But, uh, <laughs> fair enough. But whatever, um, uh, can I, what I can see on a quick check in that room. Okay. Um, Asha, you're going to roll me a perception check. And Valkyrie, as you go into the other room, you can roll me an investigation check, please. Fifteen. Fifteen? Mm-hmm. A whole five. Okay. Um, we'll start with Val. Val, you open this door. There's, like, a little, like, uh, fireplace that's in there. There's a uh, deer head on the wall. Um, there's not a whole... hat with bones. Yeah. <laughs> now, with your five, you're looking at this creature. And, my God, you don't know what it is. You have never seen this kind of creature before. Like, it, it's just, like, is that a hat? Is it an animal? <laughs> Like, is it, is it just, like, something that the crystal catchers have, like, have just, like, mashed together? Like, you have no idea what this is. And it kind of freaks you out a little bit, because it looks really creepy in, like, a way that is not cool to you. Like, you like the creepy stuff, but this is, this might be otherworldly. You don't know. This is a step too far. Uh, It's a bit too much. This is just, this is a step in the wrong direction of the weird. So hang on, hang on. Let her get her fish out. The yeah, fish just must say, be Please used. don't slap it all when you have your phone in the fish. <laughs> now I have the, the pens in there, which I'm taking out. Okay. Okay. Asha, Asha, come here. She's ringing the summoning fish. <laughs> <laughs> the summoning fish bell that uh, Valkyrie apparently has that summons well, there... <laughs> Um, Yeah. Yeah. You hear and, and I know that it's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. 
if I don't respond to her right away. So I back on out of the room and I go over to where she is and I say, you rang. I'm glad you heard it. Um, what the hell is that on the wall? An elk. The fuck is an elk? Big. Pokey. <laughs> it's an animal. But why is it on the wall? That's an old tradition from up there. Uh, yeah. It, it's actually an herbivore. It only eats plants. It's scary looking for no reason. <laughs> Makes what a horrible noise like... Wall? Trophy. Can Val just throw burning hands at it and just burn it no. to the ground? We ha- we should probably wrap this up and go see where ground <laughs> I don't went. like it. And at this well, point, you'll hear... Well, not look at it anymore. You'll hear Jazara yell, um, are we gonna do anything about the fact that that dude just fucking disappeared? Yes, we're coming! Uh, I, so I so how am I doing, by the way? Oh, we're gonna get to that. Oh, we're coming to you. Yeah. And I uh, grab Val by the arm and her fish, and I say, let's go! And we so, don't have any more... We gotta... We, we must go see... Auntie Telena is not going to be happy with any of us. Yeah, Jazara says at least know where he went. Jazara um, says, um, I, I do I do know his mother. I don't want to have to go explain to her why we just let him vanish into the ether. Um I'm not going we to We didn't have let that. him do shit. He decided he wanted to stick his head into a misty yes, shivery dart. That won't to matter back. to her. She will just try uh, to murder us, okay? I don't think she's going to yeah. give a damn who you are, Valkaria. She will just try to murder all of us. We so all let's... have silent mothers, huh? Yes, we do. Yeah. That's fair. Um, and uh, right. I, as you guys walk back to the center of this room, all three of you, as in myself and Valkaria and Asha, give me one last perception check, please. Ten. Uh, Eighteen. I can add. All right, and uh, Jazara got a uh, 13. And you do notice, like, Val, you don't notice shit. Um, you're just more concerned about the weird, creepy <laughs> demon creature on the wall that you're not sure what it is. Um, Asha, however, you do... Still the muttering. You, the thing you notice about both corpses is the way they are laying. Both of them are facing this magical doorway. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys... All approach the magical doorway. Would you like to do anything, or do you just want to bodily fling yourselves through it? <laughs> uh, I do want to just tell everybody that look. If you look at the the bodies on the floor, just as a reminder that this is going to be dangerous. Also, notice that the way that they are positioned. This is totally what killed them. So let's uh, be careful. Before, yes, mother. Uh, and uh, before flinging our- ourselves into the unknown. Yep. Jazara will step forward. She's like, just please let me go first, but also don't let Valkaria go last, because I just, I do have a feeling that she might just stay here. Get in the middle, Squishy. In the middle. Aye, aye, Captain. Alright, let's get in the middle. And uh, Jazara will go through, and I assume the two of you will maybe a little reluctantly follow. Val wants to kind of poke the door in the shimmery mist with her quarterstaff, and then... While doing that, she gets sucked in. And yep. then Asha as as pokes her into the door. Go. Yeah. As soon as your quarterstaff touches that, you it just just sucks you right through the doorway. And you get this terrible, like, pole feeling of just being sucked through something. And then the sensation of falling. And while all of this is happening, Ram, 
you um, have this, as you are sucked through this doorway, and then there is this sensation of falling that happens for, like, a couple beats longer than expected before you suddenly are submerged in a lot of snow, and you just go smack right into a bunch of snow. Mm. And... (laughs) Like, you don't really take any any damage. It is a little disorienting, though, I will say, as you oh. just kind of smack into some snow. And, he pops uh, up, shakes yeah. his head to shake the snow out of his hat, and he's going to have a look around. All right, um, as you turn around... Completely like, unfazed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you turn around, you have... Like, there's just this wall of, like, white that's directly behind where you were, and straight up, probably about mm, two stories high is that doorway and uh, you can just see the shimmering like entry part of it you don't see the door because the door opened inward um, mm. but this there's like a little bit of a snow bank that uh, stops probably about one story down on it and you had hit the snow and rolled down a little bit um, but you mm-hmm. can't get back through it it's a little too high up there, um, as you turn to look at the rest of where you are, you realize you are now outside, which is really bizarre because you are were just inside, but also mm-hmm. in the underdark. And the weirdest part of everything mm-hmm. that you see is the fact that you see a sky, and that's not something. Okay, so I can, I can yeah. see the sky, sky. <laughs> yeah, it is um, night, like it, it, it's dark, and you see a bunch of stars and everything like that. Um, it everything around you is covered in a lot of snow, rock, and there are giant uh, pine trees that are covered in snow everywhere. There are some fallen trees here and there. Um, some what look like different types of trees that have lost all of their leaves on them. Um, and as you look around at all of this very new terrain, because the snow is strange enough. Like, you you go to parts mm-hmm. of the Underdark that get really cold, but it does not snow in the Underdark because there's no real weather situation. Um, it's mm-hmm. very disorienting because you can just look and you can see for not only, like, a far distance of forest, but the sky is also very disturbing because unless you've gone on patrol to the surface, uh, that's not something you regularly see. <laughs> uh... Can I say that, like, he is just absolutely, like, mystified by this? Uh, sure. The sky is something that he's always wanted to see. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he's ever... I don't, I don't know if I ever wrote that, so I don't know if he's actually... It would make sense if he's ever been to the surface, but I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, but um, he's kind of always wanted to go, so yeah. he is, like, taken by with, like, childlike wonder. He's, he's not really concerned about the danger he's probably in. Uh, okay. He's just like the sky. I That's can fair. see it. Um, you would know that only specific, um, like patrols and stuff like that, are qualified to go up to the surface, and you have to be a certain rank, and you have to like you know go through a lot of specific training for that. So that might be something like he's trying to work towards. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, there are only specific you know groups that get to go up to the surface. But everybody who goes, you know, like talks about it, and like when the new like recruits that have gone to go up there like come back it's a, it's a huge thing of listening to people talk about the surface and everything like that um uh-huh. and the snow is also very new it's very cold um not something you've experienced the, like you've the underdark gets very cold especially like in winter time especially because on the surface is a giant tundra 
Um, so, but this, the snow is also new to you and like walking through snow is also a little strange. Um, but yeah, you take a moment to like look around and go ahead and give me a perception check if you would. What's this? What's this? There's something in the air. <laughs> 19. <laughs> 19. Um, you hear little chittering of what sounds like small animals. And, uh, you also, as, as you're listening, you start to hear voices arguing with one another and what sounds like um, whimpering as well. And it's right about the time that you really focus on this um, that all of a sudden there are three people plummeting directly towards you. <laughs> and uh, please uh, make me a dexterity. A, uh, I want to try to make a dodge out of that way. Yeah, dexterity saving No, throw. six. Six? Wait, uh, yeah, with uh, proficiency, but eight. Eight? Okay. Um, so, still not great. directly out of this doorway, uh, you watch Jazara first come and like she gets thrown out of this doorway and followed directly by Valkaria, uh, who is holding her quarterstaff outwards in front of her as she does. And then Asha uh, comes out right after. And all three of them <laughs> just land directly in like the area that you were in and more or less on top of you as well. Um, and I'm going to say, because of the uncoordinatedness of all of this, everybody here takes three points of damage from that. Great. That's a lot. That's what I have to do. Oh, well, that's fun. All right. So, um, all of you are now pretty much just flattened into the snow, uh, as you have all fallen out of this portal. And you are now very disoriented and outside. And uh, as you as you look around, there's a bunch of snow, trees, there's rocks everywhere. It is very much a new outdoor environment to probably all of you, with the exception of Jazara, who has been to the surface. Um, but even this does not look familiar to her. Like this is not some place that she knows she has been. So, has she encountered um, snow before? Yeah. Or just okay. Oh, that's right, because it's tundra up there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Never mind. Brain, it does the thing. So, uh, <laughs> Realm is going to quickly pop up, like dust himself off, and be like, okay. "Tell me how nice is." And uh, but I want to immediately do a, uh, a stealth, um, okay. and I want to like try to find like a. A bush or a tree or something to hide. Okay. Because um, he heard voices, yes? Yes, yes, he did. Um, are you telling them that you heard something? Uh, he's, no questions, he, just follow Yeah, me. he's gonna hide and then he's gonna make like a, a, a try to like voice to him without saying like, voices. Okay. He's gonna just like, yeah. Okay. Um, Jazara will like pull an arrow out and prepare. He does the thieves can't remembers that no one else knows that and then <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That, everybody's just looking at you like what? What happened? What is that? Um so voices. So uh, okay, this is me uh rolling for stealth. Yep. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh so I was in that one. So he goes, Voices loudly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, yeah, you, guys, he, you guys are like, what? What? And he finally just goes, I hear voices. 
<laughs> All right, I will roll a perception check to see if the voices hear that. <laughs> they don't. That's a five, so that uh, doesn't really matter s- super much. Um, but you guys do get the hint that uh, there is something going on, and what would the two of you like to do? Jazara is going to like uh, go over to one of the trees to take a bit of cover. So, what would the two of you like to do? Well, I'm gonna follow what Jazz does. I'm gonna follow Jazz. (laughs) (laughs) And she didn't just shout, LOUD NOISES! (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Would the uh, Valkaria and Asher, you can go ahead and and make me perception checks with advantage because it was pointed out that there are noises to you and you can see if you can hear them. 17. uh, Also, 17. (laughs) And Jazara got an 18. Um, so you all hear the voices. It sounds like two creatures that are arguing with one another. Um, and you do also hear uh, faint uh, little sounds of crying as well. And uh, would you? what would you like to do? Uh, I guess I'm going to make an attempt to like stealthily advance towards the, uh, uh, the, the noises that I'm hearing. See if I okay. can investigate. So you guys... Um, so. Uh-huh, go ahead. Should I roll another dex... And our stealth check? Yeah, you can roll me a, a stealth check as you move uh, towards the noises. I was going to see if I could kind of uh, determine what they were saying, maybe? You know, see what, like, if they're friendly or not? Sure. What did you um, do? I rolled a 22. Okay. Uh, on the stealth. What did All you right, do? that's great. <laughs> oh, that face of hers always worries me when she does that. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Ram, as you, like, walk up, you step up into, like, a cluster of these trees and, uh, you just pretty much vanish. Like, they cannot see you. Um, like, your companions cannot see you whatsoever. Um, and, uh, Asha and Val, you watch him, like, step into the trees and then just pretty much just disappear. Um, pretty much not really knowing where he's going, but have seen, like, what direction he was headed in. Um, and, uh, Asha, as you're listening, you hear this arguing back and forth of in a language that you don't understand um but i will say does kind of sound like two people having a petty argument oh something we're familiar with yes yes thinking finger yes thinking finger can jazz throw a snowball not jazz sorry val throw a snowball in the in the direction of the voices with her mage hand why are you doing that to Ram? not to him towards the. i know but he's going that way (laughs) Okay, so you, you know what? I'm going to have you make me, I want you to make me a dexterity check to see how good of a snowball you make. Three. Yep, so you use your mage hand, you summon this invisible hand, it goes in, scoops up some snow, and it just like keeps crushing it, not... There's only one hand. It cannot form a ball with just one hand. And it just keeps crushing the snow and the snow falls out of the fingers. And the, it can't make a, a ball, a snowball, with just a single hand. And the snow just keeps falling out of the hand. Mm-hmm. So no, you do not, in fact, throw a snowball. You absolutely don't, though. Like, you do not hey, make a This is what I... <laughs> Doing Naruto, doing the Rasengan, like the cut clones. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, just, just completely.
Completely failing. Exactly. I want you to know, Caden, that this is how Misty mitigates her impulses. <laughs> all these impulses. She like Seems gives the her... dice do that for her. Yeah, well, that yeah, that's fair. But, but, but knowing that, Misty always gives her like a, like... You want to do the bullshit? Of... You have to try and succeed in your bullshit. So, and luckily, her dice like me. Goes. So your dice like me, Ani. Like Mr. they don't really let her fuck around and find out. <laughs> Pretty much. So I bring that's... entertainment <laughs> and frozen fish. So frozen fish. This is the same. So um, no, it's not in your bra at this point, girlfriend. <laughs> you do not have frozen fish in your bra at this oh, yeah, point. Right, no. Way before you purchase the right, frozen fish. That's right. Before you purchase the fish. Um. So Valkari is going to stand there and fail at making a snowball. <laughs> And uh, that's just going to be something you do for a moment. Um, Asha, you are listening to this petty argument. Would you like to start approaching as well? Because Jazara, yeah, you can. Jazara will guess start. her that she's going to start moving forward, so you can follow. And um, yeah, what Val does is what Val kind does. Of selfily move forward because uh, I really don't want to. <laughs> okay. Be the one to fuck it up. <laughs> okay. Um, Someone else can do it, but um, <laughs> it's not that's me. fair. Um, now, actually, go ahead and, yeah, roll me a stealth check, and I'll roll one for Jazara as well. 17. 17. That's exactly what Jazara got as well. Um, so, you, you know, the both of you are approaching pretty much in tandem, but on opposite sides of this little pathway that you see. Um, and as, you know, in, like, kind of, like, approaching just in tandem... And uh, you, at the same time, like, hear little chittering, like, in the trees and stuff like that. Um, but you are trying to focus on being quiet. What is Val doing at this point? Because <laughs> you are not making the snowball is what you're doing. <laughs> so, Val, Val is following Asha, but she's dragging her quarterstaff behind her in the snow like a petulant child. Roll a stealth check at disadvantage. <laughs> Just like hitting every rock on it. Chum, chum, chum. Sixteen on both. Sixteen really? on both. <laughs> yeah. I like that Aaron is like. Mm, that's better than you've done all day. <laughs> I just well. Also, her dice is really dark, and I actually cannot. <laughs> just like, but at the same time, at disadvantage, she's it's better than she's done at any roll tonight. So like, that's great. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it. you are being a, a child about it and dragging your quarterstaff <laughs> behind you. However, there's a bunch of snow, so, like, it's not really hitting much of anything. It's just kind of dragging through you're the snow. Walking, you're not walking where the rocks are. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, you're not making quick progress, but I don't think you really care, so... I really don't care right no, now. she is bringing up the rear of rears. <laughs> mm, pretty much. Um, so, as you guys Grumbling start... Grumbling along the way. So Pretty as much. Rome reached the uh, the voices, can you see them? Yeah, you at this point, like you've come past some trees, and uh, there's a bit of a rock like outcropping, and you can like stand behind it and look around, and you see two. I didn't have tokens for this, but what you see are two giant snowmen talking to one another. <laughs> snowmen. Snowmen. Mm-hmm. You see two giant snowmen talking to one another. You know these. Well, not cannibal. Not cannibal, but violent. And oh, these, these snowmen are probably about 
five feet tall. They are armored. One has a shield and a spear. The other one has like a uh, crossbow. And they are arguing with one another. They're holding um, what looks like a, a carrot. And at this point, you notice that one of them has a carrot nose and the other one does not. And the carrot is in the one in the hand of the one that doesn't have a nose and it is broken partially. And they are having a very petty argument with each other. Uh, and they are standing uh, I, in like guard in front of what looks like a giant animal enclosure pen. I, I'm just waiting for these two. <laughs> That's valid. So, so okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. I used to also play at 3.5. Mm-hmm. What was it? It's like you can determine like intent, like. Okay. Or check check for evil or whatever. Like it's. Yeah, give me an I, insight. I size check. these things up. Insight. Yeah. I, si- I insight. want to try and size them up. If like, are they evil? Okay. Uh, eight. Eight. Um, they're definitely pissed at each other for many reasons that you can't understand because they don't speak the whatever like any language you've ever heard. Um. They do give you kind of creepy vibes. They have, you notice as they're talking, they have very, what looks like uh, their teeth are icicles that look very sharp. And they're holding weapons that have clearly had a lot of use. And whatever is crying is coming from the other side of the gate for the animal pen that's behind them. Uh, Can I try and see what's in the pen? Um, the gate is really, like, it's really tall. It's taller than the snowmen. You can try and sneak up to it, but you'd have to get past them to do it. Or you'd have to go all the way back and around. Okay. Um, is there a, uh, is there a path that would be, like, easy to get around them, or? Um, the, you would have to climb on top of the rocks if you wanted to, like, not go all the way back towards, like, um, where on the map where Valkaria is. Um, so you would have to come all the way back down here and then, like, go all the way around, uh, because the trees are really dense right through there and the rocks are very tall. Um, or... Ram, you distract them, I go look at the animals. You are not there, young lady. <laughs> you are not there. You have no clue there are animals. <laughs> <laughs> at the back I, of the I party. Actually, do you even know where I am? No. And, uh, yeah, she's uh. just, she's just being a child in the back. Um... <laughs> You can give me a, another stealth check at this point as you uh, stand here and you're watching them. Stealth is supposed to be his thing. <laughs> and the dice is not cooperating. That was uh, that was another nat one. Another nat one. <laughs> no, um, and- I'm just gonna say that she called out and he's going to answer. He goes, <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> "Quiet now! I'm being stealthy." <laughs> you know, it's just loudly. <laughs> Very loudly. Um, and you've watched as both of these snowmen uh, very much hear you. Because um, even if their passive perception wasn't 13, like, they're, uh, they rolled, like, a perception check of 15. And then they, they're both of their heads snap up. They stop arguing with one, of, one another. And, like, they hold their weapons up as they look around. And they fully spot you. And one of them yells in a language you don't understand and fires a crossbow bolt at you. So, um, what is your okay, armor my class? My AC is uh, 15. 15? Well, it's a 15 on the die, plus 2. It does hit you. Um, and you are going to take uh, 2 points of damage. 
and the rest of you do hear the change in the voices, the yelling, and uh, you hear a weapon being fired. I'm being stealthy, so... Alright, you're going to hear, quiet now, I'm being stealthy, and then a few seconds later you're going to hear, oh dear, I appear to have been shot. (laughs) And that's the part where Jazara starts running forward, and everybody can roll initiative for me at this point. Alrighty. Twelve. Ten. Uh, eight. Alrighty. I never roll well for initiative. I'm never, like, the first one. But that works for me, because I have to sit here and go, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, what I'm gonna argue is Raum has a plus eight to his stealth, but you keep distracting him. <laughs> <laughs> He's very easily distracted. So if he was alone, he'd be doing this flawlessly. Fair <laughs> enough. Not with Valkaria's around. Flawlessly. And uh, what was Valkaria's initiative? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. You're and. So All right. <laughs> well, Jazara got a twenty-four. So. Um. And then the other, uh, let's see. So the initiative order is going to be Jazara, one of the snowmen, Val, Asha, Rome, and then with a whole four is the other snowman. Um, so you I like? Okay, I need to know: is the is it the broken nose snowman who's at the bottom of the list, or is it the? Uh, it is the broken nose one who's at the bottom of the list. Yeah, he he's uh, he's also the one holding the crossbow. A bolt, like the crossbow, so he like he fires that with like one hand, and he's holding his nose in the other one, and it's at the same point like he he fires it, and then he shoves like his broken nose like back onto his snowy face, and now he just has like half a carrot hanging with like broken on his nose. So you are all seeing that, and uh, when like all of this happens, you you hear the noises from the other side of this pen uh, start to get a little louder. And uh, okay. at the top of the initiative order is Jazara, so she's going to come around, um, and she sees these two snow creatures, and she does kind of tilt her head like, well, that's new. Okay. <laughs> and uh, she's going to fire her arrow. Yeah, 17 to hit for her um, on the first one, which hits four. For seven points of damage to that one. <laughs> we need to get to the Midwest, eh? <laughs> seven points seven. of damage. Don't you know? Don't you know? Alright. It's quite snowy in Minnesota. In Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, you've all landed in magical Minnesota. That's what's happening for you. <laughs> Alright. Um, and as it is, uh, Jazara's first round of combat. She actually gets two attacks instead of one. Uh, fun gloomstalkery stuff. That is a 24 to hit on that one. And she does an additional four points of damage to that one. And she is aiming at the one with the broken nose. Because that is the one that fired first. And uh, now it is the um, the other snowman's turn. The one that has the shield and the spear. And it is... It doesn't have legs, but it does move. What it does, however, do is hop. It hops along. <laughs> and it is <laughs> pretty much, it is a huge like lumbering just throwing itself forward. 
and uh, so it is going to move forward to you and it is going to try and take a uh, it, in all honesty you do kind of have to tilt your head as you watch it just because it, when it throws itself forward it, the three giant snowballs that are its body do slightly come apart and then slam back together and then come apart and then slightly slam back together as it moves forward but it is going to try and attack uh, the only person that is currently within its range of movement because it doesn't have a lot of movement can um, I just ask uh, did the uh, the crossbow bolt appeared to hurt it at all. Uh, Jazara's arrow did, uh, in fact, hurt it. Like it sinks like into the snow, and it the creature seems very unhappy with that. So okay, they just sign out that that these things care about being hit. Yeah, they they do care, and like because like it, when the arrow hits it, like some snow like bursts off of it and everything like that. So now it has like this little dent in it where the uh, arrow is sticking out of it. So. Um, and that is going to be a 13 to hit you. Does it hit you, uh, Ram? Uh, no. Uh, no? 13. Okay, so you, it takes this spear, and it looks at you, and it just tries to just, like, straight whack you with it. It doesn't try to stab you, and it just straight whacking, and you just, like, take a slight step to the side, and it just completely misses you, and then it's going to... <laughs> it looks at you, and now it's really angry. Like, it was already angry, but now it's real angry, and it just it yells something at you in a language you don't understand. I have a follow-up question. Sure. Does it have stick arms or does it have snow arms? Um, it has uh, large stick arms. So and it okay, has like these, so we'll say these giant stick arms. That arms. They do move. Yeah, they move, and then like the hands are like little sticks, and there's only like three uh, fingers, so which are wrapped around this spear. Um, and questions, I know. Yeah. And um, Val, you're probably about mm, forty feet back. And, uh, so you can, like, you can barely just see what's happening because of, like, the bend in the pathway. Um, what would you like to do? Because it is your turn, young lady. I mean, I want to walk up to whatever is just causing us trouble. Can I just point my quarterstaff and... Um, you can get within ten feet of it, but you cannot get up to it. You don't have enough movement for that at the moment. That's fine. I'll get ten feet up to it, and I just want to, you know, what was it, um... Was my spell? Flaming, burning hands. Burning hands, yeah. In the flaming hands of, of burningness. <laughs> flaming garbage is yeah. what it is. <laughs> flaming garbage is that? Like, what you I said? just want to like. I want to walk. I want Val to walk towards <laughs> them as close as she can, dragging her staff behind her, and then as she gets as close as she can, whips the dr- the staff to the front, and then just burning hands. I will say, I don't uh, care. Bur- burning hands is a a fifteen foot cone. Um, if you're not careful with it, you will uh, hit your ally rather than in as well as this snowman creature. So you have to just you have to make sure you aim it correctly and get risk getting part of the tree that's on the other side. It's fine. You know I'm going to cause more damage than I want to, um, but I will do my best to not hit Ram. Okay. Um, so this thing has to make a DC 14. Uh, that's dirty saving throw. Pestilent child, that's just over it. <laughs> and it does make the um, saving throw, so it'll only take half damage, but you can go ahead and roll me 3d6. Is she going to have to that one? Uh, no, that, it's uh, one of her spells that doesn't have to roll to hit. So I'm just going to make the assumption that Valkaria cares at least a little bit enough not to kill one of her Ten. own people in front of witnesses, that she does aim it away from you. 
and okay. it does like really get this rock and part of this tree that's up here and um valkaria roll me a straight d20 don't add anything to it um if it's a one through five you're gonna set this tree on fire tree is on fire. The tree is fully on fire. So this this large, um, just large tree just is <laughs> so on fire right now. And it's just like whoo. Um, yeah, and so you're going to have to deal with this, this on fire tree now, but the snow, um, this giant snowman does take a uh, shit ton of damage. Now, it did save on its throw, so technically it would only take five points of damage, but it is weak to um, fire damage because it is made of snow, so it does take the full um, ten points of damage. So, And you see that it is pissed, and it just, when you this fire hits it, a bunch of the snow on it just starts to melt, and it goes from being this giant, like, like snow creature to, like, probably a, about a third of its size has now been melted off of it. And it's pissed, and it's yelling at you, and it's taking its spear, and it's pointing from you to Rom, and then back again, and just like, it's, it's threatening you, even if you don't understand what it's saying. So do I dare ask, is Rom on fire? No, she did miss you. The tree across the little pathway from you is definitely on fire. So the white um, tree is on fire. Okay. And I will be making um, rolls. I'm going to give this tree hit points. And if it goes below a certain amount of hit points, you will be in danger of this tree, this on-fire giant tree falling on all of you. So, this tree has... So, this this tree... And every round, because it's on fire, it's going to take damage. So, um, let's let's see how that goes. Um, Asha, you're up next, unless Valkaria wanted to cause any other chaos. I'm not going to let that happen. Um, she, uh, Asha, since she's been kind of going along the left-hand side of this Mm -hmm. to avoid this, plus she knows in her soul that Val's gonna try this, uh, burning hand again. So she's gonna run up behind Raum and Mm -hmm. cast Shield of Fate so that he is not. Because he's the closest to the spear, but so he's between the spear and the fire tree. So. Okay. uh, That's good. We're gonna go there. Somebody's gonna uh, give a shit, I guess, about whether who lives or dies. Um, but that means, uh, Ram, that you can okay. add plus two to your AC. And then, do I need to roll or anything on that one? No, that's just a bonus action spell. You do still have your action, um, so you can um, use a cantrip spell, or you can yeah. do it like a different kind of attack thing. Perfect. Okay, I will then do. Um, where'd you go? I had my thoughts. Um, letter rip. Um, I don't know why these things go away for me. I'm going to do Sacred Flame at the uh, guy in okay. front of Ram, so I'm going to pitch it around him. Okay. But we're going to protect him because he had the, the damage. Okay. <laughs> and it will have to make a uh, dexterity saving throw to see whether or not it gets hit. Um, it is... Your, dexterity, your DC uh, is 13, and it only got an 11, so you can roll your D8 of uh, damage as you fling... Like, you summon this holy fire into your hand, and you fling it at this creature directly in front of you. Eight. Eight whole damage? That's great. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so you, this, like, you hit this thing right in the face with just, like, a face full of fire, and it screams yes. at you, and it's just, like, swinging its spear, like, everywhere, because it can't really see at this point, because you've melted, like, some of the snow around its face, and it's kind of, like, obscuring its vision at this point. Um, anything else you'd like to do, my dear? I think you used... No, that'll do it for this pretty round. Pretty much everything. Because I'm, I'm, I'm occupied with maintaining the shield of faith right now. So. Yes. So, and if you do... And watching get... that tree, because goddamn. Yeah, that's that's valid, because it's um, very on fire at the moment, and it's a big tree. It's, it's mm-hmm. a big, it's a thick tree. Um, and it looks like it's up on a ridge, kind of, so it's going to uh-huh. have a lot of falling power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's about, like, ten feet up on a ridge is where it starts, so she really caught, like, a bunch of the lower branches and part of, like, the actual, like tree part of this tree on fire. Um, And uh, that brings us to initiative eight. So Ram, that's on you. What would you like to do? Okay, so I'm going to attack the snowman with a tally-ho. Tally-ho! And we got a 16. 16 to hit. Hits. Mm. Okay, go ahead and roll your damage. Okay, so this is a D8, and I think my sneak attack applies here. Uh, because of my uh, swashbuckler. Yeah, go ahead and add sneak attack damage to that. Okay, so we do. This is a finesse <laughs> weapon, so. Okay. So nine. Nine points of damage. Great. Mm. So you go and you fire um, your crossbow, which is a, what I'm assuming you're using for this. Uh, no, my uh, my rapier. Your rapier. Okay, so you pull out your rapier, and uh, I do have you... a hand crossbow in my other hand. Okay. And uh, you watch as this creature gets blasted in the face with fire from Asha. And as it turns, because of, like, the uh, fire that's been blasted in its face, you pull out your rapier and you stab directly through the center of the creature. And it screeches, and then it just kind of poofs into this giant puff of snow and collapses to the ground. And everything that it was holding, the spear, the shield, and everything just collapses to the ground on top of this pile of snow. And you have defeated this one. And you hear the other yes. one screaming more. Just so much screaming and yelling and just, like, vague threatening motions. Um, but it is still just standing uh, over here. Okay, so then like can, I, can I move just after that? <clears throat> sure. Uh, and I w- just want to move uh, away from the tree, so I guess diagonally to the right from where I am. Okay, do you want to move uh, closer guess... to the other creature? Uh-huh. Okay. But still kind of at a range. Uh, and then I want to use my bonus action to shoot it with the, my crossbow. Okay. You can go ahead and roll for that. Return fire. <laughs> that is a uh, 21. 21 hits. And then, so the hand crossbow is 1d6. All right. Then I do 10 damage with it. All right. And uh, so you return fire on this creature. And uh, in it is it standing there. And you hit it where its nose is already broken and you just fully, the little piece that was hanging off just like falls off of it and now it has uh, directly next to its very broken nose it has a crossbow bolt sticking out of it. It is still standing. Awesome. Like that, you rapscallion. Rapscallion. And uh, it's going to yell at you and still in language you don't understand and it's going to, uh, it is now the that snowman's turn. And it is going to try and return fire at you because you're the one directly in front of it. 
um, but it only gets an 11 to hit you. So it fires a crossbow bolt that just zooms right past you and hits this uh, flaming tree. And uh, at that point, I am going to roll some damage for the tree. She says it cute, like we're not going to all just die (laughs) screaming. I will say, um, you all see this tree that is on fire. Like, it has now spread to cross most of the tree. Uh, And that tree's not looking good, I'll be honest (laughs) with you. Um, And uh, uh, the very last thing that that snowman does is it yells something, and you don't know what it says. Yeah, the chittering noise in the trees gets a lot louder, and you start hearing the branches rush, like rustle a lot. And then, um, as it as it does this, all of a sudden, these little itty bitty beady eyes start looking at you from out of these trees, from many different directions. And that is when you see that these squirrels come out. Um, but they're not normal-looking squirrels. These are cinnamon bun squirrels, and they are squirrels that are made of cinnamon buns. Can so, I eat them? They might try to eat you not first. Not the first gang. <laughs> I can sure. certainly try. You I mean, it can does mean they try. smell pretty good on fire, doesn't it? I mean, like. Mm. I mean, but, you're not wrong. However, um, Ani, I did just send you a picture of the squirrels, if you'd like to look at the squirrels. And in all honesty, they're very evil looking for something so cute. Oh my goodness. No, that's like official. That's not just something she... <laughs> Those are cinnamon bun squirrels. So, uh, these squirrels are gonna start screaming at you and chittering at you. And they... They join the initiative at, they will be taking the place of the first snowman because they rolled a 13 as a group and several cinnamon bun squirrels come out of the trees and uh, don't look very happy that you have just set fire to one of their trees. Um, We're back at the top of the- I'm gonna set fire to all your trees. Do not antagonize the cinnamon squirrels. And, if I uh, roast them, they'll be toasty cinnamon squirrels. Imagine how good that would taste. It's still a creature. Um, but uh, with that, we're at the top of the initiative order with uh, Jazara. And Jazara is <laughs> going to move past both Val and Asha. Um, and she's going to go towards this other creature. She doesn't particularly want to stop by the burning tree. Um, So as she moves past these uh, two cinnamon bun squirrels on either ledge, um, she's going to... One of them is going to take an opportunity attack on her because it's closer to her. Yeah, so you watch this cinnamon bun squirrel launch itself off of this ridge onto Jazara and just lands right on her shoulder and it is going to try and take a bite out of Jazara. Um... Can I shoot at it with my crossbow? Can you yeah. aim and not hit Jazz? 
I could damn well try. So um, it only Listen, gets. A, a, I would rather you go up and try and pick it off her shoulder than that because I trust that action more. So you don't kill Jazz. We need her. So um, okay, it, then instead of that, can I just go up to Jazz? It's not your turn. It's not. <laughs> she is not your turn, young lady. This creature is attacking Jazara. So the uh, cinnamon squirrel only gets a 13 to hit, which doesn't hit. So as it tries to bite at her, like it bites like the edge of like her armor and is over there like trying to gnaw on it. Like, <laughs> and uh, and Jazara is just kind of looking at this like squirrel that is now on her. She's like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? And instead of trying to deal with the remaining snowman, Jazara is going to try and do... Um, She's going to try and grab the squirrel and just throw it off of her before it tries to eat her. And, uh, let's see. She, yeah, that's not great. Um, yeah, she only gets a ten in total, so she reaches for this squirrel to, like, throw it off of her, and it just, like, scurries to her other shoulder, and it's now, like, trying to, like, bite into her bow. And, um, yeah, she's just going to turn and look at you both like, what? the fuck is happening? What is happening right now? And um, I wish I knew. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, Jazara's turn because she couldn't throw the thing off of her. Um, that is all of the squirrels' turns now. So Oh, all of them. Uh-huh. So the uh, the one that's on Jazara, I will say, will go first. It's going to try and attack her again. That, that hits. So it's going to roll it with a, a whole... Uh, one damage, which is great. Uh, they don't do a lot of damage, but there's a lot of them, and it's by, but it's mostly by itself, so it doesn't get bonuses. Um, (laughs) there's another one over there by you, Ram, and it's gonna go for you. This squirrel launches itself out of this burning tree, so, like, it's a little bit of a smoking cinnamon roll squirrel. And it's gonna cinnamon roll. Do I get an opportunity attack on it? Um, it is launching itself from the sky, but with an eight, significantly misses you and just slams itself into the snow. And you just see a little bit of like a smoke come out of it as the snow puts the on fire part of the cinnamon squirrel out. Um, so you don't have to worry about that squirrel. Um, and uh, Asha and Val, you hear uh, two more squirrels coming. They're going to come up beside you, and one of them's going to go for each of you. So that is. Well, I didn't have cinnamon squirrels on my bingo card today. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Asha, this one gets a 17 to hit you, so I do believe that'll hit you. But Val, the other one gets a four. Oh, so the one that goes for Val just kind of like it like launches itself, misses, but it's just kind of like hanging now at the end of your like your quarter staff with its like teeth embedded into your quarter staff, and now you just have a cinnamon squirrel at the end of your quarter staff. Look, another um, tchotchke. And, uh, Asha, you are going to take four points of damage from that squirrel. Okay. That's a lot from a squirrel. Yeah, it did, like, max damage to you for, like, a squirrel. Wow. Alright. pathetic. Uh, and they just start screaming and chittering at you, and uh, they are angry little shits. And, um, Val, that's your turn. As a well, Val's already <laughs> Val's having a bad day. We know this. So Val's with these angry things day. chittering at her, Val wants to walk up to the one that you know launched itself at Asha, mm-hmm. pick it up and just tear into it. You want to try right. and bite this? Okay. I want to. Um, I want to take it off Asha and bite into it because I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm over it. Val's <laughs> over it. 
Alright, um, you are going to make me an unarmed strike attack to grab it so that you can try and fight it, uh, which for you is rolling a d20 plus two. You ever tried to grab a squirrel? <laughs> yes. At CSUN, actually, yes, I have. know the question. Especially one that's that pissed off. Yes. <laughs> How'd you do? Is it just a one? D20? Let's mm-hmm. do ten. Ten? Yeah, you definitely don't grab the, the angry squirrel. Um, and it, like, runs from where it's, like, on one side of Asha, like, to her other shoulder, and is now uh, more or less hissing at both of you. In a very un... Uh, uh, very supposed to happen? Get off my friend, you pest. Yeah, and, um... Anything else you'd like to do? You have movement, and I don't think you actually have bonus actions. Um, yeah, you just have sorcery points. Um, um, can I try and grab it again and use chill touch? No, you did your one attack, and that was trying okay. to to eat a squirrel. <laughs> All right. So, um, Asha, would you like to do something that's not eating a squirrel? Erin <laughs> looks like she's in so much pain. <laughs> Um, because I don't want to launch a cannon of power right into my own face, I'm just going to try and grab that sucker. Sure. Um, because he's latched onto my shoulder area, right? Right, right. Yeah. 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 You go for it, girl. Um, you can actually... Sorry she tried to bite you, but you gotta go. So, you are, as a damn fear, have a fanged bite attack, so Mm -hmm. you feel like your fangs in your mouth start to grow, and, like, some of that vampire power, uh, like, starts to surge in you. And you can roll me a d20 plus 5. Also, it hasn't, uh, oh no. If you want to bite the squirrel and eat it, you will do better at it. <laughs> I know that's what it means, but do I want to bite? Um, so that's a 23. Yeah, you grab this squirrel. And if you want to use your vampire powers to bite it, you may. It tried you to bite what? you first. Just, you know what? Just to rub it in to her... I'm going to. I'm going All to right. bite it. But in like in like that like you know when people say you're training dogs and you're supposed to like bite their show ear. them who's yeah bite their mm-hmm. ear kind of way. I there don't want to eat it. I do not want to consume it. You just want to use your vampire fangs just to like bite down into it. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, roll me one d four plus three. Come along. <clears throat> Five. Five. Um, they weren't super strong squirrels, so you bite into it, you feel like this vampire, like, energy surge through you, and this cinnamon bun squirrel turns to ash. And you do have to kind of, like, yeah, like, it turns to cinnamon, how's that? And you just kind of go, turns to cinnamon! It's kind of like the pine cones, with the cinnamon on it. It's a little strong. (laughs) There you go. So you have officially defeated... Uh, one of these uh, angry squirrels. Um, Alright. Anything else you wanted to do, Asha? You want to move or uh, anything like that? I, I'm watching this tree and I would like to move farther away from it. I mean, okay. I'll ru- can I run up right behind where Jazz is? Sure. The one that's um, on, if you stay on this side of the path, the one this one is currently occupied with Jasara, so you don't have to worry about the other one. Okay. Um, that one's by my feet, right? Yeah, this is the one that launched itself at one, basically in the snow next to it. This is scrap. Um, <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> more or less. Um, 
Okay, uh, Ram, that is your turn. You still have this uh, snowman, and you have a a squirrel that hasn't succeeded in much. Now that you've said that, now I want this thing as a pet. Oh, no, not another one that wants pets. <laughs> Scrat the squirrel. What would you uh, like to do? Originally, I was just going to, like, stick my, my rapier through it. Mm-hmm. And like shish kebab it. Okay. And then eat it. Oh uh, gosh. What is with this group putting things in their mouth? <laughs> Go ahead. I, I'm just sitting here like, do I even want to try? Uh, my animal handling is at zero. That It's it's not going to work. I already know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just going to stab it. Okay. Uh, you can go ahead and roll an attack for the, uh, for the, at the squirrel. Is it prone? Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of wedged. It, it rolled an eight. It wedged prone. itself in that snow pretty good, so you can have advantage. Alrighty. Uh. <laughs> so, you said advantage, right? Yeah. Because I, I, one of those was a one. <laughs> okay, so, uh, 17... Plus okay. Six. Yep, you definitely hit this thing. Uh, and then that my sneak attack also applies. Yep, go it's for it. Advantage. So, uh, eight. Uh, so that's a seven. Seven, and uh, you like skewer this uh, thing because they only have like five hit points worth of uh, energy. So <laughs> you you stab it. Now you have a cinnamon bun squirrel stuck on the end of your uh, rapier, and is it kind of bursts into cinnamon, it kind of like covers your whole rapier in cinnamon. Poof. Poof. He's glad he didn't eat it. (laughs) He would have done the cinnamon challenge and find out how badly that goes for people. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, And he's he's basically going to go, huh. And then he's going to now uh, shoot at the snowman again. Okay. Go ahead and Uh, roll me an attack. So this is his crossbow. And that's a one. This, oh, these guys are not happy with you today. Well, you launched... them a long time. They're not happy with how things go. <laughs> so you launch your uh, crossbow bolt at it, and it zooms past it as the uh, the creature kind of, like, pops around angrily and uh, screaming and yelling at everyone. Um, and it is now its turn. Its turn. So now Jazara and you are both, uh, Ram is both standing there. So it is going to try and attack you, Ram, because you're the one who keeps trying to attack it. Um, so that's a, a 19 to hit you, Ram, so it is going to hit you for... So uh, this is a squirrel attacking me? I, I kind of missed that. No, this is the uh, uh, the snowman. He's attacking you. Oh, okay. Um, and he gets you for four points of damage. Ouch. Okay. Um, sorry. And... I will now roll for the tree, <laughs> which is doing increasingly worse. <laughs> As things on fire tend to do. And you see some of the on fire branches like start to fall like down and like through the tree and stuff like that. This tree looks like it will not survive much longer. Um, metagaming a little bit. This tree has five hit points left and okay. it's taking a d6 of damage every round. So, um, Hopefully for you guys. It's so the odds are not good. The, oh, the odds are terrible. The odds um, are not in our favor. 
Listen, what's going to happen is inevitable. It's just how bad it is when it happens. (laughs) And which direction it falls in is really going to be fun for you guys. Great. Um, So back at the top of the initiative order with Jazara, who is going to try and stab this squirrel that's on her shoulder with uh, one of her daggers. Because she's tired of this. She's like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I am not happy. And that is a... Uh, she does hit, no, barely, but she does hit barely. the one that's on her shoulder. For, um, four points of damage, she, uh, stabs it, and this, uh, this really irritating thing, like, it is trying to chew on her bow, so she kind of, like, extended her bow away from herself a little bit to make the squirrel, like, lean forward with it, and she stabs it with the, the dagger, and gets uh, blasted in the face with a bunch of cinnamon as the squirrel disappears. And she's like, what the fuck kind of creature is this? Yeah, they wouldn't be really... Would they be familiar with uh, squirrels? Um, I feel like Jazara has been to the surface, so she may have seen a squirrel before. None of you have seen a squirrel, but absolutely none of you have seen one that looks and smells like a pastry. So uh, that's Jazara's... actions at the moment um and now it is squirrel's turn and there's only one and it's the one that has its fangs uh sunk into the end of valkaria's staff so valkaria it is going to try and attack you again dear um it does not but uh, it only rolled a three it launches itself and now it is just a little further up your staff and it's just yelling at you like so you just have a squirrel at the end of your staff. It's not managing anything, but it's there. So, can I just like whack it off? I just can I whack it? Yeah. Um, like, whack it into a tree? I don't know. Just to get it off. It is now your turn. So, if you would like to try and like, you can use a quarter staff attack to try and just like like fling it or slam it into the ground if you'd like. Now the question is, do I want to slam it into the ground or the tree, or do I want to just set off burning hands again and just incinerate it? kind of a waste for something you know is that small. I will say if you fling it, I will make you roll a, let's say a dexterity check to see if you hit the tree. And if you hit the tree, uh, the tree is going to take damage. But, or you can just like whack it into the ground. Oh, I want to fling it into the tree. Can (laughs) I fling fling it into the burning tree? That's what I'm saying. If you fling it into the burning tree, the burning tree will take damage. Okay, so dexterity. 19. Okay. Um, so you take the squirrel on the end of your, uh, on the end of your staff, and you fling it into that tree, and your quarterstaff damages a d6. So, my dear, roll me a d6 to see how much damage you do, not only to the squirrel, but this tree. All right. One. I don't know One. how much damage a squirrel would do to a tree if you, you like, sipped it into it really hard. But, <laughs> but this tree is already on its last legs. It is. <laughs> So you do one point of... This squirrel is... Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to roll and see if the squirrel catches fire. How's that? Because you flew it into something that is in an, in an inferno. <laughs> the squirrel does not catch fire. It rolled a 15. So it hits wow. the, the tree, but and it takes one point of damage. Um, and it has decided that you are not worth it because you threw it into a flaming <laughs> tree. <laughs> However, this tree is um, now very hurt. And, uh, Asha, it's your turn. What would you like to do? There's still, um, this snowman in front of you. I'm going to be, um, whipping some, um, 
sacred flame at it. Okay. <laughs> I'll roll a dex check for it. Uh, it fails, so you can go ahead and roll your 1d8 damage for sacred flame. Seven. Seven? And mm. you throw this uh, fireball in, in your hand and you fling it and it, like this creature is just bouncing around very unhappily and just as it goes to land uh, after it's bounced up, you hit it like directly in the center and the center snowball just poofs and melts. And when its top snowball, snowball lands into the bottom snowball, it just poofs into this giant flurry of snow. And it, it is dead. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> And uh, did you, now this is important. I'm going to leave you guys an initiative because of what might happen next. Um, So he is gone. Now, Asha, would you like to move? What do you mean gone? He just, mm -hmm. he poofed. I poofed. He poofed. I poofed him. Oh, I thought you, I got lost. I thought you poofed a squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) No, I poofed the snowman. Um, Let's see. Where, uh, yeah, you are me... in this like little ravine thing with a burning tree, like. Up yeah, there. I want to get the hell away from the tree. So can I move closer to the enclosure thing? Sure. Maybe and, not uh, all the way to it, but closer okay. to. Do you want to move like off to the side, away yes, from the tree? That looks okay. good. That looks okay. Safe. Um, I am going to leave you guys in initiative still, and it is uh, round. It is your turn. The the other squirrel enemy like uh, ran off, but. Because this is the same turn that is likely the last legs of this tree's life, um, would you like to move anywhere? You know you are directly below where this burning tree is. I am. Yes, this yeah, it's here. this tree here that's directly above you that is on fire. I thought it was uh, the one on the left. No, we've been on the left. Right. Which is why I moved. No, nope, it's the uh, white one. Okay, so I moved further under the tree. Cool. Um, <laughs> All right, so yeah, he's he's also going to move like to the the enclosure. Okay, uh, you want to move like over here? Uh huh. Like uh, okay, so if I'm there, can I see inside of it now? Um, the uh, doors and the walls to it are taller than you. You'll have to try and climb up it if you would like, which I will let you uh, try to like. I would say you probably use about fifteen feet of your movement. Um, you can try and uh, climb up it if you would like. I'll make you make a strength check to climb up the wall if you want to try and do that. Okay. Uh, can I do an acrobatics check? <laughs> sure, I'll let you do an acrobatics check. That's fine. Okay, because that is much more advantageous to me. Sure. <laughs> Just, please don't be a one anyway. Um, an eight? An eight. Um, you probably get about... Mm, you just get up onto the wall, maybe about five feet up it, but you haven't managed to get uh, too very far up it or to a point that you can see over it at this point. Um, okay. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to do for your turn? Uh, can I uh, call into the, uh, the enclosure? Sure. Uh, just like, is anyone in there? We've come to save you. Uh, and what was he- his name? Igor? No. Uh, <laughs> the guy we're looking for? Um, oh, um... Ethro. Ethro. Ethro, is that you? And you hear like the the sobbing that has been continuous throughout this kind of pause for a moment, and then you hear um, a very loud but very old sounding voice that yells, but it's a female voice, and it yells, "Who's there? Who's there?" <laughs> and at at this point, I'm going to roll for the tree to see what happens to this this tree. Oh, that's... Yeah, it only had four hit points, and that's a five. Um, 
So I'm gonna Everybody roll. Everybody do your quick math. I'm gonna roll for the direction that this tree falls in. It's uh, one will be backwards and away from you guys. Uh, two will be to the right. Three will be to the left, and then four it's gonna go forward. right towards us. Yep. Oh yeah. You could do an eight and like the, the sides of a compass. That's true, but I'm gonna go with the four that lands directly forward. Um, and is it this? You watch this massive tree that's on this 10 foot ledge. It is burning, some of the branches are falling off it, and you hear this huge crack sound. And you all can turn around and watch as this gigantic tree turns like slightly and it sways, and it, like you're not sure which way it's gonna go before it crashes and it falls forward. And when it falls, it hits the gate of this enclosure, bursting it open in the process. I'm so glad I went to the left. <laughs> and So uh, I'm clinging to the wall and I go, <laughs> to answer a question, it is I, rah! And then it's, <laughs> bam! And then this thing just bursts open and uh, So I just get like thrown off of it? Uh, no, you weren't very far. You could like pop down off of the, because uh, you were on the wall part, not the door part. So you were safe from any like flame or anything either. Um, and, uh, as there's this silence that echoes after this, uh, door is burst open and you then hear like crunching of something walking along the snow and all of you can see as what pokes its head out of this massive enclosure is the head of a giant gingerbread dragon. I got my dragon finally. And gingerbread it is made entirely of gingerbread, icing, and gumdrops and other miscellaneous Not candies. My gumdrop and it it sticks its head out and it goes, "Oh, hello." In a very sweet and soft tone as it looks at all of you. So you guys have uh, defeated this uh, these snowmen, some cinnamon bun squirrels. And as you're looking into this giant enclosure where you've been hearing whimpering and crying come from, this after setting a tree on fire, this uh, it, the tree has crashed through the gates and sticking its head now out through the open gateway, you see a gigantic dragon made of gingerbread and icing, and she has gumdrops on her uh, spread throughout like her body. She's got like other like candy cane pieces, some licorice here and there, and. Uh, She's massive, and like clearly, when she was in this enclosure, um, and uh, that she had like is very confined in it because it's very hard, clear that it's hard for her to move around. And she like pokes her head out, and she looks at all of you. And in surprisingly, in uh, a language that you understand, what you think is under common, um, she says to all of you, "Well, hello there, dears, and how are you?" Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that Raum doesn't actually see it because he's still clinging to the wall. <laughs> um, and he goes, "Nice to meet you, fair lady." Oh, <laughs> I am Raum of House Telena. Oh, a sweet young man. And where? And then she sticks her head much further out, and then she turns and she looks at you. And from where you are, it her it, like she puts her head level with you, and there is a gigantic dragon face in your face, <laughs> made of gingerbread and frosting. Yes, it's like what looks like a gumdrop nose. Yes. His his smile remains on his face, 
but it's like cracking a little. <laughs> he was not expecting this. <laughs> <laughs> and Jazara, uh, who was standing there, she goes, "Okay, hello. Who are what? Who are you? Who are you?" <laughs> Val is just happily swishing her tail because there's a fucking dragon in front of her. I just see her going like... (laughs) And this giant dragon turns and like she looks at uh, all of you and like she regards each of you and she's like, well, um, I've been known as many things over many years. uh, uh, But more than anything, people now just call me uh, Grandma. And you hear this little chittering noise and these two little itty bitty gingerbread baby dragons poke their heads out from underneath her wings and uh, both of them look at you there's one under each wing and they just start chittering at you and uh and and at which point even asha loses her composure and like drops to one knee and says babies (laughs) and you hear them they chitter and like they are chittering back and forth to each other and then to her um they're not saying anything in a language that you understand Mm -hmm. but uh, because they might not be old enough to communicate in mortal languages, but, uh, and, uh, she's, and she just uh, kind of hushes and, oh, she's like, oh, shush now, little ones. It's all all right. These kind young people have rescued us. <laughs> and, uh, and she kind of, like, starts to, like, shove down the tree a little bit. And, like, she, a massive clawed hand just stomps directly, <laughs> like, breaking this on-fire tree into ash as she stomps out. And you notice as she moves, she keeps below the top of this enclosure. And as you look at it, like, uh, where she kind of, like, grazes it, you see something shimmer. And there was clearly, like, a magical field, like, keeping her in. And uh, she kind of starts to shuffle her way out of it. Taking, she doesn't get more than like her shoulders out because this is a very small space and like you're all standing there. She goes any further, she will step on you. (laughs) Um, But uh, she puts her face directly like in each of your faces, kind of like giving you a little, a look. And she's like, and what are your names? (laughs) I'm Asha Kel. Well, hello, Asha. And she likes to meet your grandmother. Very much like in your face, and which is so much bigger than you are, <laughs> just as a whole. And then she'll move over to uh, Jazara, who just kind of like puts a hand up, like, hello, I'm Jazara, Telena of House Telena. And you are very large. <laughs> and uh, the dragon kind of laughs, and she's like, indeed, indeed. And then she turns over to Valkaria. <laughs> it's a dragon! And she, she'll chuckle at you, and she's like, indeed I am. And she kind of, like, shakes a little bit and tries to, like, stand a little taller. She's like, now it's been a while since I've done uh, any dragony things and she kind of chuckles to herself and into you she's like well, you know once upon a time many many years ago i was a a great and mighty dragon and uh, i might have terrorized a town or two but those were the oh, old days she's like now i knit lovely sweaters for my grandchildren and as these little grandchildren like of hers like kind of like come out under her wings and are like crawling on her back you notice they're wearing knitted licorice sweaters oh where are the pairs well they were the uh my little grandkids here they don't get to visit very often you see so they were staying with me for some time before these rude rude creatures uh trapped us in this cage it was very 
very much lacking in any kind of manners. And you see she kind of like stomps on the remains a little, <laughs> a little bit. She's like, rude boys, rude. <laughs> and uh, she's like, that is not how I would have raised my children. <laughs> and uh, and she's like, but that's not really to be, you know, much of a surprise considering everything here has been been getting worse over the years since, uh, you know, he took over. And unfortunately, things like this are not uncommon anymore. And then she puts her face directly in Valkaria's face. And she is going to stick her tongue out and lick you. It just like all over your face. And she's like, you know, she goes, you don't taste like you're from here. Everyone here tastes kind of sweet. And uh, she kind of like swishes the fact that she's covered in candy. And she's like, are you from the other plane? And By other plane, do you mean under the ground? Because uh, yes. She's like, well, I imagine some might be, but I meant a different plane of existence. We've had a couple of visitors from there recently. Nope, we're, we're from on the Underdark. Uh, give me an Arcana check. With advantage, now that she has said this. Okay. Nat 20 plus 4. 24. Um, you are looking around this space. Now, Jazara has snuck you and Ash into the surface before to look at the surface. Mm-hmm. This world and its creatures are nothing like what you would expect. <laughs> this dragon is made of gingerbread, and it clicks to you why nothing here looks quite right or familiar. That you might have fallen through a portal, portal to a different plane of existence. And uh, this grandma gingerbread dragon uh, looks at you and she says, if you're not from here, my dears, and she looks over all of you and you're very much not candy or sweet, like, <laughs> then you will need to be careful. If you spend too much time here, you too will start to turn into candy. And she says, I wasn't always made of this lovely, delicious gingerbread. She says, I was once a bronze dragon from your mortal plane. And over time, my, my scales slowly turned to cookie. And if you stay here for too long, so, my dears, will you. And once you fully turn to candy, you will not be able to leave. Great. So around processes all this, and then he asks the most pertinent question. <laughs> As the only person who's not been to the, the surface, he goes, you mean the, the surface isn't covered with gingerbread squirrels? <laughs> no. Zara will no. be the one who will answer you. He's like, I've seen some weird things on the surface, but not this weird. This is a different caliber. Yeah. And uh, Zara will also say, Ethro has been here longer than we have. We need to make sure we hurry up and find him. And mm-hmm. uh, the she'll turn to the gingerbread dragon and she'll say, have you seen anyone come through here perhaps with a prisoner as of late? And uh, <clears throat> Grandmother Dragon says, oh, if somebody's been taken, then they were likely taken to the toy factory. And you will, it's a bit of a ways from here. She said, however, and she like kind of like steps up out further of this enclosure kind of forcing you all to move a little bit and like she kind of puts two of her front legs up on this uh, giant rock and looks over 
out into the space that you came from, and she kind of looks around a little bit, and then she says, ah, there it is. But if you need to get to the toy factory, I know how to get you there a little faster. And she points over uh, with her giant dragon snout, and he says, you see that giant pile of snow over there? I do believe there's something we can use buried underneath it. Uh, why don't you go check it out? I was really hoping for a dragon ride. Okay. <laughs> well, I've got these two little ones on me. I'm afraid I can't give a full ride. But I can see if I can help you. Go see if it's still intact. Shoo-shoo now. Shoo-shoo. All right, I'm shooing. I'm shooing. <laughs> and um, you guys are you gonna like make your way out of this like enclosed little area? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go towards where she pointed. Mm-hmm, okay, definitely. Um, and she pointed like over in this direction, and uh, and she's able to like move like out of this enclosure space, and and she doesn't um stand in this little space, but she kind of stands on top of all of this as she towers over everything. Yeah. Um, and all of you can roll me a perception check, please. 19. 11. Uh, 14. Okay. Uh, Ram, you're the one who notices this. There's a weirdly shaped pile of snow um, that's over a little bit in the distance. And if you can see on the map, it's this weird shaped snow area over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you guys can go investigate that if you would like. Yes, please. Alrighty. Okay. Yeah, that's so, where I'm going. You uh, point that out, and everybody kind of, like, makes their way over to it, and uh, you start, like, shoving some of the snow away, and she's like, yes, yes, dear, right there, right there, and uh, as you uncover it, you uncover what is a very large wooden sleigh. Huzzah. Huzzah, indeed. And she says, I do believe the ropes are still there. Check for me, dears. And you, like, start digging around, and there's these very long ropes um, attached to the front of it, and she says, "Ah, oh, yes, that'll do." And she steps out of this whole enclosure, kind of knocks a couple of trees out of her way, flaps her gigantic gingerbread wings, and lands, lifts herself up, and lands smack dab in the middle of like the space you guys were just in, like all throughout here. And uh, she says, "Go ahead and tie that uh, to my back, and I'll be happy to give you a little lift." Time. All right. Ends time is of the essence, because if you stay here much longer, you won't be able to leave. So let's get you lovely little ones along your way. I don't want to explain to my mother why I'm covered in gumdrops. Well, you won't get the chance. Let's go. So how do we get it up on top of her? Do we have to use magic hand? You'll tie the ropes, like, to like, where her wings meet, Mm -hmm. um, and then she's going to fly through the air, pulling the sleigh behind her. Okay, so do we need to roll anything for this? Um, If you guys want to, like, tie these ropes to her, uh, we'll make sure we do it securely. So Mm -hmm. everybody can make me a, um, to tie the ropes well, let's everyone make a sleight of hand check and do this as a group roll. 13. 16. Uh, 22. 22, and Jazara got a 14. Okay, so you go go around and, like, you uh, tie the ropes. You do have to, like, climb up on her a bit, and she doesn't mind. She kind of, like, settles closer to the ground so you can uh, climb up. And it's easy because, like, the icing 
of that outlines all of her scales make it easy for you to like use the stairs and like little ladders to climb up over her and uh, as you climb around her the little gingerbread uh, baby dragons kind of like chirp at you and like they'll like kind of like crawl around you but they don't they don't they're careful not to touch you because you, they still don't know you and they're a little skittish but they kind of like come up to you they'll sniff you and then they'll like dart away and then they'll come back and they'll sniff you and then they'll dart away but they're little swords uh-huh and you notice that they have like uh little names emblazoned in them in different colors of licorice so. yeah, but what are the names uh are one names? is gum and the other one is drop Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ram does not care. And uh, Ram's so, a boy. Yeah. <laughs> so as as you guys like tie these off, Ram likes the dragons. Aiden is like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> now adorable. <laughs> uh, and uh, Ram, you do go and double check everybody's knots to make sure like they're tied correctly and everything. And you guys like uh, get this gigantic sleigh attached to this even larger dragon. And she says, well, cl- climb aboard, dears. We've got uh, a lot of ground to cover very quickly now. And uh, and she d- kind of leans close to you all and she says, uh, do hold on. This uh, gets a little bumpy. Val <laughs> is just sitting at the very front of the sleigh, like just clutching the front and looking out over. Because I'm just in, she is just elated. And absolutely no one is arguing with her because you don't, because... <laughs> They have to sit way far back because that tail is just going in happy yeah, swishes. Yeah, that is a just like a blade spinning behind her. <laughs> and everyone's and, like, I am not getting hit with that today. Thank you. Uh, Realm has yeah. one hand on the side of the sleigh, the other on his hat. <laughs> Priorities. is mm. uh, gonna pull out some rope and she's gonna tie it to like each end of the sleigh in the back and in the front and just like you guys might want something to hold on to for a seatbelt yeah so she uh, she ties everybody including Valkaria who I imagine is not paying attention as Jazara like ties her into no. this she does but not I care she's, she's happy that she's about to fly with a dragon yep. so, so uh, you guys all like wish you all get tucked in, and you're like you're on the back of the sleigh in front of this gingerbread dragon. And she turns her head and she looks at you. It's like, all right, hold on. And she beats her massive wings, and like all of the snow that's on a bunch of these trees comes down. Like the branches sway. You hear a couple of like smaller trees break, and she begins to lift herself off into the air. And just your sleigh jerks really hard as it is flung upwards into the air after her. And all oh boy. Of you- can make me a strength saving throw with advantage because you have the seatbelt. Nine. Five. (laughs) It was an eight. (laughs) Dear God! Everybody rolled like shit. Uh, Just hard on a 13. Um, You're you're, like holding on to this rope and you get like flown back. Now, um, Valkaria uh, is tied in to this thing, and like everybody else is seat belted into their spots. Um, Val, you like come up off the sleigh a little bit, and you kind of like, you know, kite style flying up. Valkaria is just whooping with joy. Yeah. I imagine this is quite like Tower of Terror, where everybody like lives. Yep. <laughs> and I'm literally going. And uh, so you are going to get banged around a lot for... Uh, fine. Val don't care. Val's flying. For You're going to get banged around for two points of damage, because I'm going to give you damage for that one. Um, the rest of you are like... You're like in this seat, and you have this rope in front of you. Um, make me a... Uh, let's see. Let's do... 
roll me a dexterity check uh, to see if you have to make a grab for any of your stuff as it tries to fly off of you. <laughs> me too, or no? No, not you. You're, yeah. you're flying. Okay. <laughs> nine. Uh, nine. Nine. Um, uh, Asha, your, uh, like, your bag that's attached to you start like, it's, uh, like a satchel style, and it starts to fly up, and it fully just smacks you in the face as it flies around. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it, 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 it goes, like, flying around, and you just take a face full of bag. Um, and, uh, Ram, your hat is going to try and fly out of your hands. And, uh, try and fly away from you. So... I'm going to have you, uh, you can, if there's anything specific you want to do to try and keep a hold of it, uh, let me know, because, like, you can let, because you have one hand on the sleigh and one hand on the hat. If you let go of the sleigh, it'll be harder for you to stay in it, but I'll let you grab a hold of your hat. He wants to keep his hat. <laughs> okay. okay, so you else. You let go, and, like, so you're kind of, like, shifting around a lot more, and you're going to take, um one point of damage for, like, getting thrown around in there. You don't fly out, because you are seatbelt, you're all, like, seatbelt roped in. Um, but, uh, if, because you let go, you were able to hold on to your hat, so. Uh, and you're all now flying so high, higher than any of you have ever been in this very strange land, in, a, in like, a dark sky, and you look up, and there's a moon that's up there. However, it is a giant red and white swirl of a peppermint candy moon. Aww. And you look off to, like, uh, to the left of you, and there's these giant mountains that they look like they're made out of gumdrops. And uh, there's, like, you look at, like, the snow that's on top of it, but you notice it's a little drippy, like it's icing instead of, like, snow, snow in some places. And uh, you see a river that's going on below you that is suspiciously brown that looks like chocolate. Chocolate. And uh, some of the trees you notice are uh, swirls of red and white. And uh, there's just an interesting uh, landscape that reminds some of you of the surface if you had made the surface out of dessert. <laughs> and it's now, I want to ask, since everything here is made of dessert, does that mean everything is edible? Can I walk up to a tree that look that is, you know, red and white and just snap off a branch and eat it because it's peppermint? Everything's um, eatable. Did mm-hmm. you? <laughs> yeah, technically you could do that to a regular tree. Um, mm. Do you ask Grandma Dragon that? Yeah, why not? She says, well, since you're still of the mortal plane, I imagine you could take a little bit of a bite out of something. However... Uh, once you go back to the mortal plane, whatever it was before, it'll turn into the equivalent of your own plane. So if you take a bite out of one of our peppermint trees, <laughs> are the trees where you're from edible by chance? Because it's going to be, uh, a gamble of whether or not what it turns back into is something that's going to be okay for you to eat. Noted. I'll keep my tongue where it belongs. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hard to do for now. <laughs> and uh, so you guys are, are flying for a little while, maybe 20, 30 minutes. And she's going very quickly, like very quickly. It's very cold, um, but it is extremely beautiful. And um, all of you roll me a perception check, please. 
Perfect. Seven. Nine. Thirteen. Um, You're making me regret not putting any points in perception. <laughs> or or wis- wisdom, that is. Um, particularly with uh, Realm, as you're holding on to your hat, you look at your hat and you notice <laughs> the color in it is starting to change. And so are some of the details. You notice that along like the brim of the hat, um, what was like this probably like a leather work uh, look to it before, it's starting to have like this white tint to it. It almost looks like it's got a layer of icing dripping down on top of it. And um, as you look over at everyone else, you notice similar little um, candyification uh, instances that are happening to them. Valkari, your uh, coat that you wear mm-hmm. is now a uh, peppermint swirl of red and white. And uh, Asha, you notice that um, particularly as you're like looking at uh, everything you have, your dagger is... Um, that's uh, that's not that's not metal anymore. <laughs> that's that is definitely cookie. <laughs> you know, I just had a thought. It'd be really easy to turn Realm into a nutcracker. <laughs> 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 the teeth and the constant smile. Mm-hmm. So you do notice, and then with uh, Jazara, the bow that she has. Uh, is starting to get a very interesting um, licorice pattern to like the actual bow part of it, and she's kind of looking at it like, and like she'll smell it and it like smells <laughs> licorice, and she's like, "Oh God, I hope I don't have to eat my bow at some point." <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, Jazz. She's like, unless you need a little extra fiber on the other side, don't <laughs> do it. And she's like. I, I really hope we don't have to stay here so long that we need food. Did anybody yeah, bring food? And none of fucking Ethro and meddling with shit he wasn't supposed to. Uh, and uh, is there anything specific you'd like to do while you're in the air? No. no. Not really. Ram just kind of goes, Madam Dragon, I don't mean to rush you, but we have begun to turn into candy. <laughs> She's like, can you please go faster? This would be quite inconvenient. Then we had best pick up the pace. And all of a sudden she beats her wings even harder. And you just zoom, Val. You were kind of like floating through the. You slam into this. Like, you just have to like dig your claws into the sides. You just get like thrown it takes around. takes a bit of a gut punch. Yeah. And uh, Jazar, as your tail is like whipping around here, Jazar's going to reach out and like grab your tail to keep you fully flying off if this rope breaks. And you are just going at breakneck speeds. It's so cold, but you are zipping through this air. And, and uh, as you come in, uh, she's you notice uh, the grandma dragon starts to turn a little bit. And there's this gigantic building in front of you. And she says... Be prepared, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to make quite the landing. And she just zips, like, almost nosedives straight into the ground. And she's zipping, like, faster and faster. Yeah, just, Val, you're just flinging every which way. And uh, she's going to make, she, like, she, like, comes up into the front of this building and just slams right into the ground. And all of you can, uh, once again, make me a strength saving throw, please. Nope. That's, that's a two. That's a four. Fifteen. 
Um, okay, so, Asha, you managed to, like, you've got a hold of, like, the seat next to you, and you've braced yourself really hard, and uh, probably partially with Jazara, who got a 21, and she's, like, Jazara has one arm, like, wrapped around the edge of the sleigh, and her other arm is wrapped around you, and, like, <laughs> you guys are both just bracing yourselves really hard, <laughs> and you, like, jerk when you hit, but uh, you don't get thrown around too much. Um, Val and, uh, uh... <laughs> who's just not strapped in at all. Um, you, Val, when we when the sleigh hits, you get thrown upwards and then down as you just go splat like a little pancake onto the top of this thing. <laughs> and you're going to take two points of damage for that one. Um, lovely. And uh, Ram, you're going to take one point of damage because you are still sitting. So. <laughs> and Val just shoots back up going, whoa, that was amazing. <laughs> And uh, the grandma dragon kind of like shakes herself to like get some of like the, the cold off of her and everything. And she says, okay, dears, unfortunately, this is as far as I can take you. But if someone took somebody from your uh, plane uh, into this world of ours, then they likely took them here because this is where he lives. And unfortunately, there isn't anything I can do against him because unfortunately, anything I would do against him if I failed to defeat him and it would come back on on my little grandchildren and you see the little dragons like they little they chitter a little bit and she's like unfortunately that's just not something I can risk so what happens from here on out is all on you I'm afraid understood and, Madam uh, Dragon he says rubbing his side uh, I hate to inconvenience you once more but <laughs> I don't, I'm not quite fond of the pronoun game. Uh, who is he? <laughs> oh, uh, that would be the, the creature, the, the entity that rules this place now after he overthrew our last ruler not that long ago. Uh, I'm afraid you, uh, we don't, we don't say his name, unfortunately. Voldemort! As it, it has been known to summon him if he's there. Very much Voldemort rules. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, I dare not say it lest he appear, so you'll have to find out when you meet him. I'm so sorry, dears. Great. In, in true appreciation of what you've done for me and my little grandchildren here, let me give you these. And she, like, produces her claw forward, and there are four uh, decently sized uh, gumdrops. They're probably, in, like, large enough to fit in the palm of your hand. And she says, uh, if you eat these, I believe they have the effect of what you call a, um, a long rest. If you yeah. eat one. Mm. Okay. So, might save it for a, um, opportune moment, but if you're a little injured, you might want to be able to use it now. Um, depending <laughs> on how you're doing with your injuries and your spell slots, for those of you who have spell slots. Um, but, uh, she says, I am, will be here, uh, when you succeed. I hope you succeed. But if you don't, then, um, I'm terribly sorry. And thank you ever so much. And she gives each of you a little pat on the head, which... <laughs> really is harder than she intends it to be and almost throws you to the ground, but you, like, you all kind of, like, just brace yourselves. Just like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you! Yeah, with the gum drop. <laughs> and, um, in front of you is a gigantic doorway and leading into a building that you now know is called the Toy Factory. 
Would you like to make your way to the toy factory, or is there anything yeah, you need I to do? I think I would like to eat that gun drop right now. Me, sure, me, go for me it. too. Me too. Okay. All right, so you guys can go ahead and reset everything, your health, your spell slots, and get all that back. Um, is Asha going to eat hers now, or she's going to? Yeah, I, might, I guess I might as well. I do have a healing potion still in my bag. Me so. too. Okay. I will eat this gum drop. Okay. Um, Zara. Actually, like if you want a mana game. <laughs> You could use your healing spells and then you eat the gumdrop and you'll get it back and then like probably you could get us all back a full. Yeah, do that. <laughs> can I do that? Yeah. What he just you said? Can do that. You can heal okay. people first. Um, oh, okay. And because uh, like for Asha, if you're going to go through your remaining, uh, you have two remaining spell slots. Okay. And uh, so if you want to use those last two to heal up any one. Um, Valkyria, how many spells? Can it be used? Can it be used in battle? Yes, it takes an action to eat it. Okay. So it'll just be one action to eat the gumdrop, but yes, you can eat it in battle. Or if you wanted to wait on it, you could get six spells, right? So you would you would use your last two, then eat the thing, and then you'd get your four back later. How much do we heal during a long rest? You'll heal the full. Okay, so then you don't need to use your, your healing spells first. Okay. So we all just eat it now, or... What's, um, uh, I think Asha and Valkaria, you've both only used one spell slot so far, I okay. believe. Because mm-hmm. the other things have all been cantrips. Um, if you want to... Now, um, Val and Asha, what are your, what's your health at at the moment? Seven. Mine's at twelve. Mine, I believe, is at six. Okay. Uh, uh, which is less than half of my, my max, so like I definitely want to heal before we do anything else. Then I would definitely recommend it um, for Realm and for Valkaria. Um, I would say Asha, hang on to it because you still have two spell slots you haven't used yet. Sure. Or you can, um, yeah, I would recommend Asha hang on to it until yeah. you use those spells and then uh, then eat it. So. Okay, so I have eaten I my put my, it in my Yeah. Pouch so for now. Um, Valkaria, you're back up to full. You got all your spell slots and everything. Um, Jazara is only down three hit points, so she's just gonna stay put. She doesn't feel like wasting any of her spells or anything like that for that, so her very limited little ranger spells that she's got. Um, but yeah. Okay, so you guys approach this uh, this doorway. It is um, it is, as you approach it, is there anything you'd like to do? Do you want to investigate it? Try the door handle? Kick it again? Uh, <laughs> is there an alternate route into this besides the front door that is, like, that I can see. Um, you can. There's uh, windows that are pretty high up. Um, I would say probably about 15 feet up off of the ground. They are closed. They don't look like they open. They're just like fancy, like store windows. Um, but mm. uh, the everything else that you see, most a lot of the building is covered by the trees and everything. But the door is the only real entrance that you see. <sighs> While you're thinking that one over, definitely because there's a uh, <laughs> uh, an embargo on saying this person's name, I uh, definitely want to investigate instead of going charging in there. Meanwhile, Val just wants to go charging in and screaming, Ethro, you bastard, where are you? Uh, can I attempt to climb up the side and uh, look at the windows? Sure. You can go ahead and make me a uh, strength check for that. Can I say acrobatics? Sure. <laughs> uh, so that is a 13. 
the 13th. Um, you, yeah. It takes you like a hot minute to get up there because you're trying not to slip because the building is like covered in like a little bit of snow and ice here and there. Um, but you yeah. do manage to climb your way up to this window. And as you look in there, it's a, uh, a very large room as a whole. Um, it's, uh, it's, there's toys just scattered everywhere. Um, there's a giant chandelier in the middle that has been broken and has fallen on the floor. And to the uh. right, there is a very large closed door. And there's a desk that sits in the center of the room, uh, with a chair behind it. And uh, it kind of looks like a reception desk, uh, but it is uh. empty. Okay. And so is there anything like on the other side of the window? Like a balcony uh, or anything that like that sort? No, it's just the wall that goes down into the room. Alright. Uh, do I see any movement in there? Give me a perception check. Nat 20. Nat 20. Uh, there is nothing in this room that is moving whatsoever. Alright. There does look uh, like there was an altercation of some kind in here because the chandelier has fallen and like boxes of like toys and things have been flung everywhere. Um, but it, you do notice that it, everything is covered in a bit of a layer of dust. Like, this is all very old. Hmm. So all it right. wasn't recent, is what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I'm going to relay all this to them. Okay. Uh, say there's nothing moving in there. Looks like quite a scuffle, but it must have been a long time ago. Perfect. How do we go? No! <laughs> Jazara is so. going to fully grab Val before she charges through the door, and she's like, why don't we check the door first? Yes, I would like to check the door, check for booby traps, those kind of things. <laughs> okay. I guess I'm going to start making my way down. Sure. Um, Asha, you're going to uh, check for traps and all that fun stuff. You can either give me a perception check or an investigation check, whichever one is better for you. Okay, I'm doing perception. Okay. 19 plus 5 is 24. Right. Uh, you look at the door and you notice, um, like, as you're looking at it, there doesn't seem to be any traps in it. And as you kind of, like, uh, try the door handle, it is surprisingly unlocked. Oh. Well, would you look at that, guys? And it All right, who wants to go first? <laughs> like, as it swings open, it makes a terrible squeaking noise as it, it's, as it comes open. <laughs> Yeah, like that old door sound. And uh, would you guys like to step into the room? Yes. Yeah. Val I'll let her. I will let her go first because she's very eager. Val shoving her way into the room. Um, Jazara will kind of like branch off to the right a little bit as she like looks around the room. Val, I imagine, is just traipsing right into the middle of the room. Val is going is making a beeline for the middle. The very middle of the room. The very middle of the room. Okay, um, there's a giant desk that's sitting there. It's got, like, some papers and other things uh, strewn about it, and uh, the whole floor is covered in toys. Yeah. And Val wants to investigate the desk. I'm going to go to the, the left where there's this uh, barrel-looking thing. Sure. Yeah, I want to look at that. Is that a little vampire toy? It is. It's a little vampire toy. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, she's she's drawn to of because of her family. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you want to pick up the little vampire yes, toys? Yes, okay. I do. Um, so you and I kind of clutch it, like, you know, like, even though <laughs> I don't know anything about it, I just kind of clutch it and be like, aww. It's, um, it very much looks like the Count from Sesame Street. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, and like it is like a hand puppet. So it's about okay. the size of your, you know, a little bit of your arm, and it is a hand puppet that looks a lot like the Count from Sesame Street. So, oh. Can I take it? <laughs> sure. If you want to take it, you can totally take it with you. I want it. Zazara's <laughs> right. um, gonna wander over to this giant uh, door to look at it that's closed. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and... Ram's gonna approach the the desk in the center. Sure. Is that is that an actual scroll on it? Yes. So there is a scroll on it if you would like to look at that while uh, Val investigates the rest of the desk. Can I attempt to read the scroll? Sure. Is it in a language I know? Um, you look at it, and the interesting thing is you look at it, you watch the letters in it swirl around and change and reconfigure themselves uh, so that now they are in undercommon. And it looks like this scroll will mm. change itself based on the language of whoever reads it. Cool. And, um, and as you read it, you notice it's a, um, it's kind of like an inventory, uh, list and, uh, like it, it has the like toy factory written at the top and it has like lists of how many sets of different types of toys that they have. And there's like boxes next to it. Some of them have check marks on it. It looks like somebody was using it perhaps to take inventory of the toys in the factory. Uh-huh. And, uh, Val, at the same time as you dig through the desk, you want to roll me an investigation check, please? 16 16 okay um you dig through the desk there's a uh, there's some um papers strewn about they're all more or less like uh relating to the business operations of uh of the whole uh toy factory but there is one paper that you find that looks like it was just written hastily like as a note and it's and it also shifts and changes from uh, whatever language it was in before into undercommon so that you can read it. Um, and it, it simply reads, he is growing stronger. The boss is starting to be worried. What do we do next? And it looks like it, it was folded. So you think that maybe it was delivered uh, to someone at some point. He is getting stronger and the boss is worried. And, that doesn't uh, sound great. Yeah, it's kind of creepy sounding. Um, Jazara's going to roll a investigation check of the door to see what she comes up with. She gets uh, she gets a whole seven. It's a door. A whole seven. All right. And uh, she she's gonna try the door and, and it is locked and she can't open it. And she says, "Can anybody uh, figure out how to open this door by chance? It's locked." Uh, Realm can try. You gonna kick it again, Realm? I have thieves tools. <laughs> <laughs> They're very helpful on patrol. <laughs> and Jazara kind of like raises an eyebrow at you. It's like, um, have you been stealing from people on patrol? It's amazing what you find out there. <laughs> Fair enough. I, she's like, I'm friends with Halkaria. Nothing should surprise me anymore. Nope. nope. And uh, you can go ahead and uh, roll to see if you can get this door open. Okay, would that be sleight of hand then? Sleight of hand plus your proficiency bonus, yeah. Nineteen. Nineteen. Um, mm. So you, you take a moment and like to uh, fiddle with this lock. It's ve- it looks very different from anything you've encountered before, and it takes you like a hot minute to like really just get into this because this lock and this door. I'm assuming you've seen Harry Potter, right? And uh, so in the seventh movie, they go to Gringotts, and when they go to unlock one of the like vault doors. There's all these, like, gears and everything behind it that shift and, like, whirl around. 
and uh, it all kind of you can hear like these clicking noises of these large gears that are like in this door and uh, you take a minute and as you're going through it and it like clicks and the door swings open hmm alrighty uh, I guess he's gonna be a little more careful or because <laughs> he he has learned something about sticking his head through doors. <laughs> Fair. Um, Fair. It only and, took once. Yeah. Mm. And Jazara uh, will step up next to you as you guys like start to look through the through the doorway. Um, are you standing in the doorway, or do you do you want to step into the room first? Uh, I guess he's. He'll take his uh, his rapier out and kind of stick it through the doorway to see if it gets pulled through. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so far, like, you stick your rapier through there, nothing happens. Seems like it is a normal doorway. <laughs> and uh, as okay. you guys, you all have... So he steps uh, through in, like, a ready stance in case he gets jumped. <laughs> okay. You um, all have great dark vision. It is very uh, dark in here as a whole... And you hear, like, this whirl of, like, metal gears turning. And as you look around, this entire room is full of conveyor belts that are slowly clacking as very old-looking toys, like, kind of just, like, go on uh, on conveyor belts. And at some of the conveyor belts go into different rooms that you can't see, but other ones um, just end and, like, slowly piles of toys are just being dumped on the floor. And uh, there's conveyor belts just absolutely everywhere and i want this is every... some poppy playtime shit <laughs> <laughs> and, i don't uh, like where this is going everyone can roll me a perception check please 19 11 i've been rolling good after eight and 18 now I myself all right you all do pretty well um just already gets 19 um as you're looking around the room you can see on the very back of the room. The room is very long. There's another doorway back there. Um, and there's so many conveyor belts everywhere. Some of them are dumping like toys and stuff like that. There's like barrels and buckets and like broken things all over the place. Um, and you notice as you um, are looking around, you see some levers like throughout the room uh, scattered here and there. Um, and a couple of you, like, you really just step into the room, um, get a little closer to, like, where this door is. And Val's gonna charge in there, I know that. Of course I, of course I am. Um, and, uh, you get a little closer to this, this gigantic door, which is the only other passageway in and out of here. Um, and you notice it says the word Holly, and then the second word has just been smashed off with what looks like maybe, like, a pick or something. And uh, the door is locked, and there's two lights that are on it. One of them is dark, and the other one is uh, glowing red. Hmm. Guessing uh, the other word wasn't jolly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as you look around, um, Asha, as you you step around and you uh, see one of these levers that's not that far from where you're standing, did you want to look at it by chance? Absolutely. Let's, Let's investigate that one. Sure. So you uh, are looking at this little um, this this little lever. It's it's a decent size. It's probably like a foot, um, and it is in the down position. And it has the letter Y, like marked above it. Okay. Um, and you spotted all of you have spotted other levers across the room. There are four. Do we think 
Should we go see what the different ones say, like in case there's different letters? I don't know. Should we try that? Val just, just wants to go pull whatever she's she sees. Okay, can I you? You're gonna say <laughs> she's just gonna start pulling the yep. levers without reading. Okay, I'm gonna assign you a lever. Like, please read it first. <laughs> can and you do like, that for us? Pull it. Fine. or Something will try to kill us. Just read it. Um, and uh, for uh, Valkaria's sake, there's one that was directly in front of the entrance, a little ways. There's the one that um, Ash is standing at. Then there's two other ones, both um, on either sides of the doorway. One of them you have to duck under a couple of conveyor belts, and the other one you just have to duck under one. Where would you like to go, Val? I'll go to the top right. To the top right? Okay. Yeah. Can, Can I ask duck a question? Under one of the... Yeah. Uh, okay, so where your cursor is, there's like a square there. Is that a chest? Over here. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> would you like to investigate the chest? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're gonna move over closer to this chest. Go ahead and uh, <clears throat> now. Are you just going to try and open it? Do you want to investigate it at all? I'm gonna try and investigate it first. Okay, roll me an investigation check, please. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Um, it there is a lock that's on it. Um, there doesn't seem to be anything too sinister about it. But you're careful, like not to touch it or anything like that. But it is locked. Hmm. Okay, I'm, I want to try to open it. Okay, go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> Roll me your sleight of hand plus your proficiency bonus. Uh, so, 15? 15. 15. Yeah, your, the lock uh, pops off. You open it, and what is in it is a bunch of uh, teddy bear heads and just the heads. <laughs> well, that's an unfun prize, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, do you want to like dig around through it a little bit, or do you just want to see the teddy bear heads and be like? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'm gonna dig around to confirm that it is only teddy bear heads in this box. And uh, so you dig around, and there's there's probably like 15 teddy bear heads in this thing, and you can, like shift around. Uh, in it at the very bottom is on engraved into the wood is uh, a mark of like what look like this red and white hat that has like this little ball on the end of it and it's been like slashed through okay and uh, mm-hmm. there's wording beneath oh it and it says ho ho no ho ho no <laughs> did this uh, also change it from whatever language it was in to underdark <laughs> And and do the, the teddy bear heads look like they have been like torn off or like off? Or are they yes. just never okay. Okay. Yeah. They look like they were uh, is just going to slowly close <laughs> the lid. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> That's like, valid. He oh, doesn't like, know no. quite how to process this, so he's just like, okay. Yep. Smile still on still in place. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Val, you. Like the, the corners are starting to twitch. He doesn't like this place. Yeah, <laughs> it's very creepy. All He's the toys to pray. All the toys mm. that are on the floor are super old, like worn, and just like kind of falling <laughs> apart too. Um, if you, I don't know if you guys can see it based on the map, but like a lot of the toys are in pieces. Like there are mm-hmm. dolls that mm-hmm. there are heads and stuff like that. It is. Uh, it's a thing. It's a whole event in and of itself. Um, I would want any of these for <laughs> hearts and hearts. <laughs> um, so, 
Asha, for the uh, for your own information, your lever is Y, and it's in the down position. Um, okay. Val, you walk over to the lever, and it is an L, and it is in the up position. And Jazara uh, is going to duck over to this other one that's behind all these conveyor belts over here. Let's take a look at that one. Um, and that one is a J, and it is in the down position as well. Uh, did you want to investigate uh, around the last lever? Uh, sure. Yeah, you see the last lever that's over here, and it has an uh, O, and it's also in the down position. Um, okay. Okay. So you guys are looking at all these letters and levers. Uh, what would you like to do? Can I, I like, I... look underneath my lever? Like, can I, like, is it, like, can I look under it and see if there's anything written on the bottom of the levers before I touch it? <laughs> sure. You can go ahead and give me a perception check for that. That is 11. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was upside down. That was uh, 14. 14. Um, you don't really see anything. There's nothing engraved on this little, like, lever box. It's all just, like, steel for the most part. And uh, there's the only wording of any kind on it is the letter Y that is uh, directly above the lever. Okay. I say instead of wasting time and trying to figure out how to properly... Wait. I think I have it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now this is just conjecture. Okay. Uh, who, who is it? The the J. Uh, Jazara is. Okay. I say, Jazara, you put the lever up. I'm at O again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll put mine up. Mm-hmm. And then you're at L. I'm at L. It's already up. I'm at Y. So I got it. You're going to put the lever down and then back up. Okay. And then you will put the lever up. Okay. Do we need to roll anything to follow with what he's saying? Well, uh, is that what everybody's going to do? Because Jazar yeah, why not? Say okay. And, uh, and I see where he's down. going because that's what I was going to say. Jazar <laughs> <laughs> will count down and she'll go three, two, one, and then she'll push her lever in the up direction. And then Ram will push up his. Okay. Val is gonna go down and up with her L, and I will okay. go up. All right, and you hear this really rusty gear noise that just kind of screeches. All of the conveyor belts grind to a halt, and everything in the room is completely eerily still for a moment before the red light on the door uh, blinks a couple of times before it turns green, and the door pops open. Just a bit. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at you knowing secrets. I would have just been like, I'm still sitting here going, that doesn't make a word. <laughs> Jolly. Right. Let's go. And, Glad uh, there's someone with a brain amongst us. All right. Sorry. Right. Let's head towards the door. Yeah, yeah heading towards, towards the door. door. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the door is slightly ajar. What would you like to do? Val's gonna again just walk right through it. You gonna walk right through the doorway? Mm-hmm. All right, great. You step through that doorway and swoosh, you fall, and Valkyria dis- uh, disappears from view. All right, goodbye. That one. <laughs> okay. Uh... Goes, oh fuck! And she's gonna cast uh, dancing lights, and she's gonna. Like, I was thinking of doing that too. <laughs> into this giant pit and uh, as you look down 
uh, all of you who are, the three of you that are now gathered around where Valkyrie just vanished, um, <laughs> you can see that the ground slopes downward. It's a, like a, th- it's a small tunnel and it's, uh, that slopes downward and the ground is, it's not stairs, it's completely smooth. And, uh, Jazara's like, oh, hell. <laughs> and, uh, kind of looks at Asha and she's like, we have to go after her, don't we? <laughs> I mean, we could just leave her here. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I heard that. I, I'm very tempted to just be like, so are there any other doors? Uh, you could do a perception check again if you'd like to see if there are any, there other, any doors. other doors. <laughs> Can I go through a different one? <laughs> uh, 11. 11. You see no other doors, windows, or anything else in the <clears throat> And Jazara's going to turn, and she's going to look at both Asha and Rome, and she's like, oh, fuck it. She's going to shove both of you through. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say, Ram's going to clutch his hat and go, tally-ho! <laughs> you. you don't have to push him. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Ram's pretty through. fun. Jazz shoves Asha through. She's like, let's just fucking go. If she dies, we can't go home. <laughs> and I, I'm clutching my little vampire <laughs> doll. <laughs> The whole thing. <laughs> Just you holding this little vampire doll. And as you ah, like, step through. I'm so sick of this shit! <laughs> <laughs> and you step through and you, like, you land and it, you start swishing from side to side as you were going down this massive stone slide. And it swishes you left and right. And Valkaria, you're at the front. Um, as you're sliding around down here, are you doing anything in particular? And he's screaming, yelling, anything. Yeah. <laughs> roller coaster just... style screaming. Roller coaster style whooping. Okay. Yeah. You're, just, you're whooping and having a great time, and like the rest of you can hear her, like in, like in the distance of the tunnels, it echoes back to you. And Jazara yells, "Stop at having fun!" Jazara's <laughs> gonna yell, "At least we know she's alive." And uh, you all just like, it just keeps getting faster and faster as you like, you go down and uh, you just swoop down and Val, since you're the one who's out there first, uh, as you come out, there's like, you can see the end of where this tunnel is and it's very bright on the other side of this tunnel and you swoosh out and as you land, you hit, you ice and you skid right across this very large ice covered lake and you are just kind of like, uh, thrown and skidding around on your ass, probably a little more than halfway through the through the little lake. <laughs> and then not long after that, Ram comes through there, and you like are spit out onto this frozen lake. And Asha and Jazara are like right next, and you're all just spun around on this giant frozen lake. And uh, yeah, you're on a, a very slippery little slope, and in the middle of it has these um, has uh, coming out of the ice is these rocks. And what looks like a giant uh, stone sword, like stuck in the middle of it. Like Excalibur. <laughs> and <Yeah>. so, <laughs> are we outside the factory now, or that building? Yeah. Can uh, I see the sky? I mean, no. Interestingly oh, okay. enough, you look up, and it's just like it's very, very high up. Um, but you notice as you look around, there's walls that are still there, uh, very distantly on each side of you, but there are walls and a very high domed uh, ceiling is above you. Hmm. Okay. And you're all um, Does it look man-made? Of... Yes. Yes, it does. It all looks very uh, man-made. With the ex- like, there's trees around you, and this looks like it was a pond at some point. 
Mm. And it's frozen, but uh, it's... Specifically the dome? Is that man-made? Yes. Okay. And um, if you guys would like to stand up, you're going to have to make me dexterity checks to do so. Uh, Okay. Uh, 14. 14. 14, 14. I mean, um, 18. 18? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 10. 10. And Jazar got a 15. Um, uh, three of you managed to stand up just fine. Uh, Asha, you're, ha- you're struggling, girl. Like, you- you're struggling to get up. And because, like, when you came, like, slid out on the ice, you kind of, like, spun around a little bit and made you a little dizzy after all that. So, uh, you're, you can get onto your hands and knees, but you haven't been able to, like, get your footing enough to fully stand up yet. The rest of you, with a little bit of labor, can uh, find your footing. And I am fully prepared to just sit there <laughs> and pout for a second, because we're reaching uh, uh, critical mass for Asha. And just... <laughs> Asha's had enough. She's, um, she's collecting herself. It'll be there in a minute. Yeah, and there's, uh, you notice, like, you're probably just uh, a little bit halfway past this, uh, the, the uh, sword at this point that's in, like, this stone. Um, and uh, you see on the other side of you, there's, like, this uh, stone pathway that leads up to a different door. And uh, okay. Val's gonna, like, just walk slash crawl her way across the lake to get off the, this ice. Okay. How, how big is the sword? Um, I would say it's probably about six feet. Okay. And so it's it's not man-sized Excalibur. It is. It's, no. it's a big that sword. That is correct. That's correct. Yeah. It's, okay. Uh, it looks like it's um, made out of stone that's got like frost all over it. Um, Jazara right. is going to go over to Asha and is going to try and help her regain her footing. So, Asha, you can roll me a, a dexterity check again with advantage. Okay. <laughs> so, do it twice, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry. Oh, God. Okay, it's a six. That's the higher <laughs> one? Mm-hmm. It was a five plus one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh lord, uh, yeah, you, um, you're like, you know what? I'm good, like right here. I'm just gonna sit. I'm just, I'm gonna sit. Mm. Mm. It's like, okay, that, that, that's fine. And she kind of just like pats your shoulder for a minute. It's like that's that's fine. And the vampire stuffed animal is just sitting right here, just so just holding on to it, having a, a bit of just, just for the memes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Raum is going to plant, like, one foot down, and he's going to push off with his other foot and try to, like, skate across the ice to the other side. <laughs> All right. All right. Give me... A... He's being graceful while Val is just like, no, I know how this goes. Acrobatics? Yeah, give me an acrobatics check for that. Uh, 17. 17. You push off and you skate, really, you know, like, quite a few feet just from that one push uh, towards the... I'm assuming you're trying to get to the other side of the lake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you skip, yeah. and you probably make it like a good uh, ten feet um, as you're as you're doing this, um, which is a little bit in the opposite of what Val is doing, who is uh, as you're walking, Val, your steps are not making it very far, so you're just taking a lot of really baby steps as you just power forward very slowly. It looks like oh, no, I said I, I want to be crawling at the same time too, like you know, use, I'm crawling, I'm not walking. You didn't. I'm clawing. Out? I'm putting my claws in the ice and just pushing, pulling myself forward. Okay, you slam your claws into it, fracturing little pieces of the ice. Yes, I want off. And uh, you're making a very violent uh, (laughs) path forward, yes. 
just and styling on everybody. I'm just I'm ice skating. People can barely stand on it. <laughs> He's ice skating. You're breaking things, and Asha's having a moment. <laughs> Asha goes ahead and tries to collect herself. She stuffs her little vampire friend in her bag, and she fishes out her gloves. And she slams them on, grumbling the whole time. And so now there's no skin t- touching the ice, and she proceeds to slowly okay. shuffle uh, forward. Jazara is standing, <clears throat> and she's going to carefully like try to walk like across the ice, staying next to Asha, so in case Asha has any further uh, issues. Um, and More grumbling. And uh, <laughs> let's see. Ram, you can make me a dexterity check to finish getting across the ice with advantage because you've chosen a very productive method of getting across the ice. Um, right. Val, a straight dex check for you. And then a, a uh, then I want you to give me a strength saving throw directly after that. Dex or uh, acrobatics? Uh, you can give me an acrobatics check. That's fine. 22. 22, oh you make it to the end, zero issues, and you kind of turn around looking at them and just wondering why it's taking them so long to get across the ice. So he, my... He's just laughing, having a good time. <laughs> my, <laughs> my dexterity is four. He said my, my strength saving? Yep. 13. 13, okay. So you haven't managed to crack the ice to the point that you're going to break through it. Like, you are managing your crawl forward enough that you're paying enough attention that you're not, like, accidentally smashing through the ice. Um, it's real slow going, though, girl. Like, you've, you're getting to the point, like, as you, like, crawl forward, like, your hands are starting to get wet from the ice and everything, and it's, a uh, it's an unpleasant experience as you start, your clothes start to get wet from the ice. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I just want off the ice. Um, <laughs> uh, Asha, would you like to give me a, a, another uh, dexterity check, please? I also want to mention I am going the opposite way that <laughs> Val went. Like I'm not around. Fo- and, yeah, no, no, no. I am not following in her uh, cracky footsteps. So yeah, Ram went on the like the left side of the sword, and then Val is on the right, and everybody else is following through the left. Like no, Ram, Ram shouts, "Try skating! It's fun!" <laughs> uh, and what was I? What was I rolling uh, for? Dexterity you? check. Okay. Finally, we got a 12, so. 12, all right, you're making progress. You're getting really cold. Mm-hmm. Um, your clothes are starting to get wet, especially when they're making contact with the ice, but uh, you start, you know, you're starting to make good progress and you're not breaking anything in the process. So there Right, there's no face planting occurring exactly. as we go forward, so. Yes. Um, Jazara, she is going to take the advice and she is going to try and uh, hesitantly do a little skate forward and see how that goes. Um, <laughs> She, an acrobatic stick, she gets a whole 11. It's not very far. Um, like, she does a little a little scoot forward. It moves her about five feet. And, like, she has to, like, stop to catch her balance. She's just like, okay. Okay, I can I can figure this out. That's fine. He goes, that's the spirit. <laughs> Come on. And she'll, like, she'll keep going a little further. And she gets a little further each time that she does it. And eventually, all three of you make it to this other side of where this... Uh, this pathway is. Eventually. 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 I just, it finally clicked in my head who, like, the way you portray and sound like Ram, it reminds me of Turniphead from Howl's Moving Castle, just the little. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, so. <laughs> oh, God. So, but, uh, 
Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> there will be research done now. Mm-hmm. Turn the bed. So you guys have made it onto this uh, stone pathway, and in front of you is another very large door surrounded in a bunch of ice. There's blue crystals like everywhere that are glowing, and they kind of like pulse as they glow. Um, and as you approach this very large door, it is. Um, you guys can all give me a perception check, please. Six. Fourteen. Two. Well, it's good that um, Asha got the uh, highest, because Asha, as you look at this giant door, which looks very much like the one that uh, you guys originally came through to get into like the Crystal Catcher building that had appeared in all of the ice. The um, key. In, the, in the very center of this door is a keyhole. It looks about the right size for that key that you had. And then there's some fi- fishing around in my bag noise. It's a good thing I'm... my dad gave you, the, gave you the key and not me. You know it. <laughs> and I march right up to that door and I say, please take me home. Please take me home. Please take me home! <laughs> and uh, as you go to like turn the turn the lock, uh, Jazar says, we haven't found Ethro yet. At this point, I don't care. I don't want to be a gumdrop. Fair. Yeah, how, how, how is our gumdrop situation? Like, we had... Um, all I had a cookie knife yeah. before. Yeah. How's, how, is, how is the rest of my situation? All of your shoes are now uh, covered in gumdrop pieces. This is not okay. <laughs> I don't want to eat my shoe, Jazz. I just want to go home. Fair enough. <laughs> you don't have to eat your shoes. They'll turn back to shoes when they're in your stomach. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that. Fair. There is, there's that, yeah. And is and like, I don't think even if it stayed as, like, food, I would eat it. Anyway, yeah. my, like, my feet have been in it, and that's kind of weird. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Asha, do you want to turn this, because the middle of the door where you put the key has a, a giant, kind of like a wheel situation to turn mm-hmm. it. I, I, I do have the key in the lock, but it is, mm-hmm. I have not turned it, and I just take a deep sigh, because ultimately, I'm over it. However, I, I'm, I am evaluating what if he doesn't come home? And how? What is this? What is the probability that he has also come this way and has already beat us there? <laughs> All right. Um, do you open the door, guys? I'm gonna put this to a vote. Open the door. We've come too far to, to turn back now. And so, do I go home, or do, like, do I make this a full circle moment, or do I have to go find him? Jazara's going open to, the door. Jazara's gonna say. This is the only path we've really been able to find. I don't know if that door leads home, but it at the very least leads forward. If it leads home, we don't have to go through it necessarily. We at least have to find out what's on the other side of it. Okay, I can live with that. All right, so I'm going to give it a big old crank. <laughs> and there's a lot of like sounds of like gears turning and shifting and uh, the door rumbles and it slowly moves itself forward once it's unlocked and this giant uh, set of doors opens and you are uh, in front of you is unfortunately for Asha not home instead (laughs) is a giant room filled with gigantic toys there's a rocking horse on one side. There's a doll with a head that's thrown to the side on another. A wooden, a gigantic wooden train off to your right. 
And then what looks like a, uh, a reindeer is grazing off to the side on the left. And sitting in a giant throne in the center of the room is the <laughs> It's the Grinch! Is a creature that actually from uh, looks at you and uh, uh, says... I see you've made it this far through my fun little toy land. Ah. Fun? Fun! You're not having fun? And he reaches over, he has this giant candy cane, and he reaches over and he uses it to tap on a cage next to him in which you see Ethro is sitting in. And he says, I've been having a great deal of fun. And he keeps banging the giant candy cane on the cage with Ethro <laughs> in it. And Ethro is awake and he's looking at all of you and he looks, he's very old. Ethro is extremely old. And How much of a gumdrop is he? Good question. Um, he, his clothes are all different colors of, um, of just kind of like uh, candy cane stripes and like cookie pieces and stuff like that. And his hair looks a little cotton candy-y, but the rest of him looks uh, still uh, gnomish. Okay. And, uh, so he- Ethro, I hope you know that my father and I are gonna want to have a word with you when we get back. If we and get back, he just—he's just kind of leaning against the bars of the cage, and he doesn't really say anything. He just kind of like flinches every time the uh, creature bangs a candy cane against the cage. The <laughs> creature's going to stand up out of his uh, throne made of ice, and he says, I am the master of this land, and they call me the Grunch. Because <laughs> Grunch is copyrighted, so. <laughs> the Grunch. Welcome. Well, congratulations to you, Mr. Grunch, for being the ruler of this realm. You're, this is not my realm. You're not my ruler. I would like to go home. Well then, let's change that, shall we? Before you know it, you'll be another one of the citizens in my delightful land of candy and toys. And he clicks his fingers, and all four of the creatures, or like the toys and the reindeer that was uh, around you, shift and start to shake and move and come to life. And all of you can roll for initiative. Ten. Seven. <laughs> uh, eleven. Eleven. Seven, ten, eleven. Sorry, I was like, plus four, I'm like, wait. <laughs> My charisma. <laughs> Everybody's got their initiative. Um, so, this creature, this giant green uh, looking creature, um, which, by looking at it, you can tell it's some kind of, like, an archfey creature. Um, and it stands very, very tall, and it's very uh, thin. It's wearing this uh, red and white coat and this red and white hat on top of it. And as you look at it, you notice, like, part of the white on the hat. It looks like it has uh, very old dried blood on it, and so does parts of the white coat. It's also torn in certain places. Um, can I just they- mention that the Grange looks like if the Grinch and Prince John had a um, had a baby, oh, that's horrifying. That's real horrifying to think about. Uh-huh. Jesus. Okay. He's kind of like a, a Grinch Krampus thing going yeah, on here. Yeah, like a, a Grinch Krampus nightmare combination between the two. Yeah, um, it, it looks like the Grinch is like some kind of demon creature. 
Um, it has very long, kind of like uh, spindly fingers where like the green fuzz on his hands kind of comes up off of the fingers quite a bit. And uh, as he holds his arms out as his creatures like come to life. And he says, you're in my kingdom now, dears. And I hope for not long. <laughs> and uh. um, that was his uh, layer action for the turn was to bring these creatures to life um, because that took two layer actions for him to do. I will be sending Ani a photo of what the the deer looks like now, um, and this, my my lovely, is the inspiration for all of this. <laughs> it is a okay. I need where deer that is in the. Forest. I need to know what pit of hell this emerged from. <laughs> Peep is red. No, that's Rudolph on steroids. It's I, Rudolph no, with like I got... a jacked dude human body and just like this Rudolph deer head. This and... is what Jacob Black wished he could be. Oh, and he's holding just this gigantic hammer. So this deer that looked pretty normal up until that point stands on its hind legs and pulls out his hammer. And uh, his nose is just flashing red as he does it. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And uh, in, in a truly horrifying manner um, that horrifies you for different reasons than, you know, like the toy and the train come to life. So, mm-hmm. um, so that is uh, the layer action for that. Um, right off the top is actually two of these, uh, these toys. So um, <clears throat> the train and the doll get to go first. Can I and... speak? Yeah, of course. As my tell them. Foul creature, I must warn you, you will not be able to defeat us. He says, wringing his hands and smiling. <laughs> and uh, the, the grunts, if, you, the grunts, if you would like uh, to surrender, now is the time and you may yet see the end of this day. God. <laughs> the grunge smiles and says, you will make an excellent addition to my toy collection. And uh, he yells at his creatures. He's like, attack them. Bring them to me. I need new things to play with. And uh, the train, you hear like this little choo-choo noise and like little puffs of smoke come out of it. And um, now the way you guys are standing is in the doorway. And uh, did you guys have a preference of how far into the room you'd stepped or what order, like in a line? Uh, Uh, Not yet. I have a question though. Is the train and the rocking horse made of wood? Yes, both are made of wood. Uh, I guess I'll just step forward a bit and say, So this battle you have chosen, just remember this. Realm and death must mean the same to you. (laughs) (laughs) Val's going to walk towards the train and just hope she can set it on fire. Okay, so I'll put you a little Mm -hmm. further into the room. Jazara is going to kind of stand off to the side a little bit. Um, Asha, do you want to just stay in the doorway? Do you want to move? I guess I'll stay there. I'm I'm trying to get something out of my bag. Yeah. Okay. That has um, not turned to cookie. That has not turned to cookie. So the, um, the smile is still there, but it is more sinister than you have seen. Yeah. All right. That works. He is ready for this. And uh, the toys, two of the toys are at the top of the initiative order. So the train, like, kind of, like, powers up, and it's going to try and make a slam attack against um, Jazara. Use this dice. And, yeah, that's going to hit. Jazara hits Jazara four. 
seven whole points of damage to And as this train just barrels forward at like full speed, it just hits her and knocks her like back five feet. And uh, uh, before the train like backs up and it looks like it's it's gearing itself up to do it again. Um, the doll without the head, you see like this stitching and string come out attached to the head. Pull oh itself laboredly up onto the shoulders. The doll sits up and uh, it looks over and it's going to point at Valkaria. And Valkaria, you need to make me a dexterity saving throw, please. Twelve. Twelve. Um, you do not succeed. It shoots out these uh, the string at you, and it wraps itself around you, and you are now grappled by this creature, meaning you your movement is now zero. Um, and son of a bitch, strings! What is this bullshit? And uh, from there, it is uh, Realm. It's your turn. Uh, okay. I am going to open by uh, <laughs> uh, aiming my crossbow at the Grotch okay. <laughs> and firing directly for him. All right, go ahead and roll me an attack for that. <laughs> and that is a nat one. <laughs> nat one, you, um, oh. despite like the bravado that is being put forth. Mm-hmm. That's a terrifying, like, demon creature of some sort, and uh, your uh, crossbow bolt just sticks right into the uh, throne beside him. And Rom says, that was a warning shot. (laughs) I mentioned it. I mentioned it. Okay, and then after that, uh, I guess he's going to advance towards the garage. Okay. How far do you want to get? There's some stairs leading up to him. Do you want to go all the way up the stairs or somewhere in between? Uh, yeah, go up the stairs. Okay. I will say you can tell um, that the rocking horse um, doesn't look like it could make it up stairs, so it's probably a good idea to make it onto the stairs so that it could not, like, uh, attack you because it was one of the things that was closest to you. Alrighty. Um, Okay, so anything else you'd like to do on your turn? I could use my bonus action to do something. If I dashed, I would be right up in his face for the next turn. I don't know if that'd be smart to do, though. True. He does look very powerful, but that's up to you either way. There are these Mm. two giant trees that are uh, on top of the platform, along with these uh, holly bushes that are on each side as well. And... Mm. uh, um, you, those are opportunities if you'd like to try and hide behind any of it. They're big enough for you to do so. I might try that. Okay. <laughs> Except uh, my my bonus action only allows me to dash. Okay. Um, so That's if I dashed, I wouldn't be able to hide it, I think. Yeah, you can only use your bonus action to do uh, one of those things. But on your next turn, you could uh, try and hide from him if you wanted to. Because you have uh, think... movement to get behind him. Or you could just... Um, I think I'll stay here on the the stairs for now. Okay, that's cool. Um, Next up is Asha. Asha has had full enough of this. (laughs) So she's going to run forward um, with her whip out and slash at the doll. Okay, alright. So go ahead and make me an attack roll for that. (laughs) Six. A six in total. You 
like uh, take your whip and you go to lash out at the doll, but it surprisingly fast for something that is a giant thing made of cotton. Mm-hmm. And uh, your whip like kind of like sticks off to the side of it. Um, did you want to move at all or do anything else? Um, yeah, um, I guess I'll run up on the stairs by uh, Realm. Okay, you still have your um, bonus action as well, too, so don't forget that. Okay. And uh, I'll put you on the lower part of the stairs. You're up probably about two or three steps. So could I do a spell, or is that You have two bonus action spells that you could do. Um, You have, uh, I believe, Healing Word and Shield of Faith. So you could cast either one of those if you wanted to. Hmm. Or you could just hang on to them and wait um, until uh, you use your spell slots or something else. I think I'm going to... Can I use a cantrip at this point or no? You only have a bonus action left and none of your cantrips that you have are bonus. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Then I think I will also hold at this point. Okay. You don't want to shield Uh me? (laughs) You don't want to shield Jazz from being hit by the train again? Uh, you know what? Yeah, I'll, never mind. I take that back. I will, okay. I will shield Jazz from this stupid train jazz. from hell. Yeah. Sure. All right. So Jazara's uh, AC goes up to sixteen. Alrighty. Um, and at that time, it is now the Gronch's turn. Uh, the Gronch is going to look at all of you, and he's like, you know, you're starting get a little bit on my nerves and took you long enough do you say that out loud as she's wrapped up in doll string (laughs) (laughs) can I mutter it so like jazz can hear me but he can't did you mutter it is the question yes Okay. Um, but an undercommon Oh, he understands. Or infernal, whatever. All of it? Yeah, all of it. Okay, fine. Remember, all his paperwork just turns into whatever <sighs> language. He, he got it. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to take a... Uh, he's not even going to bother to take a step forward. From where he's at, he has a, a, a bag beside him, and he takes out this uh, wrapped gift, and he's going to throw it, um, let's say, at uh, Realm. He's going to throw a gift at you, and he's <laughs> going to try and hit you with it. Okay. Merry uh, fucking Christmas. It rolled very low, though, so it's only an 11 to hit you, so it misses. So, like, you go and you duck, and this gigantic gift just slams into the stairs on the other side of you as it sails over your head and tumbles down the stairs. Rad. And, yeah, it makes a very loud thump noise when it does, too. And you're like, oh, that would have hurt. <laughs> and uh, Guys, he... Does anything, like, spill out of it or something? Uh, that would know what's in it, or just... It's, uh, yeah, what spills out of it is a bunch of coal. Oh, great. (laughs) And uh, that's his first attack. He's going to try again, this time throwing something at Asha, and he does hit you, dear, with an 18. Hey! And uh, he's going to slam you with this this gigantic gift box for uh, four points of damage, dear, and it knocks into you, and it, like, spills open, and there's coal just scattering all over the... uh, all over the stairs. And uh, he goes, which one of you wants to be one of my toys first? <laughs> and uh, at that, it is Jazara's turn. She's like, you know what? I'm getting real sick of this shit. 
Oh, you pissed off Jazz. So Jazara is going to turn at the Gronch and she's going to cast Hunter's Mark on him. And uh, and she's like, you know what? It, it's it's time to do this for real. And uh, so she casts Hunter's Mark and then she's going to pull a bow and she's going to fire at him. And for a... Yeah, she gets 17 to hit him, which hits... Yep. And uh, so that is one eight plus one eight. For eleven points of damage on her first hit. How bad was that? No, it it was closed. It just crunched. It's fine. And uh, she's going to take another attack at him. And for a sixteen, which just hits for that one. And she does another ten points of damage for that one. <laughs> So Jazara like takes two arrows. She ignores the train. She ignores the, the doll and Falcaria all wrapped up, and she just she points uh, her finger at him, and you notice that this mark appears on the Gronch's forehead, and she fires two arrows uh, simultaneously that just thonk directly into him, um, one at each shoulder. Okay. And she go a, Jazz. Go. She does a fair amount of damage, and she's going to start marching up the stairs. No, she's like, I'm not walking. She's just fully marching up those stairs at that point. And she's going to look at, uh, she's going to duck under the strings that are holding Valkaria. She goes and she says, Valkaria, it's time you do something violent. I thought you'd never ask, Jaws. And it is your turn. Unleash Valkaria. Tell her, sit this one out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what can I do? That's violent. And there's a lot of burnable shit in here. A lot of burnable shit in here. All right. Um, Just remember if you burn the doll, you are tied up by it. <laughs> semantics. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I am resistant to fire, so. Resistant, not impervious. Mm. Again, semantics. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I do burning hands because I we, I asked this before that I can you know channel it through my staff yeah but can I <laughs> channel it through both of my hands like in different directions no no okay so just one direction can I do two spells at the same time you can do a leveled spell and then you um, if you have a bonus action spell that's a cantrip you could do that or the other way around so one of your spells has to be a uh, cantrip and a bonus action. Doesn't necessarily have to be a cantrip that's a bonus action. Could be leveled spell that's a bonus action. But. So how would I do this? If I want to throw burning hands towards the doll and ice knife towards, I don't know. You can, Those are both leveled spells. Sorry, so you um, was it chill touch? I have to touch something to do that, don't I? You don't have bonus action spells, my dear. Motherfucker, all right. So I'm just, I'm throwing burning hands at, the, at this doll. Um, one thing that you do have, though, is you have sorcery points, and as a bonus action, you can convert your sorcery points to give you back a spell slot that you've used. So, oh. like, if you start to run out of spell slots, um, you can use a bonus action to convert them to get one back. So, that's something you have to do, like, right now, but is, as you start to run out of spells. Okay. Just something to keep in mind. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna burning hands this stupid doll. The doll? Okay. Um, so I will... Let's see. I will roll a dex check for this 
don't. It rolls a whole 11, so it does fail. So go ahead and roll me a 3d6, please. Eight. Eight, okay. You, um, now are you aiming directly at the doll itself, or do you want to try, as you put your hands out, are you aiming to also get the strings that are attaching you to it at the same time? All of it. All of it? Okay, so you, as you put your hands out and, um, in front of you, and, uh, did you want to channel it through your staff or your hands themselves? Well, There's not much of a difference, just thematic purposes. My hands. Your hands? So you reach your hands up and you grab a hold of the strings, and you burst them into flames, and the fire just, like, shoots across the string and hits this doll like right in the face and it's like sh like shutters backwards and the strings that are holding you just collapse and burn away and a significant amount of this doll is is burning um and uh, it's not gone like it's not dead but you have done significant damage to it perfect and can i move uh you do have your movement back yes uh uh i don't want to i also want to get up on the steps Okay. You can tell that it's a safer place to be because the train would have a really hard time trying uh -huh. to get up the stairs, and then the rocking horse can't get up the stairs either. It still leaves, like, the any ranged attacks that these mm -hmm. things do, and the doll and the uh, weird buff reindeer dude, but uh, it is it does help protect you from at least two of them. And does get you closer to the garage, though. So, uh, put you right about... You want to go over there? Yeah, sure. Okay. Alrighty, and at that point, it is the rocking horse and the uh, buff reindeer's turn. And uh, the uh, rocking horse is going to move forward a little bit towards the stairs, but there's, you see it like kind of like rear up and like down, but it can't, it can't go forward up the stairs. It has no ability to get up these stairs. Um, so it just kind of like neighs at you angrily. Can now, we name the buff reindeer Jacob Red? Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> this, uh, Jacob Red, uh, however, is bipedal and doesn't fully has the capability of walking up the stairs. And he's going to walk up to right between you and Asha, and he's going to start by taking a swing at you, Valkaria, um, for a 11 to hit. And which does just hit you because your armor class is an 11. Um, so he's going to hit you for, oh, he, I rolled a one though. So it's only two whole points of damage. So he takes this giant hammer that he has and he smacks you with it. And uh, Ow! you're slightly distracted by the fact that there's a very strange looking bipedal buff reindeer in front of you. And it kind of distracts you as he, as he uh, hits you. And uh, uh, he just—he doesn't say anything at you, but his nose glows brighter as he does, <laughs> and uh, uh, and he—he's just uncomfortably disturbing looking. In all honesty, there's everything about it just disturbs the hell out of you. So, um, all right, the rocking horse can't do anything. That was the reindeer's turn. Um, back at the top of the initiative order is the. Uh, technically it's a lair action the crunch and he's going to point at Asha no, and Asha you're going to make a wisdom saving throw for me 
Uh, wisdom is... Oh, well, there's that. Okay. Uh, 12. 12? Okay, you pass. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, points at you and you see um, around like his chair are these things of like gift wrapping paper and they start to shudder and rise up. But uh, as you shake off the magic, they collapse back down, and he angrily uh, kind of, like, growls at you, and he says... And he, says he angrily growls. He's like, clever girl. You will make a fine addition to my collection. <laughs> yeah, in, like, the most creepy possible way. Um, and, uh, it's... Misty. Yeah, pretty much. It's very creepy in all honesty. Um, it's, What'd you do? Yeah. Type creepy reindeer? Uh, that's from Adventure Time. Mm. Takes off the, the, the hooves and wiggles the fingers menacingly. And now it is the um, train and the doll's turn. The train just kind of like chugs up to the edges of the stairs and just is kind of like batting. And like it just keeps going back and forth and like hitting it. Uh, but it can't go up the stairs. The doll, on the other hand, is going to... Uh, is this bitch still on fire? It is still on fire, yeah. It's going to uh, reach over and try to make a swipe attack at Jazara, whose DC is currently 16. Uh, and with a 12, it does miss. Um, so it takes like this huge swipe at Jazara, who like uh, jumps back a bit to avoid it. And the doll is tall enough that, like, it can see over part of the stairs, so it's just kind of, like, reaching out over the stairs, trying to get at you guys. And a very Demon doll! Demon mm. doll. It's, like, missing one button eye, and the other one's kind of, like, half sewed in, and it's, like, head oh. keeps tilting back and Golly. forth because it's not fully sewed in there. It's also on fire. <laughs> it's also on fire. Like, one of its pigtails is, like, falling off because it's burned. Um, it's getting more and more pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, Realm's turn. Go for it. Okay, uh, with my normal walking speed, could I reach melee distance with him? The Gronch? Yes. yes okay. Can, uh, do you want to walk up there towards him? Uh, yeah. So I want to open by firing my crossbow. Okay. Again. Uh, and then I'm going to, to, okay, so first the crossbow. Don't fuck it. Uh, that's the one. Oh my god. <laughs> one. Okay, you fire the crossbow and uh, it just kind of like sticks into the side of uh, uh, his chair once again. Mm. And you've got a little line on his chair going so far. Mm-hmm. So clearly the crossbow isn't working, so now he's going to move into melee range. Okay. And he's going to attempt to stab him okay. with his sword. And I... <clears throat> so. Luckily his, his sword or his rapier isn't a cookie. Uh... It's not a cookie, right? Not yet. No, it's not. You're, uh, the only person who has a weapon that's fully turned into something is uh, Asha. Okay, so that's uh, 12. 12? Uh, 12 does not hit the Grange. He has a little bit of a higher armor class. Than that. Balls. Mm. All right. Um, <laughs> Try kicking him wrong. He, he, it stabs, it like digs in, but clearly doesn't do anything. And Raum looks up at it, smiling, and he goes, You have one last chance to surrender. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he will look at you and he says, And I say the same to you. <laughs> this boy. <coughs> uh, anything else and, you'd like to do? Uh, 
I think that's me done. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> Asha, your turn. Alright, so, again, still sick of it. So, she's going to, um, she's gonna launch Guiding Bolt at his ass, at the Grunch's ass. Go she's, for it. She has, so I just, okay, so I need to, what do I need to roll on that one? I for, I'm bad at this. So you're going to roll to hit, so go ahead and roll your d20 plus 5. 17. 17 hits. Okay. Um, you're going to roll four d6s. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, math almost almost caved me in there. 15. <laughs> 15. All right. All right, so you, um, Asha, you're holding your holy symbol and your... Uh, Holy symbol starts to glow, and you pull this light from your uh, from your holy symbol into your hand, and you point directly at the grunge, and this huge burst of light comes out of you, and it strikes directly in the center of the grunge, and it just the whole evilness of the creature like it lights up, and uh, it stumbles back, and it like it hits the uh, its little throne, and you've done a significant amount of damage to it. It is uh, still standing. But it turns its attention from uh, around onto you. And sure. it's like, oh, you're stronger than I expected, little toy. <laughs> this will be a lot more fun than I thought. Who <laughs> you calling a toy? Mm-hmm. Bitch, yeah, exactly. Who you calling a toy? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> so that has a bonus effect, right? Like, what is it? Does it make it easier to hit him now? Um, and the next attack roll uh, made against the target does have advantage yeah before uh anybody who attacks it the next person to attack it will have advantage on it um yep and uh now it is the grunge's turn and uh it is going to let's see it's going to look at uh, (coughs) it's going to look at uh realm and and uh, who's been annoying it a bit recently and it's going to take this giant uh, red sack that it has sitting next to its chair. And it's going to do, it's a massive sack that looks like it just has like all of these different boxes and like things in it. And it's going to swing it and uh, just uh, try and hit you with Santa's bag of gifts. So. Got it. <laughs> for a 14 to hit you? Uh, 15. 15. Alright, it takes this uh, thing and, and, and as it tries to hit you, you, you just like drop. <laughs> that shit swings directly in front of his face. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like... Barely manages to backstep. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it like you can feel the wind off of this thing as it goes right past you. And it's mm. so like heavy, it does kind of like spin the grunge a little bit. And uh, it's like, okay, let's try it again on the backward swing. And he's gonna try and swing it again. Oh, and he rolls an, a natural seven. No plus in the world is going to help with that. And uh, so he, he swings it backwards this time, but he doesn't compensate for the fact that you've now taken a step back and it still just fully misses you. And uh, he's starting to get a little irritated on that. On that. And uh, but It is a uh, zero-sum game between me and the Grinch. <laughs> Two of you going toe-to-toe and neither of you getting anywhere. So... <laughs> All right, uh, it's Jazara's turn, and uh, she's going to 
attack the Gronch, and she actually has advantage now because of uh, Asha. <coughs> and that's an 18 plus 7 definitely hits. So she hits for 14 points of damage from her. And uh, she's going to move a bit further up the stairs as she does so. So she's now at the top of the landing and out of reach of this doll creature. Um, which reminds me, um, did uh, either of you want to move? Like, Ashen, did you want to move uh, at all? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I want to get away from uh, <clears throat> Jacob Red. Okay. So you're going to move up the stairs a little bit here. And... Uh, I don't believe Jazara has any bonus spells. No, just Hunter's Mark. Okay. Um, so uh, that is uh, Jazara's turn. She kind of like steps up a little closer into that melee mix with uh, with the Gronch, kind of giving him more targets than just uh, the one, you know, just the one person. So um, at that, Val, that's you, girl. What you doing? Mm-hmm. So where is Jacob Red at this point? Uh, he's uh, on the steps directly behind you. Uh, can I turn around and throw ice knife at him? Sure. Mm-hmm. You can throw ice knife at him. <laughs> he's directly behind me. I really hope I don't miss. Yep, so you're going to roll so do D20 we. plus <laughs> 5. D20 plus 5. Yep. 19. 19, yeah. Uh, your ice knife hits him. You go ahead and roll me a D10. Which one's the D10? This one? Is it the one that looks like the round? It's 12. That, that, that is a D10, but there is there should be one with like the R numbers on it. I mean, you can roll that, just don't do the zero. Is the zero not the 10? There's a technically, there there's like two sets, and one of them is for the D100 oh, part of it, so. Okay, so that's yeah, the one yeah, I have. you're holding it. Okay. So is how many of these? One. One. Let's do that again. It hit her boobs, to be fair. <laughs> Six. And she had to, like, goalie it onto the table. <laughs> Boom. So Interference. You do, you do just straight six points of damage to him, and then you're going to roll me two D6, because when you throw the ice knife, it explodes, and everything within five feet of it uh, gets two D6 damage. Ten. Six, ten. All right. Um, so the ice knife just plants itself directly into Jacob Red's chest, and then when it explodes outward, um, it really just knocks this deer back off of the steps, and it falls backwards onto its back, and it just kind of sprawls out, and you have killed Jacob Red. And you've also done a significant amount of damage to the, uh, rocking horse as well. And, uh, which was kind of, like, up right there next mm-hmm. to it. Um, and, uh, so you mm-hmm. took out Jacob Red, and you've done a lot of damage to the rocking horse all at once. Um, and the the deer is just kind of, like, laying there. He still has, like, his hammer, but his tongue is just, like, fully out of his mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, all right. Uh, did you want to move at all? Yeah, I want to move forward towards the garage, because... Okay. I'm. I'm all like. We we already know that Val's had a bad day, but she's her and Asha at the same level of I'm. I'm over it. Yeah. Do you want to get closer than this? Like, do you want to be on like the other side of yeah. it? Maybe. 
Why not? All right. So you slip past your uh, companions as you move over, and you're a little closer to Ethro at this point too in the process. Um, and uh, as you move closer to him, um, next up is the toys. The train can't do anything from there. The doll is going to try and uh, wrap up Asha. Asha, go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw, please. Fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen? Fourteen. You pass. So it shoots these uh, string at you, and you turn around and you see it as it comes at you, and you, like, jump up on a step above you, and uh, the strings, like, impale into the stone on either side of you, but don't actually manage to, like, wrap around you. Well, that's brilliant. And now, if, if is the doll still on fire? Uh, it's not actively burning the way the tree was. The tree oh, just... Okay. The, the luck roll for the tree was just real bad, so... Okay, um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But uh, the doll is very burned and very hurt, but it is not on active fire. Okay, um, okay. Okay, and uh, uh, from there, we're back at the top of the initiative order, and uh, with the Gronch, who doesn't have much <clears throat> he can do for a lair action... Um, yeah, he doesn't have much in the way he can do for lair action with all of you this close without doing something to himself, too. Um, so it's going to be the, uh, it's not the deer's turn anymore because he's dead. It is the rocking horse's turn and it can't do anything because it can't get up the stairs. Um, and which brings us back down to, uh, Ram, that is your turn. You and the Grinch, Alrighty. man. Mono e mono. What you gonna do? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm going to take another stab at him with my rapier. All right. Literally, go. another stab. Mm. Go for it. Praying to God. Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, <laughs> that's not enough. It's uh, sorry. It's a nine again. Nine. Yeah, yeah, nine. You you take that swipe at him, and and you and he are just kind of like doing this, like almost like this dance back and forth as you try to hit each other, and the other one dodges out of the way, and then like he tries mm-hmm. to hit you, and you dodge out of the way, and uh, he's very focused on you now because you're really starting to piss him off. And, uh, <laughs> but neither of you, you're standing toe to toe with him, and and neither of you can manage to hit each other, so. So that is a point in your favor. Yeah, like, it is kind of impressive for the rest of you watching. It's just, like, standing that close to this demon arch bay creature that's, like, seven feet tall, and neither of them have managed to hit each other. It's like, they clash. And, uh, anything else you'd like to do? Um, I'm thinking, like, I could theoretically, like, disengage and go, like, backwards, but I, I think... This is working. I'm just gonna keep playing to this. Okay. Uh, hope it at least stays a zero. <laughs> okay. And let everybody else take pot shots at him while I, I keep his attention. All right. Um, I continue Ashley. to make baseless jeers at him despite the fact that I have done. <laughs> I have done nothing to him. Just taunt him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna. I guess. From where I'm standing, I'm definitely going to launch Sacred Flame at him. Okay. Right in the face. All right, so he has to make a dexterity for that. Uh, he, your dexterity, um, your DC, your spell DC is 13, and he makes 13 exactly. So you throw the fire at him, and uh, it just splashes against uh, his weird-looking red coat and doesn't do any damage. Damn. 
All right, that is... Uh, did you want to do anything else? Any movement or anything? Like I guess kind of move, like, behind route, like, a little more, like, to kind of fill in that gap. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, like, right here? Y yeah, exactly. Thank okay. you. Sure. All right. Um, that <laughs> is the Grouch's turn. And uh, he is going to uh, take his... Uh, one of his... Uh, gift boxes that he has, and he's going to fling one at Asha. Uh, that's a two. He misses you, dear. And uh, he's going to try the other one this time. He's getting kind of he's as he's going like toe to toe with Ram, and he's just like you know, just everyone's starting to piss him off. But this is pissing him off that he can't hit you, so he's mm. going to try to hit you again. That's a four. He <laughs> and like he takes this gift box up and he's just gonna try and like slam it directly on your head and it just slams directly in this, like the small space between the two of you and he just kind of looks at the ground where there's now a bunch of coal scattered everywhere and looks at you looks at the coal on the ground and he you can see him shift his focus to someone else. <laughs> He's just like, I don't know what kind of trickery this is. But and then he just like goes and like focuses over on someone else. He's just like, no. He's like, I don't know. What Never mind that this bullshit. Is. Like what kind of what kind of creation have you uh, instilled in front of me, thinking that perhaps maybe you're not even real, and that's why he can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ralph is a figment of all of our imaginations. <laughs> exactly. Um. It's just like, what kind of hallucination is this? And um, at that, that is uh, Jazara's turn, and Jazara is going to try and uh, hit him. And uh, actually, so she's going to try and hit him. Mm. Jazara misses. She only gets a, uh, a nine. So she fires an arrow and uh, he reaches up and he catches it just as it comes uh, at him. And uh, he turns and like he points the arrow and is now focused on Jazara. And uh, as she's just tried to shoot him. Uh, Val, that's you. Uh, really? Um, <laughs> since he's distracted by all of you, I kind of want to make my way over to where Ethro is. And see if I can get him out of this goddamn cage. Because the whole point of coming here was to get him back. Okay. Uh, so you're going to walk over. And now, I will say, if you step to the point of the door on uh, the cage, the Gronch will get an opportunity attack on you. Because you will be stepping How far the away am I from the, uh, the cage? About uh, 15 feet. But once you step, you are in hit the Gronch's main yeah. range of about five feet of him. Once you step out of that five feet, he will get the opportunity to try and attack you. Okay, um, can my mage hand fiddle with the lock? Um, you, your mage hand, uh, can see, like, it could, like, pull on it or something, but you, there's no way for it to open it. You don't have thieves' tools or anything. Okay. Um, because you do see, like, it is, like, a key style <clears throat> lock. Okay, and... He doesn't have the fine mode. Right. <laughs> We're not that advanced yet. Um, I can't build snowballs. I can't pick locks, so... Yeah. Um, if I was to use chill touch on the cage, would it be able to break the cage? You like, shatter it? 
You, uh, you can't shatter the whole cage because it's no, like just the lock or something. Just like you can try. Yeah, you can okay. roll an attack to see if you can hit it. Um, so yeah. if you're gonna do chill touch, uh, your D twenty plus five. Eight. <laughs> Eight. No. You try and like uh, hit the lock, but the lock is uh, fairly small and it's about fifteen feet from you. And you go to take a swipe at it, and you miss, and you hit some of the bars. You do frost some of the bars, but it doesn't seem to do anything. So, um, all right. Anything else you'd like to do? Can I go around the tree? No, if you step back away from him at all, he will get an opportunity attack. You can take the chance because he still has to roll to hit you, but uh, you can't take a step away from him. You can go around him, uh, but you cannot step any further away from him. (laughs) All right, I'm going to just get closer to the cage. All right, you going to take that opportunity attack? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. And you want to get, like, right up on the cage? Hi. All right, he's going to take a swipe at you. Yeah, that's a 15 to hit you, girl. So he's going to swipe at you for three points of damage. All right. Uh, Anything else you'd like to do? No, I'm hurting. All right. Um, And I'm yelling at Ethro. Okay, what are you yelling at him? I'm just yelling obscenities at him that I'm like, I, you're the reason I'm here, and I'm hurting. Uh, he's leaning against the cages, and he's just more or less out of it, and he doesn't really seem like he's registering much of anything. Um, he's a cookie. He he's a cookie. <laughs> so he, he's just kind of slumped against the bars, and he doesn't seem to be registering anything. Um, it just pisses Val off more. It's the toy's turn. The doll is going to try and wrap up Asha again. For a uh, 12, and it misses, uh, yep, misses Asha. Um, and the uh, train is just sitting there, just slowly booting against the uh, the stairs, not making any progress. Boop, 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 boop. Is that all your AC? Hmm? 13? Or is that yeah. like your base? That was my base. I'm at <clears throat> 15. Okay, I was going to say, it's kind of low. Am I still at 11? <laughs> yes, sweetie. Yeah. So, you have terrible AC. You're a sorceress. You're not supposed to have great AC. I mean, I'm squishy. So, um, okay. And, uh, so you that's thought gonna she was be... just going to walk by him. <laughs> Got pancaked. <laughs> Got pancaked. The uh, other toys can't do anything either because the uh, deer is dead and the rocking horse can't get up on you. Um, the That brings us around to uh, Realm. It's your turn. Once again... <laughs> Mono a mono, making no progress against <laughs> Stalemate. Come on, baby. Oh, that might be it. Uh, four, 17. 17 hits. All right. All righty. After hitting Ani, that gave him the opening he needed. <laughs> and he yeah. finally scores a hit. Yeah, the Grunch is turned after having slapped uh, at Valkaria. And mm-hmm. it has part of his back to you. Right. Rom's sense of duty has kicked in. Must protect the air. Uh, what kind of damage did you do? Uh, let's see. So I think my sneak attack also applies here. Yeah. Um, so you attack the Gronch for uh, 16 points of damage, and it mm. staggers forward, and it kind of like puts a uh, hand on the on his throne. He's not doing too great. He looks pretty bad. He looks pretty mm. pretty fucked up at this point, but he's still standing, and he's starting uh, just to kind of like uh, 
realize that you guys are far more powerful than he was expecting. He was really just expecting just to, you know, mow you guys over with his army of your toys. And uh, you're doing much more damage to him than he expected. Mm-hmm. Well, Jacob Wright is dead, so. And then for my next trick, uh, I'm going to my step backwards trick. some, uh-huh. okay. like out towards that tree, and okay. I can do that because uh, uh, I have fancy footwork. <laughs> fancy footwork. It means okay. if I land a melee attack, uh, I don't take opportunity attacks for a their turn. Great. Um, where exactly uh, did you want to go? Just back further? Yeah, just uh, kind of like away. And then I'm going to shoot him with the crossbow as my bonus action. Okay, go for it. Twelve. Twelve, unfortunately, does not hit. And you have another crossbow bolt <laughs> in this line that you are making on his throat. <laughs> mm-hmm. right, Would have been uh, so cool if it worked. Make <laughs> we were warm, you're you're low-key okay. just trying to damage everything he has. Just to piss him off some more. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright. Uh, Asha, that's your turn. Uh, I am going to try again with the Sacred Flame. So, I'm going to whip that at him. Alrighty. Um, He's going to make a dexterity. Don't you have a sickle? Yeah, but I'd have to get really close there. Okay. Uh, He rolls a whole seven, so you can go ahead and... uh, So you do hit him, so go ahead and roll your uh, 1d8. Three. Three? Hmm. Alright, so you throw another bout of uh, holy fire at him, and uh, it catches the end of his little hat on fire as uh, it starts to singe his hat. And uh, anything else you'd like to do, my dear? Um, if you have see. any spell slots left, you can do a bonus action, like a regular spell, if you want. Sure, let's do... I think I have one spell slot left. Um... You have uh, Healing Word as your pretty much your free spell slot if you wanted to heal anybody. So, Who's got the lowest HP? I'm at nine. Uh, I haven't taken any damage. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, Jazz, uh, how you at, doing? She's at 14 out of 25. So she's in the mid-range for her. We'll, we'll help Squishy. Okay. Help the Squishy. Um, what is she... she's what is the word that you shout at her for healing word? Bitch! Oh, um. That's fine. This glowing word in infernal or uh, in well, yeah, you know what? It's going at uh, Valkaria, so it'll be an infernal appears in uh, this bright flame, and it just says "bitch" in infernal, and it flings itself at her. And Val, you oddly feel a little uh, a little healed and a little better for hearing that. So. <laughs> Um. <laughs> My healing herd is bitch. <laughs> bitch. Thank you, bitch. Uh, you, bitch. So roll a uh, d4 plus three. Six. Six. Uh, Val, she heals you for six points. Squishy is fixed. All right. And Asha, did you want to move at all? You are just out. You and Jazara are just outside of melee range. So if you move, as long as you stay, you don't get any closer to him, um, you won't take any opportunity attacks. Sure. Can I do a little crab walk to the left then? Sure. You want to be like on the other side of this tree, maybe? Uh, not. 
over here. Yeah, I guess next to Realm somewhere. I don't care if it's to his right or his left. Somewhere like about, that, yeah. How about right over there? So sure. Close to the stairs, but uh, not blocking uh, Realm's way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Uh, that brings us back to the ground just turn. And uh, he's going to take his one of his gift bags and, or gift boxes, and he's going to fling one at um, Valkaria. Because he's just kind of tired of, of Realm and trying to hit him at this point. He's like, nope, <laughs> no. nope, I'm not going to do that. That is uh, an 18 to hit you, my dear. So he is going to hit you. And uh, he does four points of damage to you. Son of a bitch, stop hitting me! So it's a good thing that she healed you, So, because that would not have been good for you. Um, and then he's, he's going to throw the other one at Jazara. Yeah, for 19 to hit, so he's going to hit Jazara as well uh, for three points of damage to Jazara. Alrighty. Um, so, uh, you both get, like, pelted with these gift boxes and coal, like, spills everywhere. And, uh, uh, that is... He's not gonna move, because he won't abandon his throne, so... And, uh, yeah. So, then we're back at, uh, Jazara, who's going to try and, uh, hit Zagrunch. Yep, barely. She gets a 14. She, uh, she hits him for 12 full points of damage. Which really just seems to uh, rock him. He's he looks like he is barely keeping it together. Like he does not look like he's doing great. So um, she's not going to move anywhere. She doesn't want to go anywhere because she's actually what she is going to do. She's going to try and step on the other side of this bush so that the uh, doll loses direct eyesight with her, so it can't launch the uh, strings at her anymore. Alrighty, uh, that brings us around to Val. What you doing, girl? Uh, I want to use Chill Touch, like direct contact with my hand to the lock and just hopefully crush it. Okay, you're gonna roll me an attack roll plus five. Thirteen. Thirteen, you hit the lock um, and uh, roll me your damage for that, which should be 1d8. Six. Six? All right. So you, the lock starts to uh, frost and crack a bit. It hasn't fully broken off, but you've done significant damage to this lock. And uh, anything else you'd like to do? I mean, I figured... I, I just used up all my actions, didn't I? Yeah, you have no bonus actions. You can move yeah. if you want to, but... No. The, the next time you level up, you need to uh, look at those bonus action spells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, all right, so it's uh, back around at the top of the order. Um, the You guys are all out of range of the doll, so it can't uh, do anything to you. So it is going to... Like, it's pretty damaged, and so it's going to make a slow, lumbering way of trying to make it around to the stairs. And it probably makes it up about two stairs, but it it's only has half movement, just because of the fact that... It's, um, you've burned off most of one of its legs. So. Okay. Can I actually move Val to the right of the cage? Yeah. Like, away from the grunge? Sure. Like, over here? Yeah. Maybe between yeah. closer? Mm-hmm. Uh, to, taking a little bit of cover, maybe, from the tree? Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you get partial cover from that. Um, and, uh, all right. 
we are the other toys are either dead or they can't do anything and uh we're back with Brown. it's you and the grinch mm-hmm. mono and mono pretty fucked up <laughs> okay so if i move back in to hit him with the rapier will i take an opportunity attack uh no not not when you move in it's just when you move out okay so uh in that case i'm going to fire my crossbow because that's been working so well (laughs) Uh, 18 18 hits that's before bonuses even all right so finally my goodness And that is a seven. Okay, seven points of damage. Mm. Oh, he is hanging on by a thread. And then he is going to step forward again. Okay. And stab him with a sneak attack. All right, go for it. (laughs) Uh, uh, 17. 17 hits. Alrighty. So you go... Bop. Bop. And plus four. Twelve damage. How would you like to do this? <laughs> <laughs> through the eyes, through the heart. What do you want to do? In the nuts. Through the groin. Yeah. <laughs> You've gone Up just toe to toe with this creature. <laughs> <laughs> You've just uh, gone toe-to-toe with this creature round after round, and it, it, it sees you coming, and it just, instead of really just trying to, like, get any power back, it just looks at you, and it knows in this moment it is lost. <laughs> and it kind of, like, leans back against the uh, the throne. And How he kind of wonders if, he, if you were faking this whole time. <laughs> he wonders slightly how a hallucination has managed to beat him so thoroughly. <laughs> How, how would you uh, like to uh, finish him? So he's like sitting back in his throne? Yeah. He wants to <laughs> die with the dignity of sitting on his own throne. Melee jump into... Realm... Uh, like gets into the position and then does a full like full body thrust right through <laughs> his heart. Alright. And re- repeats himself. Remember... Realm and death must mean the same to you. (laughs) And he looks at you and he gives this sinister, really creepy chuckle as you see the glowing light in his eyes fade out and he just slumps back in the chair. And the moment that that he slumps back and the light fades from his eyes, the other two toys that were still alive, they have three toys that were still alive, just collapse down to the ground, unmoving. And you are out of initiative. Yes. High five. Thank the gods. <laughs> Very good job, you guys. Yay! And he never got hurt during that whole thing. <laughs> That's pretty cool, right? It was a lot of really shitty rolls, just like back and forth and back and forth, just like fours and twos, and it's just like, my god. Um, all right. Uh, you guys do still have a very trapped uh, gnome in a cage. And I'm going to assume Val, maybe you take your core staff and just start beating Yeah, Val has, now that she's you know, mostly fractured the lock, she's just mm-hmm. beating it with her staff until it breaks. Kicking. All right. 
I was gonna um, say Rob's gonna like fix the the hair, <laughs> fix the cap, which no, is now probably you. mostly gingerbread by now. Yeah, while while he's doing that, all uh, you hear in the back is clang, 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 clang. And then and he's gonna walk over walk. and kick the lock. Asha or, has pulled the vampire. Unless she's already broken. <laughs> Just coddling it like I'm ready to go home now. Just, yeah, Jazara's going to go over and help Val like pull uh, Ethro like out of the uh, out of the cage and like going to help support him. And um, you can see that the only real thing that seems to have turned to uh, any kind of candy is his hair. For the most part, his whole outfit has been turned into like uh, candy and stuff like that. But it doesn't seem to have affected his skin quite yet. Um, you have to spend a full 24 hours in there before, uh, you turn to candy, uh, start, like your flesh starts to turn to candy. Damn, that's so, a really short time. <laughs> yeah. So, and, uh, so you guys start to, like, make your way down and, like, help him down. And, um, I don't know if Val is helping him uh, down the stairs, but Jazara is going to help this poor old man down the stairs. I, I say to him, Ethro, my good man, fear not, you are safe now. Can I go in... Huh? Go ahead. Can I go and investigate whatever that is up there? The on the path, left. On the on the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go ahead and go. And uh, you're gonna you can roll me either an investigation check if you want to look at it before you open it, or you can just throw it open. I'm just gonna throw it open at this point. Okay. Uh, you throw it open, and um, inside of it is a bunch of uh, little uh, figurines mm-hmm. that uh, look like. Um, Actually, doesn't know what Santa Claus looks like, but it looks like Santa. And there's a little old lady who looks a lot like Santa, um, and some <laughs> some little uh, deer figurines as well. And and you've said the magic words, and Asha no longer cares, and she's going to kick that shit as hard as she can. And kick! So- the bag like falls over, and as soon as it falls over, these little figurines tumble out onto the floor, and then they start to shimmer, and then they burst, and where once little figurines were is now. Of all of the figurines are now actual people. And Asha has inadvertently rescued the original ruler of this land by kicking the shit out of him. Uh, hi, sir. Bye, sir. Enjoy your kingdom. <laughs> this old man in a like it, who's not wearing a red coat because that's on the the grunge, uh, who was just wearing like this this white shirt but at least red pants and uh, black boots and his wife, uh, who's uh, sitting on the ground next to him, are just kind of looking around. It's just like, what, what happened? Where are we? What is this? And then they see the grunge dead, and uh, the old man gets up and he he walks over to you. He's like, you've done it, you've defeated him. Champions all, and uh, <laughs> as he does that, he makes like this, uh, like big bellied ho 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 laugh as he does, and uh, magic starts to build in him and then burst out, and you feel it like just kind of like pulse across the whole land as it sweeps past you, and uh, all of the candy uh, elements that you had been wearing and everything disappear. All oh, of the uh, elements to. Uh, um, you throw of that we're all candyfied disappear as well. Your outfits turn back to normal and everything. The uh, creepy toys and everything like that uh, shrink back down to their original size. The really buff, weird uh, deer person, Jacob Red, uh, turns back just into like this little red circle um, that just kind of like faintly pulses here and there. Um, oh, thank God it wasn't something. 
<laughs> it wasn't like a creature or anything. It's like I, I debated making it like a beaver, but I'm like, no, that's, that's too weird. It's a beaver. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it pulses across the land, and uh, there's the sinister, like, creepy feel that you've been feeling since you walked in this room fully dissipates. And uh, he looks at all of you, and he says, well, it's time for a... Let's take a little trip. It's and he snaps his fingers. All of you vanish and reappear smack dab in the middle in front of the toy factory, right in front of uh, the Grandma Gingerbread ja Dragon. And uh, Is she still a gingerbread, or is she now back to being bronze? Uh, she is uh, still, like, uh, partial. She's gingerbread, but, like, um, she seems happy to be gingerbread. Okay. She's been here for a very, very long time. Um, and you just think that maybe the uh, elements that... Uh, either were created directly by the Gronch of that like the toys got really creepy and weird or uh, the fact that anything that hadn't been there for more than 24 hours was able to be reverted back and uh, she sees this old man and she gets super excited mm. and uh, she kind of like kind of like runs more like one giant step forward yeah. over to all of you and uh, she's very excited she's like you did it and you freed you freed Santa you've saved everyone and you've given us back such a gift and uh, she wraps her tail around all of you <laughs> and uh, kind of like in this giant hug as she pulls you to her and uh, which lifts you off the ground, squishes you all together. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable and you're all very, very tight together. And uh, she kind of like shakes back and forth a little bit in her excitement. And like, cause with one paw, she's picked up Santa. The other paw, she's picked up Mrs. Claus. And in uh, like between her arms, she's picked up uh, <laughs> some of these deer that have been with her. <laughs> she's just shaking you all back and forth. And, uh, and Santa goes, uh, it's good to be back. Thank you all so, so much. And he's still held, like, in these claws. Like, he's just going to look at you from the side. He's like, thank you all so much for saving me. <laughs> Ram's uh, smile is bigger and more beaming than it's ever been. He's, he's chuckling. Mm -hmm. Good. And Jazara, who's just exhausted, but but glad this is over and is glad something very happy has, you know, resulted out of this. And she's like... I anytime, any anytime. It was a breeze, really. And she's like, she says that as like she's bleeding from parts of her. It's <laughs> like, yeah, any anytime. It's no big deal. It's just, it's just what we do. And uh, the grandma dragon, she like sets you down and everything, and she ushers all of you back into the sleigh, and you all pile in, exhausted and tired, and just ready to go home. And uh, Santa, and uh, his. Uh, his uh, wife pile in with you and uh, he, they hook up the other deer to the uh, front of the, the sleigh and the grandma dragon she flies solo offering Valkaria a ride on her back if she would like to ride on her back <laughs> oh hell yeah <laughs> and uh, everybody else I assume piles into the sleigh with Santa and uh -huh. uh, he guides you guys all back uh towards where you came into and uh, with, with the gingerbread dr grandma dragon like flying beside all of you and uh, the nice thing about flying is, is because uh, his reindeer are obviously magical and they fly, so they fly you back to the entrance that is a couple stories up. And uh, it wraps you all in a big hug before, um, as you get there. He yeets us mm -hmm. into the door. Thanks for saving us. Get out. It's like we, we detach in midair and go sailing <laughs> through the door, just like yeah. suspended in the air. <laughs> and uh, he snaps his fingers again as you like fly close to this door, and this giant like gift bag shows up. And uh, 
He says, as my deepest appreciation to all of you for all that you have done, uh, have a gift. And he gives each of you a gift. And, uh, and he says, <laughs> best of luck to all of you. Uh, I hope you don't ever have to come back. And it's like, he's saying this one, the sleigh is like fully, like, uh, still flying. And as you fly through there, uh, Mrs. Claus pats you all on the back and then shoves you off the sleigh. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, like, you guys land, like, tumbling head over heels just right through this doorway. And, uh, you hear as you, like, get flung through this. And, like, uh, Valkaria, for the record, the grandma dragon flies you by. She stretches her wing out, and you can slide straight through it and right in through the portal. I was going to say, does she and, get you to eat into? <laughs> and uh, she does, however, just as you're uh, uh, going through the portal, she flings something at you, and you catch it in your hand, and you look at it, and it's a uh, licorice sweater. That she knitted for you while she was waiting for you guys to come out. That was a question. But yeah. (laughs) So is that going to turn into something else when we get through the door? Well, you're going to find out. Okay. And uh, you all tumble and get thrown like right through this portal. And as you are, like you hear like a ho, ho, ho in the background. And the doorway that you uh, came through that was this portal slams shut behind you. The entire building shakes violently in the same way it did before when this ice, like, tower showed up. And you see, like, the pieces of ice that had come through, like, this room just shrink back into the ground. And uh, everything kind of levels out. And all of the snow and the ice and everything that was there before completely disappear. And what is left is this little um, snow globe on the ground that is, uh, the little glass on it is cracked open. And uh, that is in place of the portal door that you guys have been in. <laughs> okay. And, uh, it's at that point that you hear shouting from outside of the main door that you had been in. <laughs> um, and uh, Val, your father, comes rushing in. And he sees you, and he sees Ethro, and he sees everyone else. And uh, he's so thrilled to see you, he just goes and he wraps you in, like, this massive hug. <laughs> Glad to be back, Dad. Please stop setting me on these missions. <laughs> Like, but just, you do so well at them. And besides, just, practical I, experience is important. Okay, thanks. I just, can we just go now? I'm and, tired. And he says, of course, my dear. And he calls for medics to come and uh, help Ethro after he, your father does spend a moment to, like, talk to him and check on him and make sure he's okay. Um, I want to whisper to my dad before I, like, officially just, like, shuffle away going, please make sure he doesn't do shit like this again. And uh, he pats you on the shoulder. He's like, oh, don't worry. This will never happen again. Oh, good. <laughs> um, you guys each have gifts. And that uh, you were just given by mystical Santa Claus. And uh, I will uh, read them to you because they're stuff. Yay! So you're all like standing there with these boxes and everybody's like so excited to see that you're back and like this giant tower of ice is gone and just completely vanished. Uh, most of the damage that it left where it erupted out of the ground was, is gone too. Like it's all sealed over. The buildings are still damaged, but the ground has been like uh, sealed up, which uh, the crystal catchers deeply appreciate because they don't really know how to mend rock. Um, <laughs> but uh, Jazara's like holding this this like white and blue gift box and she's like, should we open them? Yes, open yes. them. <laughs> and so the four of you like come yes, and stand. 
stand together. Um, Jazara will open hers first, and she has what is called um, the something I did create called the Boots of Elements, and they are a pair of, uh, at the moment, they are a pair of white boots that come up to about knee high, um, and the bottoms of the boots will change based on what kind of environment that she's in. If oh, that's cool. In a tundra, for instance, they turn into snowshoes. If she's trying to climb like up a mountain, they uh, have spikes on the end of it. And if she crosses ice, they turn into ice skates. And uh, as she levels up and experiences new terrains, they will also change and evolve and learn with her. That's real cool. Um, who wants to open their gift next? Me. Val. Valkaria, yours... Um, I will. I also just imagine Val shredding <laughs> any packaging. Ha! Claws stick into it and just pretty much rip the packaging mm-hmm. in half. Um, you have what are called Gronch gloves, and you open these, and they look like the Gronch's hands. And uh, except for uh, like this green, what was green fur on him is now like a blue color. Um, and, uh, including, like, at the end of the gloves, it has, like, this little, uh... Is it fuzzy? Like, poof of little, the little fuzzy. So if you go, like, and do, like, that gr- uh, Grinch, like, hand-tapping thing, it looks very, very cool. This item, um, will evolve over time as you level up and you gain more experience, so it will gain new things. Um, but in the state that it's in now, um, you will have advantage on sleight-of-hand checks while you wear the gloves. Cute. And, um, you can cast... Once a day, using these gloves, um, either the locate object spell um, or the knock spell. And I'll send you information about both of those. And then it'll gain more interesting things the more uh, you level up and the stronger you get. Okay. And uh, you just have a pair of creepy, creepy grunge hands on you. Who wants to go next? You want to go? Okay, go. Who's going next? Me. Okay. Um, Asha, as you open this box, I imagine with much more delicacy than uh, what Valkyrie opened hers with, um, there's something sitting inside of it. It looks like it's curled into a little ball. And uh, as you like look inside and you've opened it up, it like keeps its little head up. And there's this like uh, very like thin in a healthy way. Uh, jet black fey cat and it sits up and its ears instead of having just like normal like straight up ears its ears kind of go back like this and they kind of like dip kind of like the way um like demon wings do at the top and has little points <laughs> ears on it and it's jet black and it has two tails instead of just the one like it's one solid tail and then it forks off like into two and uh, it has very long, like, little fangs, and it's called uh, Feline of Fey Knowledge, which is also something I made for you. Um, in its um, non-active state, it is a bracelet Stay. where it, like, curls around your wrist, and it'll become, like, solid like a bracelet. But when you uh, speak the command word awaken, um, it comes to life in this little fey cat, and this cat um, speaks common under common and sylvan and as you level up and you grow more experience it will learn new languages and what it does is it will step on a book it will tell you a summary of the book no matter what book it is 
and whether or not and as it learn and as you spend more time with it and it learns more about you it will tell you whether or not it thinks you will like the book and <laughs> it's my own little good reads <laughs> and uh, if it is in a language you do not speak it can read it to you in a language you understand oh my baby so and then like um, it does need to um, sleep for like at least eight hours a day so you uh, the, the word to turn it back into cat. a bracelet is uh, sleep so uh, it'll turn back into a bracelet when you say that so mm-hmm. it uh, it doesn't need to eat, drink, or anything like that because um, it is technically partial face, spirit, part bracelet. And uh, uh, yeah, so you have a little companion and um, for uh, Val and Asha and Zara, we will retroactively put these in the game so you will have these with you when we actually do the campaign again. Um, and, I have to uh, wait till level 7 until I can get my freaking hellhound. But you bargained for that. This was a gift. Hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and Realm, if you'd like to open your 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 gift, I do have one mm-hmm. for you as well. Um, so you, you take so. the you take the lid off of your uh, off of your box, and it looks like this red uh, glowing sphere that looked an awful lot like uh, Jacob Red's nose. <laughs> uh, as you hold it up it's an orb and you can see like magic like swirling inside of it and Mm -hmm. uh, once per long rest you can use it to cast the spell hypnotic pattern and Mm. uh, once per short rest you can use it to cast uh, disguise self it's a remember all (laughs) far less creepy than turning you into a were deer though so what is the item actually called does it have uh, a name, or is it just... Uh, it's, uh... Well, I have it in my notes as Rudolph's Red Nose, but I guess we could make it Jacob's Red Nose, if you'd like, so... Now, I don't um, have to wear this, that, or do I? You, it sounds uh, like it you, goes in your... You just keep it in your pocket. You don't have to, like, wear it on your person where anybody can see it, so... Actually, Realm wouldn't mind that. <laughs> he no, might put it in his damn hat. He might just, like, have that it, like, smart. installed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So on the um, side of the tricorn. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, you all celebrate a lot at a, something very hard earned and well achieved, and uh, you're exhausted. You go, you all part ways. A bit of your last minute shopping, like forgotten at this point, because at this point you're all exhausted. You're ready to go home. You're ready to to relax and uh, the next day rolls around on the eve of day of a heart and hearth you all go to Nycor Tower to celebrate with the feast of friends uh, and family you exchange foods and gifts and eat and celebrate and on that note ladies yes what did you get each other for the day of heart and hearth okay I'm gonna show you guys pictures because I made images of this oh okay for Ah, oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? All right. For Asha. Okay. I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to see, you know, I was picking up before all this shit happened. Mm-hmm. Got you this cute little vial. <laughs> with some... Uh, so pretty. It is. The, no- the gnomes made it. <laughs> also, it's got lip gloss in it. 
<laughs> that when you use it, it gives you plus two charisma. Oh! Uh-huh. That's adorable. I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> there you go. That's for Asha and for Jazz. Alright, what did you get, Jack? I really hope this this this, this is gonna go fine. <sighs> I got you a little figurine. <laughs> Do you see it? Cute, yeah. Oh now it's also enchanted. So because you're you know, you're you're a drow. <laughs> and you said, you know, spiders and whatnot. So this figurine comes to life when its name is spoken. Okay. And you have to give it a name. And it chirps like a bird. Okay. It makes chirpy sounds. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it'll just, it'll help you do whatever you need to do. Oh, a little spider companion. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. It's a little, He's like, so you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little... His crafty eyes figurine. are so big. I love him. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and apparently, I was told that it was a status symbol for Drow to have a spider. So I'm like, all right. Okay. All right. Um, Asha, what did you get, everybody? All right. So I didn't realize that the gifts initially had to um, correspond to skills. I mean, they didn't. I just decided to do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I went more with a little. Some more sentimental, I guess you could say. Um, so for Jazz, I got you a hand-painted deck of cards Aww. for when you go gambling. Because um, it's good luck to have cards gifted to you. Uh, that holds true for tarot cards, mm-hmm. at least. So I hope for these. And they're personalized on the back with your initials. Aww. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I, again, Ani did kind of knocked it out of the <laughs> pictures. It's okay. <laughs> pictures. That's, um, I don't have pictures of mine either. So okay. And then for Val, I got her a satchel, a beautiful hand stitched leather with the word chaos. Oh, I love on it. it in infernal. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's so sweet. And very accurate. I can see keeping fish in that. Better than my bra. I mean, I figured that it would just be what you would put them in once the bra was full of fish. So That's mm-hmm. fair. Um, Jazara gives you both these little identical little boxes. And uh, when you open them, because she got every, she got both of you the same thing, and she has a matching one. Um, but it is uh, a small little uh, figure of the doorway that leads into your guys' secret tunnel. Aww. And you can wear them as uh, either for uh, Asha, she can wear it as an earring, but Val, you can wear it as a charm off of one of your horns. That's very cute. <laughs> Puts it in my ears right now. Yeah. Puts it on a horn. Yeah. So, Jazara wears one too. So, okay. Realm has gifts. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I also actually have a gift for Realm. He too. didn't get me. Yeah, he... I did. I did uh, think of one just in case because I wasn't mm-hmm. sure. So, mm-hmm. he didn't have time to to buy a, a proper one, but he's convinced that the things that he found while exploring are worth more than anything he could get in a store. Okay. And so, <laughs> to Asha. 
He gives rare Flurgler Burr Hobbit uh, <laughs> herbs. Okay. They can be used to make potent healing uh, potions and medicines. My Flurgler Burr Hobbit. Awesome. Herb <laughs> uh, <Favorite> flavors. <laughs> to uh, Jazeera. Jazeera. Right? Jazeera. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives a rare coin. Uh, okay. From like the the old uh, civilization, emblazoned with like a spider. So pre calamity, pre calamity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that's right. really cool. He winks at you and says, "Don't spend it all all in one place." <laughs> <laughs> this is all try not to. And uh, and to Val, he presents the shiniest rock he could find in all of the caves. <laughs> It's like he's met you before. <laughs> gimme, 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 gimme. <laughs> he, he thinks it's magical in nature. He's not sure. <laughs> I'll check it out later, but shiny! <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, Zara have a gift does for... have a, a gift for uh, Realm, so she's going to give you this uh, gift box. And uh, when you open it, it is a very uh, fine pair of leather gloves and the stitch work on the... Uh, top actually has uh, your name written on it in uh, detailed work at the top of each glove. Very Aww. nice. <laughs> and he then... puts them on right away. <laughs> Asha has a little, it's a little like, on almost an envelope but it's like nice brown paper and it has a little bow on it and she hands it to you and you open it uh-huh. and you pull out a beautiful feather for your cat. <laughs> nice and Very fluffy. Nice. He plume. also immediately installs that on the cap. <laughs> Puts it in the headband. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we stressed Tony out. <laughs> no, because I was also going to give him a feather. Really? <laughs> he can have more than one feather. He probably has more than one hat. What are you hiding? <laughs> he immediately puts that feather in right next to Sarah one. Yeah. yeah. Valkaria gives also gives you a feather in a very long, you know, box. Hey, great minds, yeah? Great mi- hive mind. Mm-hmm. Hive the mind, one yeah. brain cell was hauling back and forth real fast. <laughs> she was working hard that day, what can I say? Exactly. <laughs> but, because apparently all of Jazz's gifts are enchanted, yours has like a plus one to uh, intelligence. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so Realm's cap has two feathers and I guess the the red ball in it now. Yep. Yeah. It is a yep. decked out hat. Mm-hmm. There you go. You can, you can see him coming. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine I gave him the fluffy feather and you gave him one of those really sleek ones. I was thinking of the sleek one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's got the <laughs> jam right. <laughs> no, I mean, the jam could probably hold them both in place right? and it would look a little more... Not so. Uh, as, it, as it slowly pulses red light on and off. <laughs> you know where he's patrolling at night. Wait, look, I can see him. There he is. <laughs> the other side of the city at night. You're like, oh, there he is. I got him. See that red pulsing? Yeah, that's him. There we go. I like it. I like it. His swagger so, walk is ever more exaggerated oh, yeah. as he marches through the town now. That chest is puffed up real big as he goes home to take a sleepy. <laughs> sleepy. <laughs> so all of you spend a wonderful holiday of the Day of Heart and Hearth. 
and enjoying company of each other, of family, friends, uh, people that you don't get to see all of that often because of how busy all of you are, and enjoying good food, good time, and enjoying some peace after what has been some of the most chaotic times in the Nameless City in quite a while. And perhaps now uh, Valkaria's father will have the opportunity to tell a second story uh, on the eve of not only of the first day of Heart and Hearth, but of the most interesting one that the city <laughs> And a strange being called Santa Claus. <laughs> Sandy Claus? <laughs> and a new myth runs throughout the nameless city of a weird fuzzy <laughs> creature called the Crunch and his evil or his well his good counterpart called San Dash Ta. Santa. Santa. Santa the Claus is the uh, myth that starts rummaging through <laughs> the nameless city. And uh, that, everyone, is where we will end our session. Yay! Yeah. Woo! Huzzah! So, yes. <laughs> and that took so many hours. Yes. Yeah. Hayden <laughs> called it. He said about eight. Yeah. It's 720. Yeah. <laughs> we so, did good, yeah. folks. We did good. Uh-huh. Of course, now I understand in Stranger Things when, like, the mom's like, you've been playing forever. Yeah, buddy, it's only six hours. (laughs) (laughs) That's today, six hours. Yeah, Yeah. like, Mm -hmm. and it's like, how do you play that long? That's how you play that long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I'm glad that uh, went, you know, overall fairly smoothly. I didn't kill any of you, so, like, that's great. Don't have to retroactively insert a new character into the last couple episodes. Because so. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for playing. That was a lot of fun. Thank you for being here. I love this. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming. We always enjoy having uh, guests on the podcast. So it was fun. And uh, our first D&D guest that we've had. So. And Hayden will be back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so I think overall it went pretty well, and um, I'm just impressed none of you are dead, so. <laughs> you know. Brown doesn't even no, have no a scratch on him after the second <laughs> Yeah, went toe-to-toe with an archfey, and you walked out clean as a whistle, so. <laughs> the, the sleigh did more damage to you than anything else did, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, but that I'm... sounds about right for this group of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we'll call it an evening. All right. Wonderful. Good night. Sleep tight. Good night, everyone. Good night, one and all. (laughs) Hey, y'all, just a couple of last-minute statements. Um, Obviously, as usual, we are not affiliated with Critical Role, D&D, Beyond Wizards of the Coast, any of that fun stuff. We just play in the world and with the game. Um, the creation of the Nameless City, however, does belong to, uh, the Sorry Not Sorry Generation. Um, the homebrew items that were just made, uh, will have different names in the next episode, um, because I did go and, like, fiddle and, like, fully flush them out. Um, which means that, uh, they are, uh, slightly different, and you'll hear them being called by different names in the, uh, next few episodes that, uh, happen throughout the podcast. Um, but I can tell you them now, 
and uh, as of right now, the items are uh, Ash's feline bracelet is the feline of Fey Knowledge. And then we have um, the uh, boots that Jazara has. And those are uh, changing boots, which are called Boots of the Unfolding Adventure. And then we have probably one of my favorite pieces, which is uh, Valkaria's gloves, which are now called the Mitts of Granchy Mischief. And uh, we endeavor to put these things um, on the website for anybody to check out, and you guys can use them in your own games. Um, I haven't put them on D&D Beyond yet, but uh, that is a goal for in the future. Um, beyond that, all of the music from the episode is either found on um, tabletop audio or was made in-house by uh, me, um, and which you can find on a serendipitous setting on YouTube, and also now on our website, too. So... Uh, thank you guys so much, and uh, have a very good day. Tune in next week for more fuckery, because we have some serious questions and concerns. It's fine. <laughs> so, Alright. Are we All recording? Right. Yeah. Yes. Let us open the gift of chaos. <laughs> the gift of chaos. Lovely. Should we preface it at all for the listeners? Uh, no, we'll, oh, or we'll work on that. I wanted, I I'll wanted to see, like, I wanted to have, like, the full surprise, and then we'll go from there. Oh, boy. I have no <laughs> idea what this is. <laughs> I can't even open it. Use those claws, girl. I don't want to use them hard, too hard, not break them. There we go. The best part is that three out of four people know who, what this is, and... And I have no clue what this is. Oh, yes, there's a second packaging, so it, just, it makes it even better. Oh. I was hoping it wouldn't just be, like, right in the uh-huh. Amazon bag. It's smaller than I thought it was. Open it! Stop reading Open. boxes! <laughs> I hope it's just a part number. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Make it go. Come on. See what you have wrought. <laughs> it gets better though. Go. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> See, I told you insensible for five minutes. For the listeners at home. Bonnie has just unwrapped a giant fish. <laughs> the is, pencil pouch. It is a is a pen pouch, and it has several pen uh, fish shaped pens. <laughs> I bought it big enough so that you could put your phone in it, so you could put it in your bra. <laughs> Aaron has just put the fish down on his shirt. And you can keep a writing utensil in there, too. <laughs> Misty and I cooked... Well, Misty found it, and then I said, yes, let's do it. I had to clear it with Aaron because I told her, it's just like, at some point, you're going to accidentally get slapped in the face with this fish. And Didn't like, you see her slapping it on the table? It, I got the wind of the fish, and I'm like... Oh. At oh. least it doesn't have the fishy smell. 
That is true. And there are no actual scale. I mean, there's printed scales, but there's no. See, and you can open there's him. No and he's a fishy bag of holding. Where's your phone? For example. Here you go. Look. There you go. And then I can whack someone with it. <laughs> with, the, with the phone in. Yeah. yeah. So you just brick them. Oh <laughs> Also, there are, I, I, I think it was in the picture, but there are different colored fish pens. Yeah, oh little God. different minnow fins, uh, pens, yeah. 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 yeah, and I have to take the fin off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right with the, it. The, the tail, you know. Yep. Oh, they're on their <laughs> Are these for children? I don't know. <laughs> are they for Ani? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What is on their cook? <laughs> now what do you say thank you I love you <laughs> to Misty because she found it and oh my god I was just gonna buy you a fake like plastic rubber fish and then we were talking about how you stick it in your bra and then Aaron told me you put your phone in your bra and I didn't know that <laughs> so I'm like oh you didn't <laughs> see that all day in Florida <laughs> I did not notice that. That was not something I picked up on. But uh, I'm just like, well, what if we oh, get her one? Time. That you could put, she could put her phone in, and then she could just keep it in her bra. Yep. Yep. I'm uh, now sticking my little minnow fish into the big uh-huh. mommy fish's gills. <laughs> oh God. I there might wanna... be some regret starting in a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but you don't have look, to worry. Look, I cleared it with Aaron that it was okay because I knew she <laughs> could get hit with this fish at yeah. some point. So at any... some point, it will come smashing at your face. Not on purpose, just me laughing and yeah. wheezing. Uh, no, I know. Sh- it'll be the slap. It'll be the <laughs> slapping. <laughs> Especially because yeah. our next official sec- uh, session will pick back up in that cave and she will have the fish, so... Because there were, she bought multiple fish. She bought six, fish. and we used two. Yeah, so she's got four fish in her bra still. So. <laughs> just cooking away. Just, just hanging out. You know, it's a good thing she's cold to the touch, otherwise she'd get frostbite from the fish. There is that. I guess she wouldn't be heating them up too much either. No. So you know, she's a nice refrigerator for the fish. So no How fishy do you smell. Feel about that. Well, there's probably still fishy smell. Oh, there's definitely fishy smell. But, but it's not mm, smoldering the humidity fishy yeah. smell. It's not overpowering fishy smell. So, mm. But uh, yes, I've been waiting for so long for you to open that gift. <laughs> I know. When did it get delivered? Like It was Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I was really just like thinking to myself, I have to make sure I explicitly say you cannot open this until mm-hmm. we sit down. And I had two packages show up, but I'm like, I just, we video called, I'm like, which one do I not open? Yeah. Because one of them was the... Club one was this. Yeah. Uh. And I'm just like... She showed me the the boxes, and I'm like, it's definitely the smaller one, because it should not come in a box that big, so... Please, God, I hope it doesn't come in a box that big. (laughs) Because then it'll be like a fishy backpack instead of, like, a little clutch, so... Mm. But yeah, now you have... You have a, a lounge fly bag. Gotta have extra layers of protection for this fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. This is gonna be my clutch now. When I go out, I'm like, and I oh, just want to take it to concerts. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> take it to the hockey game on Tuesday. Yes. Slap now it, slap to. it against the glass wall. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> 
ID. Shoot it. <laughs> Shoot it. <laughs> so you have my ID and my money on it. You're slapping. Oh, I can't when wait it, for you to go through security. <laughs> when a dude goes supersonic, like, check into the glass wall, you just, like, slap the fish against his face. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it at quick. Oh, God. Ice toad, husband. (laughs) Grab the fish. Accidentally throw it on the ice and, like, somebody threw a fish on the ice. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be better than someone throwing a dildo on the ice. Yeah, that's true. I know I sent her that video. Mm -hmm. Um, 